sad times today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not starting off the pod like I normally do. Me and Doom are going through something right now. It's pain in the city. It's heartbreak. I know y'all hear the strings in the background, the free playable music. Shit is shit is not good right now. This is episode 157, I believe. Yeah, it's 157 of the Bros Who Think podcast. My name is Lennon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitts, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Gang. See, I'm not even hype, bro. This, we in the motherfucking building, nigga. And yeah, man, the Pelicans are out. Let's just, let's, let's get this out the way. Brooklyn could get his, his shit off because his team is fucking 7-0, and which I don't fucking understand. That shit is crazy. Who would have thunk it, baby? Who would have thunk it, baby? Ooh, look, who said the heat only lasts just in Florida, baby? Look, it's hot in Phoenix, baby. It's hot. <laughs> this nigga's stupid. Yes, Funny sir. Thing is, I should be that nigga and pull up a clip of when you said you was not fucking with them niggas and put that look, in that right behind Look, that was pre-bubble. That was pre-bubble, bro. That was pre-COVID. I this needed nigga, something. This nigga this was is, legit. This is for Fuck COVID, them bro. Niggas. You, you do You know what's even funnier? Because somebody reminded me. This nigga said he was a Pelicans fan. <laughs> I said he dropped the Suns. You don't remember? I said I will be watching the Pelicans. I don't know. Mm. You had to put up the clip where I say I'm a fan. I, I hope said I, I find, would be watching. I hope I find that clip because I'm going to be in watch. the bag. And that's why I knew that y'all wasn't making the playoffs because I've been watching, baby. I've been watching. All right, bro. Let me and Doom give our eulogy. We're yes, going to have sir. multiple eulogies in this pod. Schubert going to have to say his piece for the team, but me and Doom got to get our initial eulogy off. Doom, what the fuck happened, bro? Like, what the fuck happened, bro? I don't know, man. I feel bad for J.J. Reddick, bro. I'm wearing, I'm wearing all black today. Cause our season is fucking dead. Bro. It's over, bro. And that's that shit is real tough. Cause we got the talent. We I, got I really it. think that is the problem. We like, better than the Suns. Yeah, we and they playing sure, good. We for sure better than the Suns. That's on not paper, even on paper. Y'all better than no, us. Listen, okay, look, let me. The wins in the proof, baby. I'm gonna talk about this later in the show. But let me say this. I'm glad that Lonzo Ball admitted that, yo, he was off. He admitted that the time yeah. off messed up his yeah. jumper. He admitted that, that yo, he feels bad and he's going to come back stronger because, like, the team, without him, the team don't win, which is very, very true. Like, Lonzo can't average five points and we expect to fucking win. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. His bubble stats were terrible. Oh, yeah, his, his bubble stats were atrocious. Like, terrible. And I know all the Lonzo haters are loving it. The media who covers the Pels who don't fuck with Lonzo was loving it. And I was just like, damn, I can't even defend my nigga on this one because it was bad like it just was I still fuck with him though oh yeah for sure I still think he's gonna be an all-star too like I that don't change my point on him being an all-star doesn't change it's just man that was a bad look in the bubble Zion bro please don't eat no more Louis like and I wasn't even fat shaming the nigga before this I was just like yo he just big boned but like nah Zion bro I'm sorry do not eat no Louisiana food, my G. Don't man, go to fucking, uh, bro. Don't go to none of them uh, New Orleans cuisines like Mamas. Don't go to fucking uh, Manchu. Don't go to none of them fucking spots, dog. I'm serious, bro. Go get you some salads, sandwiches, and grilled chicken, my nigga. He gotta nigga. eat at he gotta eat at franchise places, nigga. Go to no fuck no, nah, nigga. <laughs> fuck that too. That nigga gotta have Doctor Oz come through and give him the fucking blueprint. Cause I'm not going through this next season, bro. They, they gonna get him right though. They got they, to and like yo, no. I, all right, but dude, let me say this. See if David Griffin them don't change nothing for next season. Oh, I'm gonna be hot. 
It's going to be, it's going to be. I don't think it's going to go down like that. Also, I think they like, wasn't trying to make the playoffs. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, if I'm being nah. like as real as I, I don't think they cared if they made the playoffs. I think it was like, if we win that first game without Zion, cool. If we, if we don't, cool. And they said they gauge on when they lost to Utah and they lost to uh, Clippers, if they won the next one, but that, see that it was just like, if we make it cool, if we don't, because the whole time David Griffin was like, yeah, we're just trying to see what we got, analyze talent. If we make the playoffs cool, if we don't make the playoffs cool. So no one in that franchise had a sense of urgency, at least from the public perspective. I can't say what was going on inside the locker room. Obviously them niggas probably wanted to make it, but it wasn't like a pressure from like, yo, in their ear, like, yo, y'all gotta make the playoffs. Yo, y'all should make the playoffs. Yo, do everything y'all can to make the playoffs. Like. I bet they and Devin Booker here talking niggas better make the fucking playoffs. I don't, I don't yeah. think I don't think it was like that at, at, at well, all. At, the you're right. You're right. I think, right. I think it was in Gentry's ear. I think for, it was in Gentry's ear. For bro. Portland, in Portland, it was like y'all niggas better make the playoffs. Yeah, in Portland, they they were definitely in their ear, like yo, y'all. I don't think they was in Gentry's ear here. saying you got to make the playoffs. Bro, Gentry so you didn't think, have no sense of urgency. So you think Gentry's gonna be back next year? Last night. Gentry called a timeout when Lonzo Ball was on a fast break for a layup, wide open, no nigga around him. I was like, what the fuck is going on? He just, look, the nigga just did this. Just put his hands in his, just hit him with with this. Nah, nigga, what's wrong with you? So you think Gentry will be back next year? I don't know, because today I saw, wait, hold on, dude, this might make you mad, hold on. Let me read, because the insider's been posting. Let me go to my nigga, shout out to uh, Kevin Barrios. Of uh, I think he works for uh Bird Rights. If not, it's Bourbon Street Shites. Is one of them. I'm gonna get it right though, Kevin. Don't worry. Uh, let me pull up his shit because he tweeted this. Oh yeah, is Gentry uh, gonna be back then? Yeah, I he mean, writes for right. Bird Rights. So uh, Kevin Barrio retweeted this, and I was like, yo, this shit hurt my heart today. Where's this shit at? Because when I saw this, I was like, Jesus. Wait, was it Kevin? Oh no, it wasn't Kevin. It was Scott. Oh no, Scott Kushner. My bad. But shout out to Kevin. He's still dope. Scott Kushner retweeted this. I mean, this shit is is just horrible. <laughs> okay, so for what it's worth, Darth Amin, aka Amin, uh, what's his last name? Fuck, what's Amin from ESPN's last name? What, but uh, he's on the jump. He's the uh, he's like the Middle Eastern guy. Almost like I don't I don't know his exact race, but I believe he's part Middle East. Amin Hassan. Amin Hassan oh, oh, came, yeah, went yeah. went on and was like, thinks Alvin Gentry's job is safe. So maybe it isn't the worst kept secret in the league. He feels that because of his relationship with Griff and Gail Benson, that Gentry is safe. Oh, I hope that's not true. God, well, I hope shit. that's if, not if true. If it's true, then it makes sense why he ain't had no sense of urgency. I mean, if yeah. that's the truth, if that's the truth, then okay, yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why I'm feeling that way. I don't think that's the truth. I think... I don't know, Doom. I didn't when I the, could believe when the, it. When the players play a certain way because they know you don't give a fuck, that's the problem. Oh, for sure. I think that's what we saw in the bubble. Like, I feel like... Nobody gave a fuck. The, the, the first thing that God. happened was Griff was super protective of Zion his entire rookie year. And so I, I get think- it. And I, but wait, but wait, let me say this. If Zion doesn't tear his meniscus, I think we see something different. I think Griff yeah. was like, yo, wait, my Ferrari just got like two flat tires like right. like that. Like after we got it out the garage, like I'm not going to drive that bitch either until I make sure everything we're going to check all the the, the everything. The, the mo- yeah, we check it everything. We make it so <laughs> I'm not upset at Zion. I'm upset at the fact that 
They didn't let B.I. go off. Like, I'm sorry, bro. B.I. got to have a ball every time. Who else right. going to score? Like, they're like, well, was, like, they was just trying to give the ball to, to J.J. Redick and Drew Holiday. Like, bro, if J.J. Redick has, has over 25 points, we losing that game. As great as Jadass, those stats are, we fucking losing them games. J.J. Redick's yeah. sweet spot is between 15 and 20. If J.J. Redick gets somewhere between there, we good. If it's over that, we lost that damn game. Right, that means yeah. that somebody else... Wasn't doing was something. Was fucking he, up. Yeah, yeah he, he had to shoot. Yeah. But J.J. Reddick didn't come to our team to be the leading those, scorer. Yeah, in all exactly. those bubble games, he had to be the dude. The like, guy! It was, it was just like, all these niggas broke. J.J., you got to save us. That was literally every bubble like, game. Like, it was like, what the fuck? Drew Holiday. First game you did your thing, it's like after that, you was, you was missing in action. The first bubble game, the nigga come out and drop over 20. Everything else, what well, he was, missing in action. Derek Favors, he got to get cut. Like, I'm sorry. I, I don't I've ever never been a fan of Derek Favors. I don't like, ever y'all picked him up. I was like, why is he still in the league? He I don't one ever. Of the that never panned out. I don't ever wish for black men to lose their job and to not get a check. But this nigga got to go. He broke. This he nigga got to go, bro. Look at Amari doing overseas. They 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 put in that work overseas, bro. Go over, go over, get the check over there. This nigga got to go. I'm sorry. Bro, you know what's crazy? Fucking Ja is nice. I watched Ja play because they threw a bunch of little, you know, the fuck. I ain't niggas. respond to you on that because I knew he was gonna talk about this on the pod. But like, you Ja, like, you ja, like either? No, bro. Ja only play no. when nobody watching. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Ja don't play in the big moments. Ja, ja balls and, and out in these games that Doom talking about. But see, if Ja time. played in Utah, that nigga would have got eight on. That's my thing. This see, nigga only play when the moment not, not, not big enough. See, but my thing is. You right, but so did favors. So it's like I rather I rather give him a shot, right? Because Ja is way better offensively than favors. That is a fact. I can't deny that. And and then he lost weight, so he's not moving as slow as he was. So, but it's just like I I get why they didn't play him, but I do agree with you at least by game three when you see favors not working. I get running favors yeah, the first two like, games. Hey, it's go. like, we might as well try try Ja this game, but like, Jesus, we got to make some retoolings. We'll talk more about this later, but it's just eulogy for the Pels, man. I got to give Brooklyn his props. Both his teams winning. I fucking hate it. You I, know Portland was making the playoffs, man. You know them killers around there, bro? You see, oh, when you want to know something crazy, bro? Oh, man. I don't. I don't pull for LeBron ever. But I'm pulling for LeBron that first round. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's cool though. It's cool though. Because I am pulling for LeBron James in that first round, and I'm gonna be a LeBron stand for one round, just so Portland don't make it. Fuck that nigga. Okay. But look, okay. I respect Dame. Let me say this: that nigga got that nigga dropped 51 where they had to win. Then the next night, that nigga come drop 61. I respect that. That's a killer. I respect that. I tell you, you but killer. Too much, bro. But you see I CJ McCollum? Where's CJ at, bro? CJ nowhere to be found. CJ don't do shit. Like that go back to my point. CJ not no killer. But Dame, but, I'll give. Dame is a, is a cold-blooded assassin. He is. I'm pulling he is. for LeBron. But McCollum, McCollum don't need to do nothing right now. Like, you know I think who CJ is? Averaging like 15 or something like that. Right you know now. who CJ is, bro? C- if CJ is a killer, CJ is like the rock when he was the, was the uh, CIA ex- executive when he had to go watch that little girl in that <laughs> Disney movie. <laughs> That's don't who do CJ that. is. Like, while, while Dame is fucking Assassin's Creed, fucking Hitman, like Dame out here sn- sniping niggas. 
CJ just watching the president's daughter. Right now, that's all he needs to do. That's all he needs to do right now. But I'm pulling but, for LeBron. And yeah, I don't yeah, even, yeah. I, but I can't, see, the round. thing is, I, I have I have a conflict with that. I'm going to pull for LeBron. But you can't pull for AD. But still yeah, wish yeah. on AD's he's, downfall. He's conflicted. He's conflicted. <laughs> I'm, I'm super conflicted. Because Doom, no, we can't pull for that nigga AD. It's oh, fuck, fuck AD man. forever. Forever, forever. <laughs> and I'm fuck that nigga. They meet up with Portland. It's going to be some problems. Around oh, it will be. That is a fact. It's going to be some problems. Major problems. They don't I have think, nobody to guard them niggas. I think those teams match up. <coughs> it's gonna be real interesting because the the front court that Portland has matches up well. But as far as like the back court, they don't they don't, nobody. They, 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 they don't think Caruso really gonna lock up uh, Lillard, do they? They don't have nobody. <laughs> no possible way. There's no possible. They don't way. have nobody. <laughs> KCP getting his ankles broke, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. If, like, like, like McCullough goes on KCP. I was about to say, bro. I was like, then it's gonna be a problem, bro. Like KCP is gonna be looking like McCullough. What you want me to do? McCollum <laughs> upgrades from fucking uh the Rock to Dave Batista and Stuber. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to watch no more WWE movies, no more WWE films for you for the rest of your life. Please stop. <laughs> McCullum upgrades the fucking stupid, yo. That shit is hilarious. But he gonna eat on KCP. That is a fact. KCP is straight dog shit. And I don't say that about niggas often. But like, this nigga is dumpster juice, bro. I do not like KCP. Only reason why that nigga got a job is because his agent is Rich Paul. He lucky LeBron Facts. taking care of that nigga. Facts, the moment bro. LeBron get fed up, it's over with for him. He gone too. But... Yeah, man, we're going to talk more about this later. I, I think I'm going to be pulling for... Because I got I to gotta tell the people what team I'm going to be pulling for. I'm definitely pulling for the Heat and Jimmy Buckets on the East Coast. I fuck with them niggas. Them niggas is cold-blooded. They out here eating on niggas. For the West? Am I going to be cliche and pull for the Clippers? I think I think I am. I think I'm just riding the, the ship of the Clippers. And I think Luca will be the... the Clippers, baby. Yeah, I think I'm pulling I'm for the Clippers. Baby, baby. And I think Luca and them is my dark seed in the West because I just like what that white boy doing. He killing him. That nigga, that nigga is, is making black media members upset to the motherfucker. Yo, I don't yo, know if anybody... Why is there, wait, have y'all seen this? Can we talk about this? Why has there been like such a hatred from the black media audience for Luca? They just I haven't hate. seen it. Doom, you saw it? You see what I'm saying? Not, not too much for Luca. I know they was mad at the dude that hit the crossover and said equality or whatever the fuck they, <laughs> like they put. Did y'all see that one? Wait, what, what team? What team? Hold on. I forget what team, bro. <laughs> Is he hit a shot and said team. equality? Wait, what? No, he didn't say it. He didn't say it. He's bonkers, white, bro. Who is that? White nigga. I want to say it was the Bucks, bro. I want to say it what Bro, I about to, I, that's the first thing that came to my head, Lynn. I was like, it better not be Devin Chinzo. And I want to say he's a step back crossover three or some shit. And then the Bucks posted the clip of it, like the highlight. And the caption was um, <laughs> fucking equality. Oh, so it was the Bucks Twitter <laughs> person that fucked that shit up. Okay. Saying that white boy get it too. That's, that's yo, that's hilarious. That's a bad look. That's, that's oh, that's a bad, bad look, but that's hilarious. Oh, I was low key. If I go find that tweet, I'm putting the laugh emojis because that shit is hilarious. I don't even care that it's fucked up, but that shit is but that's funny. I don't understand how you can hate Luca though. That's like, what I'm saying, bro. Okay, like, it's that's a lot of these teams to watch. How could you hate this man? It's it's a lot, it's a lot of the people that's like insider basketball. I'm not gonna call them out because like I fuck right. with the okay. niggas. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I got yeah, relationships yeah. and shit, but I definitely see a lot of hate from from some of the black audience that's out wild, there. Bro. Like, nigga, that's let the wild. white boy eat, is, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I, I can't he, see he killing niggas. 
Not like it just to it's not it's, okay. Wait, it's not it's not hate. It's more so like is them calling out their white counterparts for being like real high praises of Luca, but but get on James Harden for for the same shit that he do. That's what it okay. is. No, yeah, it's yeah. a that's lot a of. Fact. It's a lot that of that. Turnovers are... Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of that. That's what, that's, let me not say hate, because they applaud him when he do good shit. But it's like, how y'all could praise Luca but get on James oh, Harden for playing the exact fact. same way? Okay. Yeah. They definitely right. do that. They I've seen a lot of that. All right, yeah. I, I have seen that. Yeah, I've seen well, a lot of that. Line, they talking about all that stuff, but at the end or like of like him like, doing right, the between the leg pass. But yeah, exactly. Right. The turnovers, the don't play defense is the same right. shit James Harden taking, do. Taking, uh, taking plays off and shit. Mm-hmm. I definitely I definitely have seen that watching Luka play, but I didn't realize that that was happening with the... Oh yeah, that's happening, that's that's happening in the Twitter world. But y'all yeah, praising sure. him for that. Right, yeah. yeah, no, that's for that's sure happening crazy. in the Twitter world. But like, I fuck with Luka. But I even introduced my niggas. To the left, we got Brooklyn. To the bottom, we got Doom, man. How y'all niggas weekend was? We just had to get that basketball shit out of the way because I know Brooklyn was coming in here with was feeling Who's some next? type of go, way. Go, go, go. Oh, going God, home, bro. They kicked them niggas out the bubble so fast. Adam Silver said, look, bro, nigga, if y'all not in the playoffs, yo. go home. Y'all going to catch Corona. I know corona. that was directed at y'all, bro. I know that was Oh, that was. That was going home, I was like... Bro, that was, that was a shot at us, but that deserve like, it so. All that stuff I did for y'all. Exactly, bro. <laughs> I, I made this whole system so the Pelicans could be in to play LeBron first round, and you niggas didn't go handle business, nigga. <laughs> Fuck you, niggas. Go home. I'll talk to y'all next Pack year. Pack your bags. Zion, you better be better next year, bro, because we got money invested in you. But now that's real. Like, it's like, we got money invested in y'all. We gonna make y'all the, the big mid-major team of the West, like the big. And that's why people uh, that's what... were on Griffin's side about, you know what? Yeah, leave the Ferrari there, bro, because we got a lot of money behind this. They got a lot of money invested in that nigga. <laughs> that's what it is. And it's like, yo, you niggas didn't make the playoffs. Like, y'all got an all-star in Brandon Ingram. Y'all got Zion. What more do you niggas need? And it's, it's, it's true. What more do they need? But like, and see, I see a lot of Pelicans media saying they have needs and shit. Like they need a new point guard and shit. But that's just a lot of Lonzo hate. I think come off season, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna definitely remind niggas next year if, if Lonzo start balling out on niggas. Like, nah, keep y'all takes. Y'all wanted to go get fucking Ish Schmidt. Like niggas, niggas saw Ish Schmidt in the bubble. It was like, yo, let's go get Ish Schmidt. Like. What? what? Like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> like, like what? Lonzo just had a bad, a bad, bad bubble, but I think he's gonna be all right. But let's get into this week's shit, bro. Wop literally dropped after last pod, and it seemed wow. like a bunch of niggas wow. was just like, "Fuck these bitches!" Like, yo, why were why were a lot of men just? I get the Republicans p- politicizing it to to win right. votes. Them niggas, them niggas, corny and fucking bottom feeders. So I get why they were doing it. But why were a lot of men in hip hop like, oh, these women need to rap more than they're put? Like, bro, all these niggas talk about is guns, drugs, and getting bitches. Why can't the women talk about it? Right. It make it makes absolutely no sense. The like the kind of double standards that hating people in hip hop create because oh, it yeah, really don't be. They don't be nothing until some, one hating ass nigga get enough retweets, and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of co-signers. I'm thinking to myself like, bro, you just mad because you're not you're not to this level yet where you can do whatever fuck you want. So now I have to create this narrative that she can't do nothing but rap albums. Like, do you think what the fuck she want to? Like, I am mad about that. <laughs> Carter, go do your thing, man. You making money, dude? What you got an off the wall take? Do rag doom is in the building today. Yeah, but no, I mean nothing off the wall. Like, I mean. You got Meg and Cardi who on top of the game. What more do you what do you outside expect? Of, outside of Drake, 
name me one nigga that's doing it even close to the level they're doing it. Because Drake mm. play a different game. So I don't count Drake. But that's why they mad. Yeah. They got a monopoly on the game right now. Like, yeah, women killing it right now. They, that is a fact. Bro, they are pocket watching women. Yeah, that's a fact. Every little thing to fucking. <laughs> you know the nigga's sick, bro. <laughs> that's that's crazy. To me. That's crazy. That is crazy. That yeah, that's, that's happening. Crazy, I guess maybe the babies, like the two babies, <laughs> little baby and the baby, maybe close. But like besides them, saying niggas. like even even those. And shout out to the baby because I think he he on his way to being. Something. And I'm glad he changed like, up his flow with all he, these features he's been doing it because he's been killing it right now. Yeah, and and honestly, I was he must have heard me and Lynn. <laughs> that nigga, bro, he had to change something up, cause like, good thing he did. Otherwise, he'd have been a one, a one hit wonder, and not even a one hit, cause he got yeah. multiple hits on that album. But y'all know what I'm and, saying. And that's one flow one baby would be. I'm, yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna get in here and act like I saw this for the baby. No, me neither. After his first, nah, none of us did. I didn't think he would he would go the way he at, but. To answer the question on why niggas is hating, that's exactly why. Yeah, the baby is a, is a good one. I still don't think he Meg and Cardi level. Like, they, but he up there. Yeah, but he, he up there. He don't have no reason to pocket watch for sure. It's all these meat. Like, I don't get how these these comedians and niggas was talking. Like, just like yo, fuck this shit. Like, what is wrong with let these bitches do their thing? Like, they ain't got no content, bro. They got no content. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's what that's I took what it gotta be. I was like, y'all got no content. Bro. That's two that's, great this, points. This is, huh? is I'm pocket watching, and you niggas don't have nothing else to talk about. That's what <laughs> that's it a is. Fact, like, just applaud these women. Besides that video, is crazy. Like, shot. And then wow, I, I didn't even. I didn't even get the Kylie hate. Like it was like, what y'all, what y'all expect? Like these bitches doing this to get their nah, views. It's up. a given, bro. That's a given. If you see Kylie somewhere, there's hate. There should be no hate for her. Guaranteed. Bro. Then she ain't do nothing. Like if anything, hate on Chris Jenner. Like that's the that's the one you yeah, niggas should that's, hate on. That's who you need to hate. There's, there's not enough hate. There's not enough hate for Chris. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. I don't hate a hustler though. That's the thing. I can't no, hate a I don't hate a hustler neither. I can't. She killing it. She pissed the kids out, boy. She that she definitely pimped her daughters out. That is a fact. But yeah, shout out to Cardi, man. Y'all keep doing your thing. That video fire. If I'm offset, how y'all feel about that video, man? If y'all, if you offset in that situation, that's your girl. Man, I feel good. I feel great if I'm offset. <laughs> if if you, bro, if you you offset, you know when you got with a ex stripper and a woman that built her whole career oh. on sex appeal, you knew you know what you was gonna look. Yeah, that's right. So why not? You, you she showcasing to everybody that you got one of the baddest bitches in the game. That's Why true. Not, Doom is right. That's you accepted fact. it from the jump. If you if you knew you knew what you was getting into. If anything, yeah, cut that off before you get into that. Can't be one of them little sensitive niggas being mm-hmm. can't. He knew that going into it. So I think he he felt great about the video. If I'm yeah. upset, I would. Yeah, that's true. If you accept it, you, then you know, like you you already know from the jump. Like once you accept that, is that's what you did. Yeah, yeah. So. And she yeah. ain't gonna change. Man, prayers up for Lakeith Stanfield, bro. Y'all saw what that nigga was doing, bro? But let me not say it like that, because then they're going to think I'm being insensitive, because it's for real prayers up to him. Bro, he was on IG, and he had, like, some pill bottle. He was filling it up with tequila, talking about how life isn't life sucks and all kind of, like, how I don't mean shit and how niggas just... Like, he was just... It was it was bad. It was bad for him for a couple of days. But then uh, a bunch of his actor friends checked on him, said he was okay, and they they making sure him he get all the shit straight for him. So prayers for Lakeith, because that shit... After the Judas and Black Messiah trailer, it was like all big talks for him. And then like, yeah, bro, that shit happened. He's, so. he's, 
He's one of those up and coming actors, so I would I would hate for for it to go bad. And yeah, turn, to go left because like the worst. Yeah, he he got a big career on his hands, so it's like that's a fact. I hope you're okay, brother. Also, how did we forget for two weeks not to talk about these old men going fight, bro? Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, bro. They pushed the bro. fight back to November 28th. How did we not talk about that? I feel like for two weeks we forget, and every time after the pot, I'm like, damn, how we forgot about this? Because it's like, I mean. At this point, all I can see is the Tyson side, right? I don't see nobody talking about Roy. That's I don't get how why Roy is doing this. I don't. I, I understand why Mike's really, doing I, it. I, I don't understand. I've been trying to figure that out for a while. Like I'm like I'm trying to Google like his finances and shit. Like, did he recently like lose? Like, yeah, like, see, I know Tyson ain't had no money left. I know we all know. Well, no, no. Let me not. You're not doing that to Mike. No, Mike, he ain't got none of the old that. money left. My okay, fault. he has yeah. new money. He don't got none of the old money though. Because I was about he to say he got, a, since, like, he got a pop. He got a pop in Adult Swim show. He got his podcast. Yeah. Like Tyson killing yeah, it. Since now. 2010, he turned his life around. But before that, yeah, he, he got was like a broke. whole weed business. He got like a whole farm out there, bro. That yeah. nigga, he, he doing it. He, t- he turned it around. He turned yeah, it around. Yeah, see, I, I, I think, Mike gonna kick his ass. One of them need money. I might know. will kick his ass. Yeah, yeah Roy Mike might need kick. it because I don't get why. Bro, has was Roy ever a heavyweight? Like I know Roy was a light heavyweight, but like yeah, I know that was a little bit before heavy. that was like our parents' era. But like, damn, I just don't like. Yeah. Wait, let me look this up because like I don't I don't know I mean, why they Roy Jones do now. This. They could probably get to the same weight class now. They own shit. Yeah. Okay. He was a heavyweight. Roy at one just point. like fighting though, bro. I, I don't think he. That's true. Because he, he just want to be in the ring. Roy was Roy had a title in middleweight, super middleweight, light heavyweight, and heavyweight. So like, yeah, Roy oh, one man. of them niggas that like to fight. I didn't know he had a title in heavy. Yeah, he got a title in all them things. He didn't have a unified title, but he had he had one, and I, then he lost the unifying shit. But right. yeah, man, Roy gonna get his ass with, bro. That is just a yeah, fact. Like, I'm, I'm, I ain't trying to get in the ring with Tyson, nigga. You tripping? Fuck no, bro. Every video Mike Tyson posts, like when he was clowning around saying, "Oh, would you take a punch from Mike Tyson for for a billion dollars?" I'm like, I don't know. No, no, I'm, no it was it wasn't a billion because a billion I'd do it. But a million, I don't know, bro. Because I like, mean, drinking out of a straw for three months. Like no. if my jaw gets broken, <laughs> like I'm gonna have I a million lost dollars. Half the money. But yeah, I lost half the I money in hospital fees, or like two broken ribs, <laughs> or like a fucked up kidney, bro. I'm, I'm good on that, bro. Any shot Mike yeah. Tyson takes on my body, it's crumbling good, like bro. that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm on good. It. I don't want that shit. <laughs> oh shit. Oh my goodness. So did y'all see the XXL freshman cover? The new one. Do niggas care bro, about that? Is that shit bro, important? Bro, even though they were still doing it, bro. Like if they, you're a rapper, I swear do you, you care? Do? When I saw it, that's what I thought. I said, "Oh wow, they still doing this." And I looked at it, and I'm like, I mean, the people on there, I'm like, I kind of figure, you know, NLE Chopper, Jack Carlo, you know, uh, to name a few. I just thought, yeah, that makes sense. But all I could think of was, yo, there's a bunch of TikTok rappers on this fucking cover. It, it, and that's <laughs> where they lose me. That's where they lose me, bro. Okay, so like it's. Uh, it. I'm cool with <laughs> I'm cool with five niggas: NLE Chopper, uh, Lil TJ, uh, Baby Keem, Jack Harlow, like and Rod Wave. All them. Oh, and, and Fabio. I knew Fabio was one. Oh, and Polo G. I'm cool with all them niggas. I, the, yeah, I was, I was like, what's Polo on there? Yeah, Polo on there. The, the ones I don't know is Cowboy, Lil Key. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, Mulatto, 24K Golden, and then uh, Chica. But Chica go hard, though. I find, I actually went to go listen to some of her shit after this. Bro. 24K Golden, I like him, too. I think Mulatto is one of those... Um, Mulatto, one of them ratchet rappers. Trina, right? Yeah, she got a song with yeah, Trina, Pino, I think. Yeah. yeah. She just did the song with Gucci. 
And I don't know who Cowboy is either. Yeah, I know that one. That's not even ringing a bell. Cowboy? I have no idea who that is. Cowboy, Cowboy you, you would know his song if you heard him. Do you know Lil Keith? Yeah, Chris would like Lil Keith. He put me on Lil Keith. Okay, but I'm yeah, gonna say yeah, this: yeah, this right, yeah. this list might be better than last year's list. Nah, I don't know. Last year's list had Meg, Roddy, and the baby. Ooh, yeah, yeah and Gunna. Last, last year, last year's shit was like. Yeah, let me let me let me take that back. Let me take that back. Yeah, no. All right, well, it's better than two years ago. It's two years. Yeah, ago. I said they, they definitely getting a little bit better because this there was a couple of it was from the Uzi yeah. year to the uh XXX year, it was just bad. And then the Fetty Wap year, like 2015 was horrible. It the was, 2016 cipher resurfaced on my Twitter yesterday. And oh, so I bad. was crying, bro. I was crying all over again, bro. Like honestly, XXL was bad <laughs> from 2014 through 2017. It got better at 2018. Cause like from in 2015, they had they were tired of us complaining. They had Fetty Wap, <laughs> Vince Staples, Gold Link, K Camp, OG Mako, Dej Loaf, Rory, Shy Glizzy, Tink, and Kid Kid. Half the niggas don't even rap no more. Damn. 2014 had Chance, Ty Dollar, Kevin Gates, Rich Homie, Lil Dirk, Isaiah Rashad, Troy Ave, Vic Mensa, Lil Baby, John Connor, Jaron Benton, and August Alcina. Half the yeah, niggas don't rap no more. That was when they had too many. That one had too many on there. But half the niggas don't rap no more. That's like 30 people. Like, Rich Homie, Chance Trash. Fucking Vic Mensa went off the went off the railroads. Yeah, uh, he, Troy yeah, Ave is is, is Troy Ave. Uh, I don't Troy know who Jaron Benton is. Fucking John Connor. That and the only ones that's still killing shit is uh, Lil Bibby as but as an executive, not as a musician. Yeah, I'm about to say he not even because because Lil Baby Lil Baby got uh he had Juice World. He has this white kid on his shit, Kid Leroy. Them niggas like he eating yeah, off that. Ty Dolla figured it out. <laughs> Isaiah finally about to put something out again, but even then he went on a high ass. Kevin Gates and Lil Durk, that's the only niggas that's really doing something from that class. Right. And in 2016, yeah. Uzi, 21 Savage, Yachty, Designer, Dave East, Lil Dicky, Denzel Curry, G Herbo, Anderson Pack, and Kodak. I guess that's a good list, but like some of them niggas don't rap no more. At the time it was. They At the time it was. Yeah. Fight forever. What, that was the worst cipher in the history of Double XL. Y'all can't defend 2017. <laughs> a Boogie, X, Triple X, Playboy Cardi, PNB Rock, Amine, Cap G, Kamaya, Kyle, and Made in Tokyo Ugly God. That shit is ass, bro. That's a two pack of ass. Yeah. But I mean, there was there wasn't really nothing going on. Like it made sense that all those dudes made it though. Like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And like, but the Kamaya shit was weird, though. Like, dude, you're an artist. I don't know. That, that, that type of shit just kind of proved my point about why I kind of dislike the direction that rap going. Because mm-hmm. two years passed, and we like, who the fuck are these niggas? And half the niggas and fell off. By, getting, by being the hottest niggas out. Mm-hmm. It's only two years later, and we don't even know what these niggas is doing. That is a fact. And like, look, <laughs> yeah. and look at the Chance class. Like, Chance not the same that we thought. Vic He's fell sober. off. Fuck that nigga. Like all them niggas fell off, and it's like, yo, but, this shit is wild. And I mean, not to cape for chance, but at that time, that made sense. Oh, for chance sure. He looked like he was on the trajectory to be to be Drake. No, like, for sure. A big artist, bro. A no, I agree with that. Artist. I can't disagree with that. But I'm saying that shows how time changes all this shit, and like, yeah, right, bro, Doom. Man, I heard you was was man. was arguing about Uzi again, like a couple nights ago, bro. Bro, no. Chris, he got a way of baiting me into that shit, bro. I literally told this man, I was like, bro, I'm not arguing Uzi today. 
You got it. <laughs> w. And he keep like he he know how to bait me because he know I'm like super passionate about that type of shit. So nah, really, but that's bro, one of the really ones. The bubblegum music just taking over rap. I hate that's it, bro. that's why I brought this I list up because I know a lot of them niggas is bubblegum niggas. But I gotta say, Jack Harlow really go hard. Polo G really go hard. Fucking yeah, but Polo G and, and Rod Wave and Rod Wave, Chopper, yeah. they, they were already yeah they were already popping before the TikTok shit. But a lot of them other niggas on there, bro. Yeah, TikTok niggas for sure. That's yeah. a fact. And TikTok got to be gone. Yo, bro, <laughs> Trump is clowning. Trump just Trump getting rid of TikTok because of fucking that campaign rally that happened to that nigga. That nigga's a clown. Also, Doom, how you feel about this? Cause like my cousin hit me up and he was talking about it. And he was like, he he put on Instagram dream ticket for what I'm about to say. I'm like, dream ticket, nigga. What is you talking about? Like, I don't like neither of these people. But he was like, they're both better than what you would call it options. But I was like, that don't mean it's a dream ticket. Biden and Kamala Harris, bro. I don't fuck with Kamala Harris, bro. This just make that Biden ticket bro. even worse. Yeah. And I mean, I'm definitely, I'm one of those people. I don't like Biden. I'm not comfortable yeah, I don't fuck with, with Biden. Biden. He make me nervous. He, he like everything about him. He make me nervous, bro. <laughs> Like, I honestly feel like if he was in the White House, he might not make it four years without doing something absolutely crazy. <laughs> like, just some shit that would be like, because Trump got a way of doing crazy shit, but he know how to move in his craziness. Like, Biden is just, he not there, bro. So he, he <laughs> make me nervous. He make me nervous, bro. He really Michelle do. Obama was like, I'm getting my podcast off, nigga. I'm not about to be no VP yeah, for your ass. Fact. Yeah, I and, mean... And, Kamala, bro, they they hate her. Like, and I seen Twitter just going ape shit on Kamala. Bro, bro. Kamala is a but she sucks. <laughs> I don't I'm sorry. She, she I mean, she's not the best, but that right there is the best chance to upgrade the White House. Oh, opinion. look, I'm voting for him. I'm just complaining about it. Like, I'm I'm just complaining yeah. about how they, yeah. they suck and how Biden's pandering to black people. It's just it's just a big, big shit show. Bro, but that thing on Twitter that uh, you're not black if you don't vote for me, you can't tell me that thread not funny as hell. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Yo, but wait, let me say something. If I was a white dude and I was going up against Trump and I know I'm not racist and I'm better than better than that nigga, I would say that shit too. If I was a white dude, I'd hit y'all with, yeah, nigga, y'all not black but if y'all don't vote for me. This nigga Trump that's is what crazy. I was saying. Like, everything that Biden said that they giving him shit for, it's like, damn, nigga, you probably shouldn't have said that, but I feel you. You know what I mean? Like everything, everything, bro. Even the shit when they was giving him shit about the, uh, when he said that black people- Aren't as diverse. Like, yeah, Latinos, like, Latinos are way more diverse. Well, he say way like, more. He just like, they're diverse people more so than black. But it's true, because black people think like a monolith. It's, bro, it's very true. And even outside of that, because I don't think he meant literally they think the same. I think he just meant like when we talk about the Latino community, we talking about Mexicans, Dominicans, Cubans, that too. Puerto Ricans. Like they all come from different cultures, so you can't expect them to just have the same interests and values and views because they literally come from completely different cultures. You know what but I'm saying? The, Where the, the whole teps would argue, <laughs> but the whole teps would argue they took that from us. That's why we don't know where we come from, nigga. Yeah, you're not yeah. from where I'm right, from. You're not up, from brother, where we're from. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying, bro. That's what they would say. I'm just. I'm just saying. But yeah, I don't. Fuck, I don't fuck with Kamala Harris. But like. But like Doom said, we don't have no other choice. So that's just what it is. I want to ask y'all. Um. So 
Y'all, y- there's three topics are, that I'm like, that's like our, you know, like our our, uh, our discussion. So one of them, bro, y'all saw the only OnlyFans bitches slowing down, not in the quarantine, not hitting the same. I've seen a bunch of OnlyFans bitches say they shutting down their site. It's fucking up their relationships. It's causing problems in their lives. It's starting already. I didn't, I didn't see at least 15 OnlyFans bitches be like, I'm, I'm shutting down the OnlyFans. I'm taking all the content off. My boyfriend mad. My family mad. All kind of shit like that. The OnlyFans bitches slowing down. What did they think was gonna happen, bro? How long yeah. they thought it was gonna take for for uh? They ain't real for this life, bro. Peter to pull up and find your OnlyFans and go tell your mama and tell your grandma and now everybody know. Like what? How long they think? They not real enough for the life, bro. See, I know some OnlyFans hoes that went up on their prices because now they doing more extreme they shit. Didn't upgrade. <laughs> they didn't upgrade. Huh. Huh. They are, they're not about the life. I'm at the clip. I'm at the clip. This film. How you know they upgrade? Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, they tweet yourself, yo, no, 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 no. Because they tweet. I could go to OnlyFans right now and show y'all. I don't have a count, but I'm just saying they tweet about it. I follow them. I know what they're saying because I got to be up to date with the culture, of course. Right, like, right. Of course, know, yeah. you know, duh. But I'm just the saying some of them. Yeah. Some of them slowing down. It's it's an interesting culture, dude. I mean, Brooklyn, because it started off, it's supposed to be like a Patreon type thing, but now it's just right. for, for sex work. So it's like, I gotta, I, that's a that's a moment in the zeitgeist I have to analyze for the rest of this podcast time. You know what I, I mean? Tell it slow I down. think OnlyFans is making a push to become something that's not that, though. Oh, they trying. OnlyFans is trying hard not to stay as this. That OnlyFans creator was like, I don't, I didn't mean for my platform to be this shit. Yeah, and what's crazy is they just gave Cardi the bag so she can use OnlyFans for not that. But she said she's going to post some, think, some ass pics, though. Yeah, I mean, you know she's going to be Cardi on that, but she do that on her IG. Shit, Yes, I mean? Jules is doing that. They gave Yes, Jules the bag, and Yes, Jules posts, like, fucking ass pics and shit on there. But as long as, like, and she doing, like, seminars, quote-unquote, to help creatives. And I'm like... yeah. Niggas what? is not going on OnlyFans to learn shit. <laughs> not a <damn laughs> I that. I'm not going on there for no bitch. Yo, I can't imagine a nigga signing on the OnlyFans for a seminar, bro. That shit is crazy to me. <laughs> couldn't be oh, me. Shit. No, yeah, it couldn't be me. I'm not paying that. But yeah, I just wanted to point that out. The OnlyFans bitches are slowing down. Um, so one of my friends, we was talking... And, and we was like, bro, you are the worst wingman in history. What do y'all look for in a good wingman, man? Some of you, but y'all, but me and Doom in a relationship, but y'all Brooklyn in his situationship. But like, what y'all look for in a wingman, bro? Like, I don't know, I, I don't know if I've ever met one that's as good as me. That's all I'm gonna say. Real, okay. That's all okay. I'm gonna say. See, a wingman gotta have that good balance because you can't be the cock block wingman. Those are the no, words. yeah, you gotta be so like, all right, so. I got a lot of friends that when there's a hot girl around, right? And you, you know that he's trying to They freeze to up, bro. They, fr- they, they either freeze up or they start talking too much. Yeah. That is a or, fact. All of a sudden, he a comedian. Like, first of all, nigga, I'm telling the jokes, all right? <laughs> Don't you start telling jokes, nigga. Right? <laughs> so what you want nice. is you want to make sure that you, you, if, if you see your boy struggling, you want to be able to help him or guide him in that direction. But at the same time, if you see him closing the deal, you got to know, all right, yo, I'm about to catch y'all. I got plans, even though you know you ain't got no damn plans. Fact. And then leave. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. When, you, when I'm a wingman, it's all about making my nigga look good. 
Even if I'm right, telling a lie, it's like, yo, like anytime I'm with yeah. one of my friends, I'm like, yo, this nigga is an Ivy School engineer, nigga. Like he about to get the bag, yo. You need to hop on this. What are you doing, girl? Or like one, one of my niggas making albums. You heard this nigga album? This nigga work with so-and-so? This nigga shit is killing. Like it's like, you got to elevate your niggas right. even higher that's, that's than they the right actually word. are. It's all about elevating. Yeah, put them up and show that they mean so. Because like, when you that nigga that's just trying to hog all the bitches to yourself, it's not a good look. Not a it's good not. Look. They will not invite you again. I guarantee it. Yeah, no, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Dude, what you look for in a wingman, bro? Man, that's that's actually tough. They they definitely gotta know how, cause you know when you nine times out of ten when you meet a woman, and it's kind of a pre-set situation, they're gonna be with a group of other women. That's the thing. The, the penetration just have to be entertaining enough to keep the other women Away. focused enough so you can kind of you have your little man. lane to do your thing. You know what I mean? Because me, I'm confident in my game enough to where, like, if I could talk to you, I could, I, I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just got to guide the situation to get to that point. Then you know that's why you got to have really friends. Your wingman has to be confident, especially if you're going to approach yes, a, a group he of has girls. To, bro. Cause like the thing is, the wingman might have to be more suave than the nigga trying to get the girl. He does. That's why he, he does. Does. He he does. like me. Because, like, or at least he has to be the best communicator. Because to approach a shit ton of girls, it's like they got the friends who know she not getting none, who is just in the back, ready to be like, "Let's go. We're all That's going." Fact. There's <laughs> always that one, bro. There is always I, that one. Before I have never heard a truer statement. Talking, <laughs> I have never heard. Talking, you don't know the what bi- you own. The bitches in the back like the Grinch. You're like, nah, bitch, fuck Christmas. We're going home. <laughs> That's a fact, bro. There is always one that they drunk out and she's upset. She's been upset. Yeah, she don't want to be here. Like, when they left the house, she was upset. Fuck right? you, so I'm like, not trying to go. <laughs> and so you know by the time you see her, she's bitter. Wait, oh, wait, what's she said? I say it's always the ones that niggas never shoot at. Oh, the yeah. One that, that she ain't got to worry about no niggas. Because she got the angry face on. That's why she didn't make back her back. laugh. <laughs> she didn't make a back like. But the communication thing is another thing, too, because, like, you got to know when your friend is like, you can see, you got to be able to read his, his body language and know if it's not working or if you need to yeah. put in extra work. So, like, you, I think being a great communicator definitely goes a long way in that situation for sure. Also, you got to. You got to choose the right women because like, especially- Yeah, don't be shooting too high, bro. Because like, you got to choose, you got to know your league. You got to know where you at. Also, you got to realize situations. Like if you're in a group of, if you're in like a group of five women, you got the Grinch friend, you got the two drunk friend, and then you got the other three. Do not choose the two drunk friend because the Grinch friend is automatically, no matter if the two drunk friend likes you or not, it's shutting down. Like it's shutting down. It don't matter if you tow the fuck up too. Y'all can both be takala, but it's over with (laughs) for both of y'all. Cause that that Grinch friend isn't letting that happen. You gotta choose the friend that is sober enough to to communicate with the Grinch friend. Look, bitch, I'm going, I'm going with this nigga. Fuck you. Right. That's the ones you got to choose. You got to be very particular in your choices. Cause like, that's a fact, bro. These whole, and like, rightfully so, cause like, niggas doing wild shit out here in the streets. So, rightfully so, women. Act so, rightfully like, so for Grinch to be like that. To be like I mean? that for sure. But it's like, you got to know how to, how to bob and weave and stick and move, nigga. You can't just, but, it, but you know what? If you, if you have a Grinch friend, it's nice to throw your Grinch friend on a Grinch friend. That's a fact. <laughs> Cause you got, cause you they got some gotta, niggas. You gotta, 
that don't want to go out and then they not that attract they ugly niggas. You know, like I mean, look, call yeah. us speed. You know your friends. <laughs> he gonna hate me for this, but <laughs> shout out to my friend Alpha, bro. This nigga <laughs> never wanna go nowhere, bro. He never wanna go nowhere, bro. And I swear to you. He be mad from the time I tell him to put on clothes, my nigga. Like, he put on his jeans and he angry, my nigga. He angry the whole time, bro. Because all he want to do is play the crib, smoke weed, and and uh, play game. order food on my card. Nah, nah, order food on my card. <laughs> so this nigga be so mad when he got to go out and buy his own drinks. Oh, this nigga. Hey, low key, I'm that nigga, bro. <laughs> Except I'll be, I'll be excited to go out, and then I'll get there, and in the first 15 minutes, I'll be like, "Yo, this." Shit. Well, that's different. That's different. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm that guy. I am yeah. definitely that guy. Like, this is not what I thought it was gonna be. I'll be hyped to go out, and then just like, damn, expectations let down. Like, right. That is a fact. Like, ooh, my bro, you realize that once, once you're in a relationship and you take getting that bitches out of going out, there is literally no point. <laughs> Wait, wait. Okay, wait. This is an argument I have with my situation, my lady, quite frequently, or at least before pre-corona. Let's go out. What are we going out to do? We're going out to drink. Okay. Who are we going with? You dancing? No, I'm not dancing. We're going to the place where we just stand up. Well, then why the fuck are we going out to where we could go to these people's house and drink? Like, why are we going? There's no, if I'm not dancing, why am I going outside and stand up in the heat of Louisiana to drink? Why? And I can't even watch the TV and watch the game because I got to talk to these people. I don't fuck with these people. Why am I here talking? Why am I here doing this? Like, that's a fact. Bro, go on, Doom, you, you hit it on the nail. You hit the nail I on was, the head. I was just about to say, the only way that it makes sense is if you're trying to link up with some people, like in a group setting, and you just don't fuck with them heavy enough to invite them to your crib. That's the only way it makes sense. And my thing is, if I don't fuck up, fuck with them enough to invite them to my crib, why am I hanging out with them? That's, that, that's how I think. And like, I, I argue that with my girl all the time. I'm like, if we're not inviting them to the crib, why the fuck? Fuck are we going hang out with these people? Like why? Bad like her real friends, bad. they come to the crib or we go to their crib and then we get drunk at their crib and then I go to my ass to my house. I'm cool with right. that because I fuck with them people. We cool. But see them people that we don't, I'm like, why would fuck are we hanging out with? Like, you, so you gonna talk about it when yeah. we leave anyway. Like what the fuck? Yeah, and I, I used to be like that, but then, you know, I became a DJ. So then, you know, like I'm a social butterfly, baby. I go out, we but go see, out and shit. And nobody even pay. I don't even pay for my drinks when we go out. See, wait, time so I'm about, like, yeah, let's do it. Come on. See, that's part two. <laughs> that's part two of the equation on why I don't like going out. So I used to be a different person back back in the day. bro. We know, and, we know about and, Lynn. And, we and know niggas, about Lynn. Niggas know who Lynn was in them downtown streets. So when my girl, when we go, they got 15 million niggas want to talk. Yes, and then sir. I'm not paying you no attention, but then you get mad at me. This just what happened when Lynn go off. Like, don't do me that. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert, but I stay my ass home. Because <laughs> I don't be fucking with downtown because niggas don't not trying to get robbed. Niggas not trying to get shot. I live a very lifestyle. Where I don't, if, I don't, if I don't have to bring myself in them situations, I'm cool. But like, when I go out, I don't want to say I'm that nigga, but I'm that nigga. Like, it's like... Nah, man, you can't get mad at me because everybody want to talk. Nah, just because, like, I'm not spending enough time. To spend enough time is just... That's man, the it's thing. Tough. 
That's a, and I'm probably gonna get shot for this episode if she find out. But you know, you know how we. That's how I've been smiling this whole time. It's all right. <laughs> That's how it is, bro. <laughs> this is this is all for the jokes, all for entertainment, man. That's all. I pull That's on facts. Tiny parts of life that in some some are real, some are not. You know, that is how it is. But yeah, man, going out that shit is trash as a mug. But you gotta go out when you do. You gotta have a right wing man with you. All right, bro. Y'all y'all brought this topic on, so I wrote this down. What's better, sex in the day or sex at night? <laughs> y'all brought this topic to my head today. <laughs> that was you niggas. You niggas was climbing. During the day, man. Track. During the day. Because during that night, it's kind of expected. But during the day, it's like, oh, is it my birthday? <laughs> See, <laughs> I don't know. Because at night, bring a different vibe. At night, it's yeah. like, boom. You getting it. And I can go to sleep. <laughs> during the day, I got to go continue the rest of my day. But during the day, yeah, I have a smile surprise. on my face. That shit fire. But I pop, pop, pop. I'm fucking loving it. Fuck is you talking about, bro? What you talking about? <laughs> bro, I'm going to say this. Sex at night, if we just talk about the quality of the sex, at night wins. Right. No question. You know what I mean? You you could get in your bag at night. At night. You ain't, you ain't doing like no Like you said, you go going to bed crazy. after that. Yeah, yeah bro. You, you give all the energy no, you got left for the day. Exactly. You ain't, you ain't doing no crazy shit at two in the afternoon. But I will say, it's something, if you ever had, like, where you got that hour lunch break and your little thing be like, hey, come slide through real quick and, you know, yeah. That, that shit fire. Next level type shit. You go yeah, back in the way, smiling like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? The rest of your day be Gucci. Yeah, because, like, honestly, that during the day, be. it could be freakier than at night on the circum circumstance because it's like, Y'all just look at each other and it's like, yo, we, let's get it on real quick. But see, at night, it just depends. Sometimes yeah. it's like the go to sleep vibe or it's like, oh, let's get freaky time. But most of the times during the day, it's yeah. let's get freaky because like, you're not having sex during the day unless like both you niggas horny as hell. So, But I don't know. <laughs> I, I still go at night though, even though day has its perks. I don't fuck with morning sex yeah. though. I really don't. Day, you, what? I do fuck I'm, with morning sex. No, dude, because look. Let me, oh. I'm I'm the nigga that when you wake up, I I'm a Grinch when I wake up, bro. Don't talk to me. Don't touch oh, you me. One of those? Okay. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Right. When I wake up, I know, I know plenty of people like that. Yeah. When I wake up, don't bro. talk to me. Don't touch me. I don't eat breakfast. I gotta have like 15 minutes to myself to to get myself zinned, and then I'm like, all right, let's let's start the game, <laughs> bro. I hate what I'm, better I way? What better way to reach zen than to have some morning sex? Tell <sighs> me what better way. Show me any meditation. I can't argue with this, man. Do it I can't argue with that. Let me tell you, let me tell you what's fire, bro. When it's like that Saturday morning after a trash week of work and you wake up at like 7.30, you get your little quick one. It's the morning. So you ain't even got to dip into your bag of tricks, bro. You just yeah. in there and then, yeah, and you right back to sleep, bro. Okay, all right. Right back to sleep. I agree then with you. Wake up. By the time you wake up, depending on the level you put it down, you might get a fire ass breakfast by the time you open your eyes. <laughs> That's true. I do. Okay, I agree with Saturday and Sunday <laughs> morning sex. Fame, bro. I, I agree with weekend morning sex, but see, weekday, I don't fuck with weekday morning sex. I nah, weekday, I got shit to do. No, no, this, yeah, I'm about to say that. I my time that schedule, day. I don't even wake up with enough time to do all that. Every That's what I'm saying. minute is very valuable during the week. That's okay. a fact, bro. That's a fact. I'll be running. On CP time to everything. <laughs> yo, I'm, yo. I'm I need those minutes, bro. I need those minutes, dog. 
I need every bro. single one. Tell me why Real I'm the shit. nigga that, that counts down to the minute to where it's like, ooh, I really like, like it should be yes, nigga bro. leave. Yes, me, but then bro. it's like, oh no, wait, I got, I got five minutes. Nigga, why you wait <laughs> to the last possible nope. minute to go bro. and you know you're going to be late, nigga? What is wrong? Nah, what is wrong with me, bro? I'm a nigga. <laughs> I'm a nigga that set like five different alarms about 15 minutes apart. And I literally have them labeled, bro. Like, all right, if you wake up now, bro, you're going to have time to eat breakfast. You're going to be able to take your time in the bathroom in the morning. <laughs> or you can snooze for the extra 15 minutes and lose out on the breakfast. <laughs> you're going to have to grab a granola bar and just roll. Or you can snooze again and you ain't got time for none of that shit. You just got to get dressed and go, nigga. <laughs> I'm like, always on that one. Always. That's Dude, you, I'm always at the end, bro. Oh, I'm the nigga bro. that even snooze that one. I get the extra five minutes. <laughs> bro, look, I got <laughs> alarms going. I got alarms going from 7.30 to 10.30, bro. <laughs> every fucking day. For every 10 minutes, it, like dude say, every 10, 15 minutes, that shit going off. And it snooze. <laughs> Every last motherfucking one till about 9.45 when a nigga gotta be up. All I can think of is I can't, I don't understand. It must have been my mother because I don't understand how I got up for school, bro. Oh yeah, no, me neither. It was my mom for sure. It was, I can't get up, bro. I cannot. I I don't schedule classes (laughs) before, like, I, I, I can't schedule a class before 9.30, bro. I can't, because I won't wake up. Like, I don't know how she did that shit, bro. Cause my mom, I, I my mom was a same body in that Oh, bitch. yeah, bro. And then, like, look, <laughs> I played sports, so nigga had morning practice. I had to be up for five-something in the morning. Yo, my mama had to kick my ass to get my ass out of bed, bro. She That's she loved saying, me, because, like, nah, dog. If my, if my kid got morning practice, nigga, wake yourself up, nigga. What is you doing? <laughs> like, right, like, I wake you up for school, nigga, but I'm not got practice. Up, That's nigga. on you. That's on you, partner. That's how I know my mom's loving me, bro. That lady was waking me up for everything. I'm telling you, when you get on a schedule like that, niggas always tell you, like, yeah, you'll get used to it. I don't, bro. I'm just not doing that kind of (laughs) shit, bro. Like, nigga, the whole time I was in the military, six years, bro, we had to do PT in the morning. I used to have to get up at 4.30 to be there at 5.30. I'm talking about, nigga, I'm a zombie, bro. (laughs) <laughs> and they got us running three miles, doing hella workouts and shit. At 5.30 like, in the morning. Early as fuck in the morning, bro. And I never got used to that shit. It was torture up until I left. Up until the very end. That shit was crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, I don't fuck with that shit, bro. I do not. That, and I, that's, that go, like, I am a Grinch in the morning. Me and my girl know that we do not intercross inter- each other's pathway in from in the morning when we wake up until 15 minutes later, because we know if we cross each other's pathway, one of us will say something that's upsetting to the other because neither of us are morning <laughs> people. So I just go in my studio, do my little shit, come down. She got a big smile, everything Gucci, man, in, in, in my household. But you see, if I don't go in that studio and I go downstairs and I start fucking around or she start fucking around, niggas mad. Like, I'm, I'm not a morning person, bro, at all, dog. I, like, late nights, I'll be up forever. I can stay up till God knows how early, but in the morning, fuck that shit, bro. But that's all we got this week. Silent, silent week. Not a lot of shit happened. Uh, Brooklyn, tell the people they can find you at on social media, bro. You find me at all social medias at where Brooklyn at. That's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K. If you got that Suns talk, come holla at you, boy. We seven and zero. Who's yeah, next? Fuck go, the Suns, go, bro. Go. Fuck them niggas. I hope them niggas lose, and they will lose in a playing game. Uh, Doom, tell the people where to find you at on social media. At Doom SJ, Instagram and Twitter, man. My lab, man. 
Y'all be sure to follow Doom. Right now, let's get into this week's interview of the week. We have rapper Jay Sand, a.k.a. Leo. He just dropped his album. He dropped his album early in the year. But uh, he has one of the best albums this year. And we're going to play one of his songs right now before the interview. So let's get into that right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for this week's special guest, I am so excited, man. Because this dude dropped, to me, album of the year. At, uh, let me say this. Album of the year candidate for 2020 because it's not over yet. But it is a Strong album of the year candidate. I found out from since our last interview, me and him both didn't know how close we actually were. This man is, is real life my family. Like he is my cousin. His pops was basically raised by my family. And like, nah, like I got mad love for, for our guests today. Cause like, I told, I, like he understand I, like how serious our relationship is that we didn't Facts. know. It's, it's super we cool. We didn't even know. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, so cra- I'm so tripped out the fact that like when we found that out, that was crazy to me. But today's guest is none other than Jay Sand, AKA Leo. Jay, man, how you doing, bro? Chilling, chilling. How you doing, bro? Doing well, as well as you can do in this corona stuff. I say that every time I I ask somebody. Like, as long as my family got health, as long as my girl got health, my friends are healthy, nobody got corona, then I'm doing well, as long as my loved one's straight. Say, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Your loved ones and everybody doing good? Yeah, we all good. We all good. We ain't really, we ain't really even like going outside of nothing. So you know, we, exactly. We Natural introverts, bro. Natural introverts. Facts. That Facts. shit don't like. I am cool with not going out, so that shit don't bug me. The only thing that bugged me you is know. not being able to go to the movie theater. That shit kind of trash to me. Facts. We don't fuck with people anyway, so we just be <laughs> we be chilling. One hundred percent. How has this affected the music and and you being able to being that you just dropped the album? I'm sure you had shows planned up. I'm sure you Facts. had events planned up. Like I I know from my end, we were supposed to do a shit ton of live podcasts everywhere. So like, how has that sh- how has it affected you in that capacity? Well, in terms of like making music, like at the beginning of this. Corona, whatever pandemic shit they're gonna call it. Like I had a badass writer's block. I couldn't get out that shit. Like I was trying to like, cause I'm working on my next shit. Yeah. And my next shit is basically like continuing where the Perks of Solitude left off, but it's not about the same shit. The Perks, cause I hate when niggas make the same album over and over. This yeah. like, you know, this album is just like, cause basically Perks of Solitude was like a young twenty something. Like it's like a coming of age type shit. Like a, I don't want to say quarter life crisis because I wasn't in a quarter life crisis, but it's just a lot of shit I was dealing with. And you can hear from at Jalil, uh, Jaliloquy one to Jaliloquy two. There's a change in the person, right? And then on this next album, you go hear a whole different a lot. Like a lot of things that I championed on the Perkins Solitude go be like fucking different. Like the whole idea of solitude. Like growing up after that, I realized. You don't have to always isolate yourself. That shit go drive you crazy. Sometimes I need to be around motherfuckers. People, yeah. Like, I like, you know, I like people. It's not like I'm, I'm not one of them, like, anti-social motherfuckers. And then when people say they're anti-social, that'd be just some shit just to say to sound cool. I like people. I fuck with people, like, you know? So, like, you know, I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm working on that. And, I, like, the beginning of Corona, I was, my brain was just fucking shot. I couldn't think of nothing, like, nothing whatsoever. Now, in terms of, like, performing... Fucking, we, I had a show set up for April 25th, and that was going to be the first time I came back to Lafayette from New Orleans to perform my album. Now, what happened was fucking Corona. Yep. Because that was also the weekend that festival was supposed to be. Oh, and we, and our show was going to be, our show was going to be that Friday. Mm-hmm. And like this 25th was the Friday. We had that shit set up, and then shit happened right before that. I was so fucking pissed off. Damn. But that was going to be lit. 
It was gonna be me and my, you know, me and my never die partner. Yeah, you and the, you and the squad. Shout out to yeah. Lamont. Shout out to everybody. That never die. But man, the moment y'all can perform again, let me know because I will be in that building head first because I gotta see this album performed because this this album is immaculate. I just I gotta say that to start off. But before we even get to the album, because I feel that based upon from the last interview and just how, the person that I know you are being that you are trying to go to law school to get into, to be a lawyer, being that you are super cognizant of what's going on in the world. And that I don't want to say you're a conscious rapper, but you talk about things that affect not only you, but the world. Talk to me about all the, because we were in a pandemic, but then we got into, into the fight for racial equality, really hyped up and ramped up with the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, uh, uh, Ahmaud Arbery, Elijah McCain, and, and what happened with these protests that were going on for days, still going mm. on now. Talk to me about how, how what, what kind of affected you during those times. And talk to me, did that affect the music? Because I know you, you uh, were at protests signing people up to vote. Just give me your thoughts right. on, on the whole situation. Well, actually... I was like excited to see that niggas was mostly engaged. Like this made me feel like not the sixties. I ain't gonna say like the movement of the sixties because I'm talking. I like the latter movement, like when the Panthers was, you know, when they was walking around doing they should, you know, before they got fucked up. Yeah. Um, like, and I always geared towards like when I look at like the figures I was inspired by, I always geared more towards like the Stokely's. And the Fred Hamptons and shit, oh, as opposed wait, to. Wait, let me nah. stop you real. Are you ready for that Fred? Did you see the trailer for that Fred Hampton movie? I saw that shit. Bro, that shit that, gonna be crazy. I, I said, my nigga Daniel Kaluuya and Lakers Stanfield going for the Oscar, and then they got that white dude Jesse Plemons as the sixth man. That shit they got looks amazing. Yeah, oh, just off the preview alone. That nigga Daniel go get that Oscar. Yeah. Not to cut you off, but I, just because you said Fran Hampton inspired you, I had to ask you. Facts. If you have not seen the trailer for Judas and the Black Judas Messiah, Judas and the Black Messiah. Go yeah. watch that today, because that's going to be a very powerful movie. That shit going to be a fight. Also, movie. I'm so excited tell. because I am sick. I, growing up, something inside of me, I've always hated slave movies. The no, only yeah, stuff. Yeah. I, the only yeah. one I like is Django. I and hate not even- and not even just slave movies. I hate them like them, them the blind side. Yeah. No, yeah, like mm. like some of them stories like have to be told, but like it's some shit we already know. Like fucking the Jackie Robinson movie. Selma hated fucking Selma. I hate uh, fucking movie. Like all them, like we don't need them shits. We need more movies like this. This, you know? yeah, that empower yeah. black people and show me heroes and show me like legit good. Like this Fred Hampton th- thing is a is a change of pace. And this is, I told my friend, I was like, this is the type of black movie that I fuck with. This is the Fair. type of shit I want to see. Cause that is something, every time them slave movies just don't sit right in my soul, man. The only Fair. one is Jangle. Cause that was actually empowering of a black man. And I applaud Quentin and Jamie for what they did. Everything else, like the help, all that. Nah, bro, I don't fuck with that shit. I need to see that shit. Yeah, but, no, for uh, real. but yeah, let's get back to, that was a great tangent though. Facts, facts. But to what you were saying, like, I was, like, happy that, you know, shit was actually moving. Only thing that pissed me off, like, the shit just stopped. And I was telling niggas, I said, the movement should be, like, continuous. Don't just don't just get excited and you want to... Because I feel like there's a lot of shit I don't like. And one thing I can't, I can't fucking stand is, like, a, a social media activist. A motherfucker who say shit... And don't just, do nothing. Like, for... Re- and not even don't do nothing. Like, if you go say shit, make that your platform and speak, but let that be your thing. And I'm not saying, like, there's duality of life. You could 
you could you could be talking about you know uplifting people and shit like that black liberation one day and you could be on fuck shit the next day because we you know dualities yeah, we're, more, we're but, humans but don't let the movement die down when it seemed like everything all right another nice. thing i didn't like is the like the symbolic gestures like all the the engine mama shits and all that the other corporations like that shit, that shit, shit don't that do nothing need, shit we didn't need and shit we didn't ask for you know like but that little momentum we did have we would have kept that shit we'd be far right now but niggas niggas just gave up because niggas one niggas had to go back to work if they was working anyway but some niggas wasn't working so y'all still could have been out there because y'all could have told me y'all could y'all still could have been doing what the fuck y'all was doing my thing is niggas, with the whole thing not to cut you off because i want to see how you feel my thing is this I'm cool with the protest and the, and the ride and the riding. I'm down with it. If that's what we're going to do. Let's do it. But to me, I felt that what really would have made a difference. And I don't think niggas followed through with it. And, and it fell under the radar. They didn't talk about it much was we should have not purchased something or purchased anything and kept the black dollar in our household for at least a week to two weeks. If we didn't spend no money anywhere, all black people, I think that would have made a legitimate difference. And I think that's that's how you affect changes by fucking with the money because we uh, America's a capitalist society by nature. And something I learned through college and just hanging around wealthy white people is most of them don't hate you because they're black. They don't like poor people and they care about their money. As long as they're making money, that's what matters. And if we would have affected the dollar, that's how you affect real change. Facts. Like, niggas think, like... Racism, racism is definitely the motherfucking oh, issue. Oh, for sure, for but sure. it's rooted in classism, and that's capitalism. Like a lot that's of what times, poor white people don't understand. Is them rich niggas don't fuck no, with. No, listen, listen, listen. My thing, and this is my thing about like them rural Trump supporters, them fucking conservatives, fucking like fiscally. None of the shit the niggas be saying and advocate for applies <laughs> to you. Like. It's just I, rich I, people. I, I, like them, they manipulate them poor white people so fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, and they, they just, do. Uh, you know, they, they just, you know. But, and they keep them stuck in that, in that fucking rut of like, oh yeah, maybe my child can succeed. But because you're poor and you, you don't have any knowledge of what they're doing, they keep you in that rut because they want to keep you as working class. Because without you, they don't realize, they can't but, get that money that they they. Well, you they know want. what it is? You know what it is? Just that shit they, they call it like that. The bootstrap argument. Like motherfuckers, like it's the American dream. Pull yourself up, grind for what you got. Bitch, you poor just like I'm poor. Like, you don't have shit just like I ain't got shit and you supporting the motherfucker who don't even, like, his policies, all that Aren't shit for, don't even apply to yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Like, all them tax cuts and shit. You got to make a certain amount of money to get them tax. You don't have that kind of money. You broke just like I'm broke. You, you, like, I never, I forget, I never forget, like, Trump, at, when he first got in, actually fucking, he didn't do shit. He was trying to, like, they were saying he was trying to, like, get rid of Obamacare. The motherfucker expanded the shit. <laughs> yeah. And what happened was, they was going around to them people in them rural-ass countries. Not countries. Fucking uh, cities. States, in in cities, towns, yeah. Cities. Yeah, shit like that. And, like, uh, they was asking them, okay, how you feel about um Obamacare? He's like, oh, I don't like it. Obama could die. Literally saying shit like that. And then they say, what do you feel about Trump's new plan? When it's literally the same shit. The same shit. He just Just kept with his rolling. name. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, oh, I love it. It's, 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 it's amazing. <laughs> Bitch, <laughs> you fucking like you fucking retarded. But like, then they've been manipulating poor white people forever. But my thing is this: like, 
And then we could go on a whole nother tangent right here. This Kanye shit. Now, and you know I love Kanye, but fucking like in terms of like party lines, like there's niggas, niggas like fucking the line that's between ideology and fucking party identification is so fucking blurred. Niggas, like you could be a black Republican. There's nothing Facts. fucking wrong, there's nothing with, wrong that. with that. Exactly. Because, because, and most black Republicans are niggas with money, like business owners, niggas who like are like big in industries, like yeah. niggas who like fucking textiles, niggas who fucking Stock niggas who markets, be owning Wall niggas Street who be owning WalMarts, WalMarts and like stores and yeah. fucking chains and franchise type shits. Them niggas are fiscally conservative because most they of your favorite most of your favorite rappers are Republicans. No, like, and most, of your, most of your most of your favorite black celebrities agree with Kanye. They just not gonna say the shit. But you did, but Kanye the one who go say the shit. Will Smith, Will Smith agree with Kanye like a motherfucker. Because Will I'm Smith has not forget- said anything about like any of the shit going, and that pissed me off so much when he didn't say forget, a word. I, I never forget he did this interview. He did like a rap radar podcast. Oh yeah, with Eminem. Yeah, he said, yeah, Kanye be making sense. He just don't know how to say it. And uh, that sentiment is the same for a lot of like Jay Z probably feel the same way. If but is he gonna say it? But no. is he gonna say it? Fuck no. But like, I guess Kanye gotta be always be the sacrificial lamb. Now some shit he do is wilding, and like in terms of who funding him, and like people saying, now this is what pisses me off. Like the, like, and then I will argue this down with niggas. Like people say, what Kanye is doing, like his his run, like he trying to sabotage the race so that Trump get you know the seat again, okay? And they say he gonna split the black vote, all right? But what niggas don't know. When you go vote, fucking Bernie is still on the fucking ballot. Which is he, means is he gonna be? Yeah. Because so, of that. See, I didn't know that. Cause I th- I I I'm gonna believe that Kanye, I do think Kanye would take away votes from Biden. Now wait, Bernie's gonna be on the ballot for real? Yes, because what happened, uh like it was a court case. Like, he was off for a little while. He was mm-hmm. off. But then like in the middle of May, like when the court quarantine see, I didn't know this. just started, it was like some court in, in New York that had found it was unconstitutional to take him off the ballot in some states and shit like that. So they just put him back on everywhere. The motherfucker's going to be on. Oh, my gosh. Which means the vote was split any fucking way. There's yeah, nothing Kanye most- can do to split it more. Because, there, one, there's a group of niggas that don't know he's still on. Two, and that's the niggas that didn't want to vote for Biden anyway. Yeah, now, I was fucking with, I was going to vote for Bernie, but I was fucking with Elizabeth Warren from jump. Anyway, because Elizabeth Warren was the only motherfucker who had some shit to say about reparations. Because you ask these motherfuckers what they think about reparations. None of them fuck with it. You know, they get all finicky, like, oh, shit, like they want to change the subject. But she was the only one who said some shit. Now, it was a couple things I didn't align with, but, like, ideologically, I was cool with her. But I was going to fuck with Bernie. And niggas is going to vote for fucking Biden just because... Like, that's the lesser of two evils. Because everybody know Biden be talking out his fucking ass, and he be saying, you know, ignorant shit. shit. Yeah. But, like, you know, but be pandering for the vote. Like, I need it, but fuck y'all black people. Like, he do shit like that. Yeah, he But does. we, we got to do it because that's just what we got. But niggas don't know that Bernie still go be there. See, the I vote already split. So yeah. there's nothing Kanye could do. There's nothing Kanye could do to split the vote more. Nah. I'm glad you educated me on that because I was because bro, I'm I got gotta be honest with you. All that shit he's saying is just like some of that shit. Like I get I get what he's doing, but it's just like man, like I I, I can't support that because it's like 
you have been, you pandered to us with through religion because you were upset that that black people said they turned their backs on you because of the MAGA stuff. And then you went to make this religious album because, you know, you know, black people's history with with the church and how they feel about religion and how that shit really mm-hmm. impacts them. And then now you running for press. Like how much pandering do we have to get to for when you throw an album behind it? But see, sell like, merch. what else that fucked me up? Like when he was talking about that abortion shit. Now, I was like, you fucking tripping. But then I realized a lot of candidates, like, you know, presidential candidates, they're going to, like, go with whatever applies to their life. And we can't fault niggas for that. Like, niggas go, like, when niggas run, like, the idea, like, being a president, when you run, you run to serve your, because you serve, you run to serve the niggas that put you in office. Of course, you're the president of everybody, but the policy is going to be leaning for your constituents. Yeah. Exactly. And niggas be forgetting that. Like, Donald Trump not a good president to us, but to his people, to the business owners, yeah, and the billionaires. Fucking, <laughs> to that 1%, he is that nigga. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's doing great for them. Like, you like you can't fault him for doing the shit he said he was going to do for his people. He got in there and did that shit for them. He That's didn't do shit for us. That's why he's fucked up to us. But for them, amazing. Now, I'm saying I like to say when Kanye was talking about that abortion shit, like, that applies to his life. And, like, when you go through that shit and deal with, you know, that type of shit, that affects how you view things. I'm saying I like to say when John Bell Edwards said the same shit for a similar reason and signed that shit into law, nobody said shit to him. And that's our governor. We was just like, oh, John Bell Edwards did the same shit Kanye did and nobody said a fucking thing. Now, I was mad. Nice. You know, I spoke out. But he did the same shit. And what did niggas say? Where was niggas at? Nobody said a goddamn thing. No, that's very... Look, I'm not going to lie. I knew that shit. And that shit did... That I'm with you on that one. The, the the thing you educated me on was the Bernie shit. I did not know that. Like, that is crazy. So, shout out to you. I appreciate you educating me on this. So, basically, how do you feel about... Because I feel that... I feel we got to get out and vote no matter what we got to got to get out and vote. And I don't like the stance that some black people are taking about saying, like, our vote doesn't matter. No, you, you know, we, it's crazy, like, though. Let me tell you why. And that's partially true, because niggas only turn out for presidential elections and in presidential elections, you vote really. It's for know, the local we got to turn out for and then yes, the, the, the state elections, the, the, the midterms. And that's and that's when niggas don't vote like that's that's fuck a presidential election. Midterm elections is the shit you got to go for because that's the fucking not even just the governor. I'm talking like representatives, senators, judges, a lot of judicial seats come up, sheriffs, because them yeah. sheriffs stay in office the for sheriffs, life in Louisiana and let you vote yeah, them out. The, the sheriffs, the judicial seats, like niggas on city council, like the fucking school board. Facts. Fuck, yeah. The niggas who be running for Bessie, that's the most important shit. Superintendents, really, with, and, all the niggas. Yeah. That's what the, the niggas don't go, and that's always midterm. That be the years between. Niggas don't be going because niggas are like, oh, what the fuck is that? You know, like that's why I fucking was that Charles Bustani ass was in office so fucking long. Shit, that's I like, why I no. would that nigga in Lafayette right now. Uh, niggas, Higgins. Fucking yeah, I, I, that when yeah, that oh nigga, my gosh, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I'm, not even talk about I'm, I'm right there with ass. you, <laughs> but uh, that's like that. That's why I push for that. I don't even push for niggas to you know vote in presidential elections because you know what the fuck and then like niggas don't know like the electoral college like there's some loopholes where them niggas don't actually have to vote like how we vote yeah like the parties pick them niggas them niggas is not from 
like your town. Like niggas, niggas would think like, oh, no, they, they, these they, niggas like, that's yeah. from Louis. Like these niggas are from Louisiana, and they gonna vote how we vote. No, no, it's a group of the people. niggas. Like they pick, like the parties pick these niggas to vote. You know, for the for whatever candidate, right? Yeah. That the that the party selects, like the party selected candidate, then pick these niggas to vote for that candidate. It's now, the only way it is is if it's there's an outstanding like margin. Facts, and then they could do something called a vote of no confidence, like and not cast a fucking vote. Yep. And not even just I don't even I don't think it's called a vote of no confidence. But that's I know not, exactly what you, you know. I know not, what you're talking about. It's not it's called, not called that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So the shit rigged, and they gonna do what the fuck they wanna do. That's but why. My, I I agree with you to a certain extent. My thing is 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 for that point of if enough of us did get out and vote for that, that's when they are forced to listen. And I don't think we've pushed them to the point to where they're forced to do what the the numbers say. But but when has the popular vote ever got somebody to the dub? That's true. That's true. That's why that's why niggas don't give a fuck because the popular vote never give the nigga the W, and it'd be them swing states like them fucking like I don't know why Ohio always the one Ohio like, whoever, Florida whoever whoever get Ohio be the nigga that got it, and yeah. I don't know why like that it, shit is you know it's Ohio and Florida those are the two facts. So, like but Jay, I, have... I agree with you one thousand. We got to get out and vote for the mid. Get the judges, the sheriffs, the governors, the the senators, the house, the councilmen, in the in the school board niggas. We gotta. That's where you set your president at. I mean, your precedent. Facts. Your precedent at. Facts. So, what do you? Uh, what's your thoughts are just about about real quick before we get into the album? What's your thoughts about the whole police system? And and my thing is, I think. When you people say defund the police, they think that just means abolish the police. I'm not for totally getting rid of them. I think there needs to be we need to get rid of uh fuck uh qualitative immunity. I think that's something we need to push for. So and then mm-hmm. I think we need to get rid of uh eternal internal affairs. There needs to be a board that's outside of the police department themselves that that uh or is a checks and balance for the police. You can't have something that's a check and balance inside the same system because that's where corruption starts. If there's a check and balance system outside of the police, that's where you can get legitimate change. And then if qualitative immunity is gone, these people can actually go to jail because these mayors and judges can't arrest them because of that, because of that situation. I also think the the law in some states where uh, um, if, if a police uh, sexually assaults you, he can't get in trouble because he can say that he was just uh, basically searching you. That has to go away as well. And, and I think uh, by making them solve instead of petty crimes and focus more on murders and actually solving crimes, that will eliminate some of the problems that we have. How do you feel about the police system? And what do you, what's your opinion on where we need to things that need to change? I definitely agree, but I don't think. We should like you know niggas say abolish. I don't think we should abolish. Yeah, and no, I don't think you. we should necessarily defund. I think we should like not fully like divest because you know taxpayer dollars need to still go to shit running because like motherfuckers are still like there's still crime being going on that needs to be fixed <laughs> and, and shit and like would, that. You know? It would get so bad if there was no police. Like people say Fact. crime would be okay if there was no police. Nah, bro, y'all lying to me. No, because because if there was no police, it would be. The same niggas that is cops. It'd be the wild, wild west. Who, who want to be like vigilantes and just go around killing people just for no reason? Bro, it would literally like be like the West in the 1800s. How it was just if you got your gun, that's the people that 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 set the rules. Hey, but like I think 
like that money should go to other shit. Like there's something called diversion. Like a lot of a lot of progressive DAs are starting to do this shit. Where it's like, like let's say you're a young nigga, you get like a you use your first offense, so you got like cover some weed or some shit like that. Instead of sending you to juvie or some shit or or you know jail, you know, fucking what they do is they'll put you in a program and like help you. Like it's like a like a not like an addiction program, just like a program to get you yeah. back to where you don't have to be fucking doing that shit. And like these programs is underfunded, but you funding cops to kill niggas and put you know where you could be putting that money yeah, real, somewhere re- else. Reallocating like the that. funds, yep. And I think also, like you were saying, uh fuck, uh what you were saying. Which one oh, you talking about qualitative immunity? Yeah, and and that and um like uh, outside Boy, yeah, uh, yeah, you gotta like, get to out hold the niggas to hold them niggas accountable because nobody I, doing it. How can you have a checks and balance system inside of the same system? Because nobody, because nobody gonna speak out in their game. Yeah, if I tell that nigga, if I tell that nigga, they not gonna fuck with me, and I might lose my job. And I'm not so gonna get I'm a raise. Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Also, now that we talking about this, you gotta get rid of quotas. Like a cop's hey. job should not be about getting the a number of tickets put. Like that's so stupid. Because like that. Would that would like it's incentivized them to pull people over, and not even that. Like, why are y'all like putting a number on how many offenses people in your town should have? Like, are you you saying this needs to be this many number of criminals, like (laughs) per capita? Like, this y'all need to be speeding this many times. Y'all need to have this much weed on y'all. We need to stop y'all this much times because y'all be bad. Like, no. What if everybody in your town just be chilling? Like, what if your town is a good fucking town? Not saying your shit gonna be a utopia, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, not that much crime. What is a quota? Like, you don't have to do that. Yeah. If y'all not stopping niggas, y'all not stopping niggas. Like, that's kind of like, like when you like when young lawyers when you work for like a firm and you do billing hours. Like, you got to do some shit every uh like tenth of a no a lot every. Every six, every tenth of an hour, so every six minutes, you gotta write. Okay, I was doing this. I was on the phone. I gotta. So basically, I gotta, I gotta stop these many niggas. I gotta get these many arrested. Like that shit is retarded. Like yeah, what that's you so dumb. Yeah. No, I'm with you one thousand percent. Yeah, no, I'm. And look, everybody who's listening, this is Jay saying is someone who is a political science major trying to be a lawyer. So my guy under knows what he's talking about. The reason I can have this conversation with him because I was a political science major before I changed to this, just because Thanks. I felt I could use my power elsewhere. But like, nah, all of these things. This like, if anybody I'm listening to, I'm listening to this brother because he knows what the the fuck he's talking about. Also, I think, and let me get your take on this. We need to stop putting our as black people. Not the conversation we were having before could be applied to all, but in terms of black people, we gotta stop. Putting Putting a power in deifying these celebrities and making them speak on everything that's going on and out. We need to have people like yourself, people that are, have PhDs in this shit, people that are actually studying the law and understand what's going on, be the people we champion to speak for. I see, it, can't, it can't be Lil you know, Wayne. You know, it's crazy though. Like you said, necessarily don't even have to be people with PhDs. In terms of policy, I think. Niggas who should draft policy should be the niggas from the bottom who the policy affects because they know what the fuck they need, and they they might necessarily might not necessarily have the like the means to articulate what they need or how they need it to be implemented in their community. But niggas know what the fuck they need. Like I feel like poor people should draw up all healthcare policy because you know what the fuck you need. You know it was you know like yeah. niggas at the bottom. Not necessarily have to be niggas with PhD because that's some shit I don't really align with. Because like 
You ever heard of uh, W.E.B. Dubois and his, like, talented 10th shit? I don't fuck with that. Like, that's basically saying, like, only the best and brightest niggas should leave. Like, niggas with a college education should speak. No, that's not true, because niggas at the bottom got ideas, too. Like, I don't think we should shun everybody out. No, I, I don't think... think that if that's the case, there needs to be a form of, of a... Of a uh... There needs to be a group that discusses that so they can have a way to articulate their thoughts and then have, once they articulate it to the people that understand, they can formulate the uh, the message to give to the public. And I've been saying this, like, there needs to be, like, one leader or a group of leaders to articulate the demands of Black people. Because yeah. what it is, is there's a lot of pseudo-leaders and celebrities thinking they way is the way and got niggas confused because niggas might want to follow this celebrity or follow this celebrity. Celeb- yeah. Niggas all over the place. So until we get on one, they would need to be on one accord for shit to actually happen. Facts. No, I agree with that two thousand percent. All right. Well, let's let's jump into the album because, like I said, I'd be I'd be ignorant not to discuss uh, and not to talk about what we uh, what what was just going on and everything in the world. Let me pull up my uh, my notes real quick because I don't know where they went in my phone. Like, did this shit just de- delete or some shit? Hold on. Let me see what's what's going on. That shit. If that shit just deleted, I'm a feel. Oh, recently deleted. Luckily, yeah, it did. I accidentally pressed the button. Stupid, but I got it. All right, let's get into uh, the perks of solitude album questions. I'm so excited. So it starts off with Jaliloquy one. In Jaliloquy, you said in Jaliloquy one, you said you uh in the inside you're dead, living dread. Uh, in on the inside you're dead, living dread. But if someone asked you, you'd say you're doing fine. Talk to me about that because I feel like our generation is trying to talk more about our feelings, but there's still a stigma in the black community about black men in therapy and talking about how they feel. Thanks. Like, well, man, that album was made like my most of that, the bulk of that come from my experiences my sophomore year in college. It was just, you know, typical college shit, but shit just way down on you type shit like that. Yeah. But like everything moving so fast, you don't even have time to be like, yeah, I'm not feeling all right. Like, you know, you just keep on moving. And then, like, when you tell people, it's like, nigga, nigga, chill out. Like, type shit like that. It's, you know, it's just Grow like, up or, or be a man. Yeah. Exactly. And then, that even ties to the, uh, the, 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 the next song, Next Day Ship. Yep. That's like, that's, you know, I put that song out. My mama was like, boy, what? Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, what's was, wrong you know? with you? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I've never, like, my aunt had, like, called me, like, boy, you know, like, what's, what's going on with you mean? Like, you know, like, you know, but it was all out of, it was out of love, but like, yeah, you know, for sure. it like, it's always out of love. Fuck. Cause like, I ain't never, you know, told him no How shit you like felt. that. So like, yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, but you know, then we talked it out. It was all cool, but that shit catches people off guard. Cause like, it is a stigma in the black community. Niggas don't, I even say that in the song. Like yeah, you do. You talk about it in origami as well. Facts. Like, cause you know, and this is shit every nigga, like niggas deal with this shit. On a daily, but do people talk about like no? Like would you just not start to talk about? It? It's about like, hold it. They always say hold is you're strong if you keep it to like if the this thing in the black community is a real man uh, doesn't talk about his emotions and he keeps it to himself to make sure his family's okay. But it's like nah, man, we gotta release nah, those, those thoughts. You can't just hold that in. And not even just black men, like black women. I'm just I'm talking, I'm talking when I say niggas, I'm talking black people. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like niggas, like niggas have held shit in. Fucking centuries. Yeah, we have that we ain't even do it. There's a there's a lot of shit niggas gotta unpack that we just now starting. We just now scratching the surface. Like you know, we, by the end of my lifetime, niggas not even gonna be fully, you know, done processing trauma and shit. But this is a good little start we had right now. 
No, 1000%. And I, I think this album is very important for that. Uh, I, I just got to throw out, I got a couple of things where I say the bars that you had. They say what you want about Russell Wilson, but he can still see the future. That's a bar, man. Facts. How, how important was making sure your lyrics were on point in this? That's thing? always, that's, you know, that's always. And I see the album, the album my albums take so long. I could do freestyle shit, bar shit all day, every day. But the thing about the album, I want to say something meaningful but still have some bars that make a nigga rewind some shit. And like a lot of times, a lot of times it'll be songs I have done. I'll finish a song, like a good song a day. And then like weeks later, I'll be like, yeah, I should have said this. I should have said this. Because a lot of times bars come to me in conversation. Like one of my partners might say something, but I'm going to put that in the bar. I remember uh, literally the other day I was with my partners. We was hooping. And my partner said, nigga, you tell the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. So help you live. Like, I was like, I'm put that in the song because that's yeah, that's so hard. If you, if you hit that on the album, that's, that's where it comes from. from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, it just come like that, and that's what it be. It's part of real life experiences, and that's why 100. You you 100 sampled Mr. Krabs on Next Day Shipping, huh? Thanks. Yeah, I was, I was I was just making sure. Okay, so in Next Day Shipping, you talk about friendships, and and our man, we just had that age where it's harder to communicate with our friends because life is pulling us in so many directions. How do you maintain those relationships and those friendships when life is pulling you in 60, 70 different directions? Well, the good thing about it is, like, if your partner's moving too, life <laughs> pulling them too. So we just gonna just see you when I see you. I got this going on. You got to just it's gonna be. We make time be. when we can. Yeah, and then it was worse because my partners, like my partners, live in Lafayette. My partners live in uh, Natchitoches, so it's like I wouldn't when I was in New Orleans. I wouldn't see y'all anyway because I ain't got a car. Yeah, I I get picked up, so it's like you know, see y'all when I see y'all. And is that something that we just gotta accept because we know we yeah, we're all trying to better our lives. Yeah, no. 100%. 100%. Man, I stress eat just like you, brother. I, that's something that I do. And so I'm, uh, so I'm right there with you on next day shipping. How do you deal with that? The, 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 the stress eating? That shit. I mean, it's just I sometimes really, you just eat. Yeah, just, you just eat to yeah. eat sometimes. And then it was worse. Fucking Corona. Listen, I'm gaining weight like a motherfucker. Because yeah. like, see, at school, like you be broken hungry and you just losing weight. But I'm home. My mama got a fridge full of fucking food and Cooking every day. in the cabinet. Yep. I'm experimenting and shit. Like I've, I've been, I've been this motherfucker having thoughts like I could open a fucking restaurant. Like I've been, I've been doing some wild shit. Like, but I, I could really fucking cook though. That's why. Like I could see if I couldn't really do it. Like I'd be, yeah, I'm gaining fucking weight and it's terrible. <laughs> Bro, what you been, what you been learning how to chef? Oh, kind of shit. I've been smothering shit. I've been frying <laughs> shit. I've been, nah, nah. I've been, I've been barbecuing damn near like once every two weeks in this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'll just find some shit in the freezer. I'm going to put that shit on the grill. What's your, what's your favorite thing to barbecue? I'm, I love I love a good pork steak, but mm, my specialty, my I'm trying to, I'm about to, I'm about to, I'm about to start fucking with brisket. Ooh, see. I told my mama, I told my mama, I said, I think I'm ready for a brisket. Shit. Yo, if like, you get, if you get say, that good, let me know. Cause I'll come get a plate from you. Cause yo, and I, you know, you, and you know, you're welcome. Cause we, you know, we, yo, we, we family. Yeah. 100. Cause I, 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 I don't know how to make brisket, but look, I'll bring some pork steaks through. That's yeah. my shit. Seasoning That's my the pork steak, letting that go fun. Making a pork steak sandwich with some potato salad. Ooh, nothing better I'm than that shit. And I marinate my shit like the night before me. Yep. So, you know, you wake got up to. that shit be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna link on that for sure. Are, are you big on energy? Because you talked about how you stay ducked off on ducked off. You talked about how you stay funny enough ducked off so negative people don't mess up your vibes. Talk to me about your beliefs and just energy and how 
you know, how you feel about that. Like we were saying earlier, like, that's just how I was raised. Like, and I'm, like, I'm an outgoing person. Like, mm -hmm. I love, you know, I fuck with people. Like, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not one of them, oh, I'm anti-social, fuck people. Like, I, I fucking love people, like, you know? But at the core, I don't like motherfuckers. <laughs> I want to be fucked with when I want to be fucked with. But when I don't, leave me the fuck alone. Like, and that's how my mama them is. Like, my mama them, we're not really, like, not, we're not, like, mean people. Like, we're just not friendly. Like, oh, if we fuck with you, we fuck with you. If we don't, we don't. We fuck with the people in this house, and that's our squad. Yeah. We don't need nobody it's else. family. Good. That's us. Fuck all y'all other people. We don't <laughs> We don't be out there, like, lollygagging and fuck people. We good. Yeah, no. That's just, that's just, that's that's, just how it that's is. That's just how it is, 1,000%. Who made the beat for self-doubt? Because that shit is hard. Now, my partner, his name is Sean, but his producer name is Chucky. And fucking, like, we was, we was, we was roommates, mm -hmm. uh, you know? And he was making, I heard that shit through his headphones. I was like, fuck it, that. And he was, you know, because we was, like, a lot of, uh, like, we, he, he bought a record player to campus okay. that year. And like he bought a lot of records. Like his daddy let him bring like crates because he like he from Houston, but he didn't fly this semester. Like he okay. had he had drove. Nigga bought all kind of fucking records. And there was this one. He had two Silvers records, right? And mm -hmm. the Silvers is a group. Like anything, if I could compare them to the Jackson Five, I could. But this like they had girls and they shit. Like this was a and they were fire as him. They deserve to be mentioned with the Jackson Five when you really think about it. So what happens is uh, the Silvers. Like, he was listening to one album, and then he took the shit off. Because what we do, we would connect it to the computer and run it uh, through his uh, interface so we could put the records on, on the, the computer and sample them from there. He was listening to one. I was like, fuck it. You got that? I'm going to get this one. And he found that. He started chopping that shit up. The same night, I heard the sample I got from Mr. Scissorhands off mm. the same record. So, this, so he made self-doubt. I made the the uh Mr. Scissorhands beat, but what happened was uh when he was making self doubt, I was like, hey, what if I slowed this beat down and then picked it back up, you know, to create a vibe. So he gave me the beat. Like the reason, like the beginning is like fast and then the yeah. slowest to create that like damn, I'm happy. But then like yeah. fuck. It can happen at like, any point you know time. some days yeah. some days you might wake up like damn I'm not I'm damn I'm not really that nigga. Like, I wake up looking in the mirror like goddamn I'm getting fat. Like fucking this morning, like I was like, damn, I need a haircut and shit like that. Like, I'm not that nigga. I ain't dropped no music in a while. Like, you know, that's just yeah. how shit hits you. But then the next day, you're like, I'm fucking Jay saying, like, type shit like that. That's just how so life So you is. reflected it in the song. Facts. 100%. So, okay, before we get to any more questions, since we're starting about producing, how much did you produce and how much did he, Chucky, produce or any other outside producers? Um, well, it's 11 tracks. I did seven and a half of those. Okay. Um, and then my partner Matthew, Matthew is the nigga. He made the rap hub. The rap He's on rap hub with me. Um, Chucky, he did uh, self doubt, and he did fuck. next day shipping. Okay. And then my nigga Justin, his name Jazzy, he did nobody's fault. Oh. But I did like he did the sample chop for nobody's fault, and he did like the like the skeleton of the drums. I came in and, and I amped up the jump. Yeah. And then on looking. And IDGAF, I did that beat, but Matthew, he played like that bass on the IDGAF part. So it just has some additional instrumentation. But like seven out of 11, that's me. That's you. How important is it for you to uh, 
I know you made the seven of them, but for like the other ones, do you kind of diddy it where they'll make it and then you put your like like you said what you did with Jazzy, how he how he made the skeleton yeah, and then you put your like, touch on it. For for the most part, you got your hands on every song. Facts. Like when I hear a beat that I like that I didn't do, I'd be like, okay, I would take this drum and use something else. Or like, like I'm a, you know, I'm a, it's not all like niggas will bring like, oh, you should use this beat I got for you, da 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 da. I'll be like, okay, well, let me do this and yeah, I'll so make me, let me tweak me the project it. file and tweak it to my liking because, you know, I like what you did, but let me let me make it put my spin on it. Sound like Jaleel. Yeah. Yeah. Into where you can like fit your voice. How important is it for you uh, to make sure that like your voice is an instrument to where the the background doesn't overplay your voice to where your voice is the main instrument that's that's going on in the song? That's very important. And uh, now it's crazy because I made that a point when I was mixing this album. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mixed this album with Matt Hugh because Matt Hugh. Uh, for his birthday, no, not for his birthday. I forgot what holiday. It was a random ass holiday. His mom of them had bought him like a fire ass mic. Mm-hmm. Now this is the mic that Wayne used to do the Carter Three, like fucking like the best 2000 mic, plus, yeah, two thousand plus dollar mic, like a good ass fucking mic. And when we was doing rap up. I was like, hey, we should just finish the album with this. And he was like, well, shit, fuck it. And like we was recording with that mic. And since he got the mic and he know how to, you know, use it, mm-hmm. I was like, well, you just mix some of this, you know. Yeah, you, you know how it's just to sound. Get, yeah, and I, and we mixing it together. I'm telling him, like, I like I like my my vocals to sit like this on top of the beat and type of shit like that. And then the goal for that whole album was, like, I want the lyrics and, the, like, the, the whole vibes to speak before anything. Like, I didn't want niggas to fall in love with the beats. I want niggas to fall in love with the bars. With your words, yep. That's why a lot of these samples is just loops. It don't have drums. Mm. Like there's a few songs that got drums, but like the the production is like very minimal. It's like loop based shit. But then that's also because I was listening to a lot of Mad Lib, listening like making this fucking album. Yeah, because living with like Chucky was my roommate, and like you know, so you ran a bunch of bandana. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think bandana was out yet. No, it was, it was, it was, it was. But fucking like, I was like, we listen to Pinata and Pinata, okay. And, Fucking mad villainy. That's why the Jaliloquy number one sample is the same sample that starts mad villainy. And mm. then the lyric he opens with, like Doom, his first lyric was living on borrowed time, the clock ticks faster. And then I opened my album with the same sample and my lyric was when you living on borrowed time, I find the clock ticks faster. You know, those, those little Easter just, eggs I love. Yeah. Just paying homage, you know, type shit. Like Showing that. love, one thousand percent. Hell yeah! Which I don't know if I asked you this last time. Which one do you like more, producing or rapping? Rapping, rapping. Because that's I like playing with words. But it's crazy. I like producing for myself. Like mm. I, you know, when I make beats for the niggas, it's like oh, that's a nigga on the J Sand beat. But like you, like I hear a nigga on my beat and be like. Because like yeah. that's my beat. I know I made that beat, you know, like, you know, type of Yeah, shit like for that. me. Yeah, I like to, like, when I produce, if I say I, if my favorite person to produce for is myself, because I know what I like and I know, you know. Yeah, you know what, what sounds exactly. best for your beats. But you know? I love rapping. I really love rapping. That shit is, shit is fun. And speaking of that, have you found your purpose yet? Because you talked about not being able to figure out your purpose on self-doubt. Yeah, like, I feel like, well, wherever this shit take me, because, like, I could fucking 
become like the greatest fucking lawyer ever and save save niggas' lives, literally. You know? Or I could be the greatest fucking rapper. Or I could be the greatest fucking lawyer with a couple fucking Grammys. Yeah. I could, you know. You could be both. Either way. Either way, I'm trying to touch people. My purpose is to touch motherfuckers to help with people, my yeah. with my with my words or my mind. Well, my mind, because the mind make the words and the mind come with the ideas. It just like, depends on which so, lane it's in. Either and, way, and both lanes are open. It's what it's whatever happened first, really. Yeah, and, if, and they both could fucking happen because niggas, nigga, like Cole graduated with a college degree and Facts. shit like that. Like I can I can do that shit too. Like and the and the law school not gonna stop the grind. Nah, it's going. I'm slow. It's going to slow me down, but it's not going to stop the grind. Stop you know the grind I mean? for sure. It's just yeah. going to make it. To, it's going to make him where things might come out. Uh, it might take a little longer to things come out, but that's a Facts. benefit because it gives you more life experiences. Facts, and that's more shit to talk about, and that's more time to make shit perfect and so. craft. Yeah, one thousand percent, bro. As a good. as a creative, the the song and bars that I under that I related to the most was where you said, "Some days you believe." In, in yourself, some days you have self doubt. How do you cope or deal with that self doubt as a creative? Because man, it's it's all on you. Because it's like I, I attribute to what, and I consider what people do when they're making content or they're making a podcast or whatever, or they're actors or whatever their whatever their creative outlet is. I I, I attribute mm-hmm. it. It's all the same to situation, just a different vessel. And I say that we are always either driving on a highway, flying an airplane, driving a boat in pitch black darkness. We have a flashlight and we don't know how to get to where we're going, but we still driving and we're on this road and we got to navigate with said flashlight. And as we get farther, more lights start to brighten up the path, but it could, but you're still on that path of darkness trying to light your way to where you're trying to go. Cause no one knows how to make this shit, how to make this shit pop. And there's no exact science it's about just figuring your way through it. A lot of shit is really just trial and error. But when I cope, like to cope with that self doubt, like I just, I remind myself, you know, niggas don't really be doing what I be doing. Like, like you, put, I, you, I, you know the work I put in. About it. Like, I, you know, like, yeah, come on now. Niggas, that's what I tell myself. Too. <laughs> like niggas not, Niggas not making strides like me. Like niggas, like I didn't, I didn't been like conversations with real industry niggas. I look up to like fucking the nigga, the president of TDE be liking my shit on. Yeah, the, no, like, like you, yeah, you be having like, real niggas you know, fucking with your shit. Niggas see me like then when I feel like I'm like you know compared to other niggas, I do all this shit in house. Like niggas be needing teams to do like whole videos. I do this shit sitting on my sofa. Like I'm, you know. Oh yeah, that's, that's all. You edit your videos yourself. And I Hell yeah. Now it's quick. The only thing, the only thing that's not mine in the video is the camera. Like I'll be using my <laughs> partner's cameras because I don't have money for no camera. But that's why every time at the end of the video, I shot my partners out like, hey, thank you for the camera. Like, but everything is all me. Like I do now, I sit down and do this shit myself. That's amazing because everything, and we're gonna get to talking about some of your videos because they're creative as hell. But while we're on this topic, is have you ever thought about being a director at some point in your life? Yeah, I want to do other niggas' videos. Like, I'll be having... It's crazy, because... Now, is it just like, music videos, or have you thought about doing directing no, TV could, and movies? Now, nah, it's crazy, because, like, me, like, every summer vacation, Christmas break, me and my little sister, my little cousin, we would shoot movies. Like, we have our... Like, we would shoot our own little... We have a movie series. Hell it's yeah. It's called The Squad. And, like, we would... My old computer, like... I used to have like a, you had it like a CD drive. So we would burn them DVDs and get them shit to like our mama and shit like that. Like, and we would sit around as a family and, and watch, watch it. it. 
and these would only be like 15 minute movies, but we was doing it and this still made back, it, yeah. Like we was like I was like eleven, my sister was like six, my little cousin like fucking two, three. But we was doing it. This is back Windows movie maker type shit. This is before Ooh, I knew how like, to do this shit. Was, yeah. This was this was rough ass movies, but the shit so like, and these was comedies, like, and like, and they wasn't intended to be comedies, but the shit is funny, like we, <laughs> like we, you know, and I always knew that was like, I, just, I was always interested in like that shit, cause that's my spare, like that's my, you know, when I it's my spare time, that's what you that's do. That's why I'm either making beats or you know, and that's some shit I don't think I'll ever give up. Like even when like I'll be in court in the day and go home, Makes make beats it. at night type shit, you know. Hell yeah. yeah. Bro, well, look, let me tell you this. You have a future job because this network will be making scripted content soon. So, like, that's sure. something. And now that I know, because I've seen your work and you are talented as hell, now that I know, because I'm a writer, I am not a director at all. I can write shit, I can act, but I, that's something we're going we gonna to talk about off and Especially Facts. since you're family, that's something that I, that I need in the, in, the, in the squad. Hell Facts. yeah. Ooh, the, sure the people just the people just heard us link on some some shit that's really gonna be crazy. So uh all right, next up we got did those risky helpless romantic texts actually worked out that you talked about on looking I don't give a fuck. Fuck no. But <laughs> oh, I think you think froze. <laughs> Let's see if he come back. We're gonna get him to come back and we're gonna edit this out. There we go. We good? Yeah, we good. Oh. I say, uh, fuck no, it did not. Because, <laughs> like, a lot of times, shit just don't be working out. Because what it is, is, like, you fucking with a girl, she got her life moving, you got your life moving, y'all both in college. Shit going this way for her. Shit going, especially if you're yeah. on two different majors, she doing the fuck she doing, you doing the fuck she doing. And then there's a whole thing about making time. Now, I be getting arguments a lot. Because, like, I be doing my school shit, my law shit, Niggas didn't know I, and I didn't tell nobody just because I don't be like posting my shit on social media. I was getting, uh, I was working to help get a law passed, like a real law in like the Louisiana state legislature. Before Corona happened, like my Damn. bill was scheduled to be heard. And it's um, my bill sponsor, because you know, you, you can't just present a bill as a person. You got to yeah. get a representative for, yeah. or yeah, to present it. But um, Representative Royce Duplessis, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he in the, the state house. Uh, he's a Xavier alum, and I was telling him about some shit that, um, like I had an idea for, and mm-hmm. it was like some voter IDs for college students. Now there was a law that passed a few years ago that got college students, like at public universities, LSU, UL type shit. Like you could, you can't be turned away from the poll or to register to vote if you have your student ID. Cause mm-hmm. that would that makes it that's a valid form ID, but that shit didn't extend to private universities like Xavier, Dillon, and shit like, like a lot of these are HBCUs. I felt like this is like a systemic issue. Yeah. So I say, you know what? Let's get this in. Yeah, let's try to change this. Fucking the shit was scheduled to be heard in March. Corona fucking happened. They had to leave Baton Rouge, but then they went back in like June, mm-hmm. and I ain't heard them back. But yeah, Jaleel that's what you've been. Was, that's what you've been working yeah, on. Hell in yeah, contacts, you know. And it Crazy. was me, me, one of my classmates, and a couple other Dillard students. Like we, because he had us like he needed us to uh, like we presented to him, but he was like, I need y'all to do this research for me. Yeah, and like let me know how many people this going to affect and type of shit like that. And yeah, yeah just the, the logistics of hey, bro. I'm proud that's, of you, man. That's crazy. And, but you, you making you know, change out there for real, for so real. That's what I'm saying. 
and I'm I'm saying all that to say to answer your question. I'm doing all this shit. I was preparing for the L set. I took the L set though. I was preparing for this all kind of shit. And girl gonna tell me, you don't make me feel like a priority. You only <laughs> give you you don't give me your you don't make time for me. You only give me your free time. I said yeah. Worst. I call you. I call you when I can. Like I you know. I'm I trying to make like, a better life for us. Like that's getting, that's my getting, that's what I say exactly. every time. You getting you getting all my free time as it is. We're like you ever seen that Tyrese meme? What more do you want do you need- from me? And and it's crazy. <laughs> you know it's crazy though. It was it wasn't only one girl tell me this. Like it was multiple. Like but I'd be busy. Like and I'm thinking maybe I'm the fucking problem. Oh, now it's no. crazy because the concept of maybe I'm the problem. That's my next album. Ooh, all right, I'm hyped for that because we go. Like, that's something I can relate to. Heavy, heavy. And the and the working title right now is called "Oh, so just fuck me, huh?" <laughs> but like, if you know me, if you know me, you know I say that shit like every all the day. time. <laughs> that's like that, that's my saying. Like, cause it'll it'll be slick shit. Like niggas might like we might be going hoop, and I might get picked last. I'm like, oh, so just, just fuck, fuck me, me, huh? <laughs> yeah. So you know, it, but. I'm saying, and I'm saying like to say like the title in itself is like oxymoronic because like you should never think everything is a personal attack. Niggas be having their own shit going on and niggas probably just taking shit out on you. And it could be everything like something as simple as that or something even bigger. Not everything is personal. Sometimes shit do be personal, Personal, niggas be hating, but not all the time. And that's, just that's something that, shit they gotta process. That's something that I that I had to realize. Like not not everything's about you. Facts. Facts. And it's not always like you know, it's not always a personal attack, Jalil. And that's just me talking to myself on this album. Like, shut the fuck up. It's not always about you. It's not always fuck you. Hell so that, yeah. That's I'm the next album. But bro, I relate uh, to that for Because like, man, it's like, I'm trying to better my life. So in turns, when we can be a legitimate team and we can be together, you have a good life as well. Like, that's like, I don't get what, what women don't understand that concept. Yes, you need time in this moment. But if you truly love me or like me enough to where you see a future with us, it's like, do you want to have a future where we're bummy? Like my thing is, my thing is, do you want a nigga that's gonna be like all in your face twenty four seven? Do you want a nigga that's doing something productive? Like I'm, I'm. Yeah, it's not like it's, it's that, not like that, that has goals. Someone that has ambition. Fact. To me, ambition sexy. Like what? What the fuck fact. are we talking about? And it's not like I'm blowing you off to go like talk play to the other bitches. Yeah, shit. to play two kids like, some shit. I'm fucking, I'm fucking busy. Like I'm doing some shit for my life. Like and I'm, to help I'm others. To, I'm like, guys, we're going to law. That's huge. Like, I'm fucking, like, you know, you understand? Like, I'm, yeah. in, I'm in Zoom conferences and shit. I got I to gotta wear button-up shirts and fuck on fucking Zoom. And you talking about you don't feel like a priority. Get the <laughs> fuck out of my face with that shit. You know, no, I'm like, with leave you. me alone. I'm with you 100. percent You gonna find you one that that understands all of that though. That's the purpose is finding someone that gets. That about you. So, all right, but next up I got, um, let's see. You talked about one of your fears on, on Time Will Tell. What's your biggest fear? Is it the fear of failure? Facts. And not even failure. And I, I you know, I miss, you know, I said that, you know, wrong. But my, it's not even the fear of failure. It's a fear of failing publicly. I could fail mm. and just, if I, if, if I could fail and nobody could see it, it don't fucking matter. But, like, I don't like fucking scrutiny. One thing is, and it's not that I don't like to be, you know, criticism, you know, help niggas grow. But yeah. I don't like when niggas criticize when they don't know the full story. Like, I don't like niggas' opinions when niggas don't fucking know me and know shit about me to say, to give their bit. Motherfucker, I didn't ask you if you're not one of my partners or my mom with <laughs> them. You don't fucking know me, so don't just keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. And that's the thing. As I'm growing and building as an artist and my, like, my fan base is growing, 
niggas just be having shit to say. Niggas be wanting to hear themselves fucking talk. And I got to stop looking at comments and shit like that. Yeah. Because niggas just be saying shit to just fucking say shit. Just a troll, like, too. And that's what, that's, that's the only thing I don't like about this shit. Like, I could hear my, you know, you could say what the fuck you want, but like, don't let me see the shit. I like, that's one thing I don't fucking like. Like, don't, you don't know what I do, what I put yeah. into this, so shut the fuck up. That's why, that's, that's my, that's my, my, my fear for real. Like, just no, I feel you on that. I, publicly. I, the fear of failure for me is, is huge as well. Then that's something that like, I had to like, I only look at the, com- like, I look at all comments because I try to interact to build that community with said fan base. And I'm sure you do the same. It's just, the, the negative ones, I don't pay that no mind because if there's if there's five niggas saying like, yo, this shit is dope, yo, this shit is fire, I'm not gonna listen to the one that's like, oh, nigga, fuck you. Like, nah, bro, like, you don't even, you don't even, you're not, you're just saying fuck me. You don't even, you're not even saying nothing. Like, you're not even Facts. giving, constru- like, constructive criticism is different from hate. Facts. Like, 1,000%. Like All right, so the next one I got is, who made the or who made the origami beat? That bitch is hard. Also, I love the line that I can't be origami because I was I was taught never to fold. The the, uh, the thing that that's the thing that separate. Oh, another bar I like is the thing that separates the full bloods from the muggles. I'm just kidding. Or I'm JK, aka JK Rollins. Bars. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. I made the origami beat. Oh, uh, lit. I don't okay. Know, I, I don't know how I came across that sound. I forgot where I was. But this is just a sample I found on YouTube. Like, I was just, you know, I just be on YouTube. Just trolling and I YouTube, was, just going through. Yeah. No, I was listening to, I remember, I was listening to some Stevie Wonder shit. And it was this group that I never heard of that came recommended under Stevie Wonder. I was like, the fuck is this? Let me see, because they had a fire album cover. I was like, ooh. Let me check know, this out. Shit. So I went through a couple songs. I was like, eh. But then I got to that fucking song that the origami that I sampled. I was like, oh my God, this shit here is fucking bananas. So I chopped that up. And then I I was like, because I had a I had the or idea of origami before I had the song, but mm. I didn't know the lyrics. I was just like, don't fold origami. Like, ooh, because yeah. the word origami came to me in the in the conversation. I was like, ooh, like origami. I, that was just gonna be a bar in some song. But I was like, let me just draw this out and yeah, let me make it an idea. Thing. Did that shit. And I'm like the demo. I demoed the song. I played it for my partner. And see, one thing about my partners is, like, my partner's going to give their opinion even when I don't fucking ask. And we will be fussing because nigga, shut up. Nigga, I'm going to do what I want. That's one thing about Jaleel. Jaleel don't like when you tell Jaleel what not to do. Don't tell me I can't do shit or don't tell me what you don't like because I'm going to do what the fuck I'm going to do. I want to do at the end so, of the day, yeah. So we playing. You know, my friend got some nice-ass speakers in his car. So, we, you know, we was running. This was way before the album came out. Uh, and I'm playing it. And I'm demoing, or God, I got the demo version. And now the don't folds was fucked. The don't folds was too loud. I was just freestyling a little bit. He's like, yeah, it's not. I'm not fucking with this. He's like, I don't like it. You shouldn't do it. I was like, ah, I'm going to do it, though. Yeah, I'm like, going to do it. You know, niggas be saying what I do. I'm going to do this it. Is, this is, I'm then, showing you the skeleton, nigga. You don't see the full facts, body. Fact. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you fuck what you talk about. You don't do this. I do this. Uh. And the shit happened. I didn't expect niggas to like origami so much. Nah, I was thinking origami's niggas hard. 
I was thinking niggas was gonna gravitate towards ducked off because that's kind of mainstream. I'm thinking niggas gonna niggas gonna do next day shipping because of SpongeBob, but origami that shit caught me off guard. It's, with niggas like it's that because shit. origami is so real and so introspective to your life. You talk about your father. You talk about the 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 idea of therapy with black men and black women. You, there's so many things you touch on that's so relatable. And and I talked about you that with that off air. Like I told you, like I can relate to origami because I might not can I might not be able to relate to the poverty aspect, but I can relate to the idea of your dad having a kid with another woman and then going raise that family and then leaving you and your family to be like, well, what the fuck? So like, that's something that I think is relatable for a lot of people. And that that's something that people can listen to the music and be like, okay, Leo dealt with this too. That's something that can help them because that's actually like something people have to, to deal with and try to figure out how to cope that trauma. And niggas, niggas told me they cried to origami, which is fucking weird. Bro, is, that's never, real. Because I would never, because I would never expect a nigga to cry to some shit I'm saying. But you know, that's but like, but that that goes back to what you want to do: touch people and actually help people through your music. And that's a song that legitimately does that. And the crazy shit is, I didn't make it with that intention. I made it because yeah. I thought the idea of origami and not folding was a cool song idea. And I was like, fuck it, if I'm gonna do this, this be too hard not to be real. So I'm like, yeah. fuck it, I'm gonna just talk about whatever. And, but then niggas was like, yeah, this shit made me cry. That's the one. Oh, how, all right then. How hard is it to go that introspective? Not, not, it's really not. It's just some shit I'd be wanting to say. Like, I could have said a lot more shit on that song, but I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just keep it. I'm gonna hold it all Like yeah. this, because like, it's certain shit I'd be wanting to say, be like, uh, how my mom would him go feel about this? Yeah. Like, you know, like, and even, even origami is like, my mama asked, how many times you go talk about being homeless? <laughs> I said, well, I mean, shit, I mean, you gotta it, it's shit. something that happened. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, but like, cause I did that in the, uh, my transcendent album, but I didn't touch on it. Like it was just a little bar, mm-hmm. but like, and, and I always, I like, want to give you my beginnings in every album, not the same way. And I'm not going to talk about the same instance, but I'm always say like, yeah, nigga. This what I came from. This is me. This, yeah. this me. This, you know? And, like, don't fall. Because, nigga, I done been through some shit shit. The whole point is, like, don't fucking fall, nigga. Don't fall, yeah. Because no matter what you go is, through. My thing is, and I'm not and I'm not even trying to make this, like, a race thing. But, like, a lot of things that, like, niggas go through. And when I say niggas, I mean black people. That white people deal with. White people would fold under these kind of circumstances. I'm saying I like to say, nigga, don't fucking fall. You know, yeah. like one thousand percent. It's not about how you fall; it's about you, about how you get up. Facts, like one thousand percent. That's why. I, look, origami is special. One thousand percent. Is it important for you to find a ride or die for your life? Yes. Yeah. And that's in terms of. And that's not even in terms of like a woman. That could be in terms Friendships. of partners. Yeah. Or like shit like that. Like you know, and a lot of times, like that ride for me, like that shit, like that song come from me falling out with my partners, like. And these, are, and you know, like you ever have those friends where, like, you they your partner, your mama be like, I don't like the motherfuckers, yeah. or your girlfriend, or your girlfriend be like, I don't like, the I don't fuck with them. Yeah. Now these particular partners, my mama didn't like these motherfuckers, and my girlfriend didn't like these motherfuckers. Well, I was like, these my niggas. And then shit happened with them. Certain point, shit happened. I was like, oh, well, maybe maybe it was right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like. Deep down, like these are still my niggas. My niggas, like, yeah. They're like fuck, like these. We didn't had real partners. experiences. Like, like we didn't, yeah. like, we didn't been through some shit, shit. Like these is my niggas. Like, but yeah, mama, you you wasn't tripping when you said that. These motherfuckers do be acting like that sometimes. 
then that's where that song come from. Cause and these is my but, it, but then that allows you to know they can still be your niggas, but it, it just knows how you got to deal with them. You gotta love motherfuckers from a distance. These yeah. my niggas, but uh, I know I know how bro. you all. I know you real your real self. So it's like, Facts. To, 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 so we can still be friends. I gotta keep you at arm's length. Facts. You can't let you inside the the chest. No, I feel that. What sparked the idea that you have nothing to prove to anybody, and it doesn't matter what they think? You talked about that in uh. You talked about that in Mrs. Uh, in Mrs. Scissorhands or nobody's fault. I forget which one it was. Both kind of. Yeah. Like, like, cause if like if you look at the album, it's like me, like the the way I like sequence the song is like me feeling sad. Oh fuck, nobody love me. Oh shit, I need somebody to love me. Ooh, a woman. Ooh, let me get me a love. Oh fuck that, cause that shit. I'ma just love myself. Oh my partners ain't shit. Fuck my partners. Fuck them niggas, and I don't need no partners. I'm by myself. It's like fuck that. I do, you know, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just duke it out. Yeah. Now I do need people, and then the next album. Well, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe niggas wasn't fucking with me because I was pushing niggas away. That's mm, where we're going. Real. That's where we're going. That's Hell where we're, yeah. And these, and these are all real thoughts I didn't have. Like this is shit I didn't like thought in my head. Like I'm not just doing this for the sake of making it. Like this is shit that didn't hit my head. But like to answer your question. And that's just after talks with my mama. Like, she's like, well, fuck them people. My mama's favorite thing is, well, fuck them people. <laughs> Hell yeah. It is, it is what it is. Like, I, but mama, they said, well, fuck them people. You fuck them. They ain't right. with you. Yeah. That is what it is. That's, 1,000%. It don't matter what nobody like, thinks. It's just your family and yourself. And even with your family, when you're doing something, it's really about what you feel about yourself. They can Fact. be there for advice, then, but it's, at the end of the day, it's your decision. And let me give you an example of that. Okay, so when that Eminem shit happened, Right, and my mom. I told mom with him. I said I'm thinking about dissing him, and it wasn't even like a diss. I was just I'm gonna make a response record to Eminem, and I sent the record to my mom with him. Wait, real quick, like, before nobody, for anybody that doesn't know what's happening, explain that situation. Okay, so my Soul Out Days freestyle went viral, almost three million views. You know, it's big shit. Yeah, and when all when all and that was all I had moving. A lot of famous people was following me. I was getting cosigns on that shit. From cool. Schoolboy to Missy to uh, Chico, uh, Jid, not Chico Bean. What's his Jid, name? Carlos Miller. Yeah, Carlos Miller. Jid. Jid. Yep. Oh, the list goes. Bunch of niggas. On. So what happened was, um, a nigga named Denon Porter followed me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, and Denon Porter is one of Eminem close, close, close ass friends. He like he didn't worked on like. Damn near every Eminem album. He was even in that group D12 Eminem had for a little while. Like that was that's his fucking it's his nigga. boy, yeah. Like his partner, partner. Like they go back, back. Um, and Eminem dropped the album. And my solo this freestyle, I said I had a boy that was like, nigga, the dude go to work might make you move off your turf. Nigga, if you move, you get murdered. Take your shoes and your shirt. Little bars might shoot through your shirt. Nigga, pew 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 like a church. That was the punchline. And if you go look on my Twitter, like. Motherfuckers love their punchline. I don't know mm-hmm. why, because it's basic, but niggas, like niggas across the globe, like niggas in Ghana was talking about their punchline and shit like that. Like real shit. Like this. Some yeah, it really spread. Global, some global shit. And this nigga, Eminem partner, followed me out of nowhere. He saw this video because that was all I had moving. So I noticed what you're following me for. Mm-hmm. Because I spammed my, I put my, uh that song, under a nigga named Cricket Eye Twitter. Now, Cricket Eye was he also yeah, tied to Eminem. Shady, so that, yep. So, you know, y'all niggas... And not only that, you I got know, the TDE connection with Schoolboy. Like, know, it, it just... I a bunch of niggas, niggas around Eminem saw that, for sure. Y'all niggas didn't see my shit. Yeah. So what happened is, Eminem drops an album, and on this album, he has a bar 
that says run up in the church like pew pew pew. Mm. Now, that's not what I said, but it sounds kind of like my similar. shit. And it said in the same way. It's and just, the, all you did was the, put all he did was put pew 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 behind the church instead of what facts. you did in front of the church thing. Facts. And the Denon Porter nigga, his partner, is on the new album. So you had to be in the studio with this nigga. Writing session, inspiration Some for sure. Months, yeah, you had to be in the studio with this nigga months before. And then the months before, y'all probably was watching my shit. Right? Yeah, no, that's, so, that's hard to deny. Exactly. Especially because of all the people that you said followed that. Like, it would be different if none of them niggas saw the song or none of them niggas followed it. It'd just be like, oh, we, we thinking similar. But nah, the fact that the non-porter, the TDE niggas, crooked, like too many niggas around him heard that. For that to be Facts. a coincidence. Facts. So I'm saying all that to say, when I made the song, I sent it to my mama. My mom was like, yeah, I'm not fucking And that's with Warning Shots. That, the song Warning yeah, Shots. Yeah, Warning Shot. Uh, I made the song, sent it to my mama before it came out. She's like, yeah, I'm not fucking with it. You didn't come hard enough. No, my aunt was like, uh, you didn't come hard enough. You got to you gotta get disrespectful. I said, no, because we don't know if he did this shit for real or not. So yeah. we got to be strategic. I'm not being accusatory. I'm just asking a question. There's not even a diss song. And my yeah. mom was like, why would you even want to do that? Just go make some more shit and fuck them people. You know, my mom always fucked them people, but now I say, you know what, mama, I'm going to still do it. I'm going to just go through with it because it's on my heart. I'm feeling it. And then my mm-hmm. mama texts me that night. She's like, see, I like how you took initiative. You just knew, you just needed to know that I had your back, but you didn't need my approval. Do that. Keep doing that shit. Hell yeah. That was some grown man shit. Yeah. And that like, so that I'm saying, I brought this whole thing up to answer your question and go back to what you were saying. Like, just as long as they know like as long as my, I know my mama's yeah. behind me, I'm gonna do what the yeah. fuck I'm gonna do. Facts. I just—it's not necessarily I need the approval. I just need to know they got my back. The advice, yeah, and, and, and to know and to know that they got your back no matter what. Yeah, man, Facts. look, that's that's some warning shots is hard as hell. And like you said, it's not a diss. It's just I'm putting this question. out there. Yeah, you asking Facts. a question, one thousand percent. But that shit was hard. Y'all go check out warning shots for sure. Uh, I want to ask you just because the the rest of the album is the closeout, and uh, just real quick, uh, did you made Jaliloquy too? Yes. Talk, just talk to me about the, the the making of that song before I before we get in the wrap up. Okay, so what happened with Jaliloquy number two? Um, I uh fucking like my mama showed me this video. Uh, it was James Brown, Michael Jackson, and Prince on stage. Real. And this is this happened like eighty something. This is like when Mike was that nigga nigga, but Prince, Prince was also so that Prince nigga, was also yeah. that nigga. Yeah, like. And then James Brown was the nigga before them. The, the, so God, like, the grandpa, yeah. The, like that that was James Brown was the big nigga. And yeah. they was like the little homies, but the little homies was popping. James Brown was on stage performing This is a Man's World. He seen Michael Jackson in the crowd and he was like, hey, he just talking shit. He's like, hey, I got my little nigga in the like he didn't say this, but you know, like I'm Yeah, I got, saying got the little homie in the crowd. I got my little nigga, got my little nigga in the stage. I didn't even know the nigga was here. This nigga so talented, this is my little partner, man. And then he called him on stage. And Michael Jackson, he he sung a little bit. And like, if you hear, that's what I chopped up. Like the the parts of that. Okay. And then uh, I just made, I, I was sitting on that beat like two years before really? I rapped on it. Cause I, before it was cause I didn't know, Yeah, because I know I was going to rap on it. Like that was just a beat I made. I was probably going to get that to somebody else. But I was like, uh-uh. Let me Gotta keep this. this. Yeah. Because I wanted like how James Brown was talking about Michael Jackson. Like you hear the talking. I was like, fuck it. Before he say Michael Jackson name, he's ladies and gentlemen, give it up for it. Then I started rapping. Like, yeah, for like Jaleel. Because he's talking yeah. about, yeah. So I did that. And uh, it was just a closeout. That was shit I learned, like just summing up the album. Because like, if you listen to the first Jaleel quiz, like, oh, 
I'm fucked up. Like, oh, fuck people. I don't know what's going on. Then it's like, oh, I can kind of get it. Yeah, it is what it is. We have this growth. Can't, can't be mad at niggas for doing what niggas do. And it's, it's just, the perfect. I'm telling you, the perfect setup for my next, next shit. It's like a sequel. It's like the little Mar- Marvel Easter egg at the end of the credits. Like, yo, I'll be back for the next movie. One thousand percent, bro. Talk to me. Rap Hub to me is one of the most pre. Like, if that, like, if it should be nominated for a VMA, it should win a VMA. Like, Rap Hub is one of the most creative videos I've seen in a long fucking time. Just talk to me about the creation of that and just what you were going for with that. So, Rap Hub, that's an idea I had since high school, but I didn't. I couldn't make it in high school because how the fuck do you explain to your mom you gonna make a video about porn? Porn Yeah, you know. So I just waited. And I didn't even have the song I did. I had the video I did before I had the song. I just knew I wanted to do that. But I didn't know how I was going to do it. Like, how I was going to execute, yeah. Right. But then I was like, fuck it. I got to college. I was like, yeah, we're going to do this shit now. And then crazy, I met up. I met that nigga Matt. And that nigga Matt so fucking fire. I was like, we was in the studio one night working on the album. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what I was recording that night. But, uh, and it was Matt. Matt was there. Chucky was there. And our partner, Mac Affinity, was there. We were just freestyling, fucking around. And then Matt, well, like, he'd be having, like, he'd be hoarding beats. Like, he'll, he'll make beats and just sit on them shits forever. So one night, he was just going through his beats. And that beat came on. And I was like, whoa, 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 go back. But he was already clicking through. He couldn't find it. So we spent, like, 30 minutes trying to find his beat. <laughs> then, when we, then when we finally found it, I was like, oh, shit. Let me hurry up and, like, write something down. And I did that. And then I recorded like, just a little snippet of it just to remember and then we lost the beat again. And then months later, like I would, that beat was gonna be a completely different song. But I was like, hey, remember I told you about this porn idea? He's like, yeah. I said, okay, we're gonna do that. But to that beat, I like. And he be naming beats weird shit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, remember this? The beat was called. Da, 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 da. I'm not gonna say the name because it's wild. But da, 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 <laughs> that beat. And then uh, he's like, okay. And then I did it. Put my verses down. He was like, what are we gonna do for a chorus? Got the chorus. Boom. Now the video. We shot the video. Two days. It took two days to shoot the video because I had everything I wanted in mind. Like I was, and it's crazy because most of that shit I had to do was like, basically I was screenshotting shit from like the actual Pornhub and just cutting shit out and fitting my shit in there. And a lot of like the pop-ups and shit, all that shit was done. That was, that's all me. I just did that shit in house. Some of that shit was green screen too. Real? Okay. But, but green screen, like the green screen, they had, they got a green screen at my school. And what happened was, like, the MassCom department, like, I'm not a MassCom major or minor, but mm-hmm. they fuck with me over there. Like, so um, they let you use it. Yeah, like, the lead professor over there, mm-hmm. like, he just, he just appreciate hip-hop. And he was like, yo, I see what you be doing. Like, bro, you you got access, you can have access to all this shit. Just do what you do, man. Just, just make sure we keep get it, it back. Keep it, keep it fucking moving. Like, he just said, keep it, keep going, man, because like, I fuck with you. I use that green screen. Use a couple of the lights, and that's how we did that. We did that. We did that shit during homecoming week because I wasn't going to no fucking homecoming. Because <laughs> at the time, at the time, I wasn't like I didn't drink, and I still really don't drink. But like you know, I was like I, I don't want to do any festivities. I'm cool on it. Let me shoot yeah, this video. Let me do some work and got and got that shit out. And that shit was. Shit Bro, was everything fun. from like the little tabs to like to like the little uh, pop like is so so dope. If you have not checked out Jay Sands video rap hub. 
Go check that out. Go check out the lyric songs that he has. Uh, he has one for Next Day Shipping, and he has one for, I believe, Origami. He has one for yeah. those. Go check out all those videos, because they're not just normal lyric videos. Like, he he was creative with it. It might not be a music video like Rapper where you see him, but, like, there's time, thought, and creativity that's put into both of those. So definitely Thanks. go check those out. Man, I've been waiting for this for so long. Thank you so much, Jay Sam, for coming on the podcast. Appreciate it, too, bro. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media. Tell them where they can find all the videos and get the uh, music. For sure. Um, just Jay Sam on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever we stream music at. Um, J-S.A.N.D. My bad. I know that's wild as fuck, but... Now, is it on... Because uh, is Perks of Solitude on... Uh... Apple nah, because no, of, it's on SoundCloud nah, because, because of the sample sound. Yeah, I yeah, thought so. So, you know, and that's a yeah. long ass process that nah. I don't have time and money for. Like, go, I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. Go jam go, that, go. that album, Purchase I'll Do on SoundCloud because it's amazing. Facts, facts. Um, jsammusic.com is my website. Uh, Instagram, j underscore s dot a dot n dot d. Twitter, j underscore underscore s a n d. But you know where we stream music at. My YouTube is Sandbox Music Group, or you can get on YouTube and just type in JSA and D. You gonna pull up and fucking. I just found this out. If you Google, if you go on Google and type in JSA and D, you gonna pull me up. And that shit crazy because I ain't never been Googleable before. I lie. You could Google me like from like fifth grade. I used to go to like literary rally and shit like that, <laughs> and like for geometry and real like that in high school because I used to fuck with math. I love math heavy, but yeah, JSAND and you go to JSAN musical artist. Most fire shit ever when you Google it. But that's where you see me at. And, you know, appreciate you for having me back, bro. You already know, brother. We're going to have you back for the next one. I, I, these, I look forward to these because, like, like we discussed before, like, you actually go in depth and everything. And I love the conversations we have because of the side, like, like we were doing earlier, how we got into the uh, Judas and the black Messiah, just the way the different tangents we can go off on because you're a very educated brother. And I, I really enjoy our conversations. Appreciate you, bro. Real shit. Oh, uh, you already know. Let's finish up the podcast with bros who ball and y'all be sure to check out perks of solitude. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Oh, real quick, want to say thank you to Jay Sand for coming on the pod. He is probably the dopest Louisiana rapper, if not top, top three up and coming rappers from Louisiana. This dude is one of the toughest spitters. Got top dog in his DMs and shit. So shout out to Jay Sand. Super, <laughs> super dope cat. Thank you for coming on the pod. But I had to push back this week's release date because I had to bring last week. We had the OG Josiah Johnson and I, I consider him somebody who's helped my career and who who's someone who I look to as a mentor and stuff. This next guy, I, I feel a similar way, man, because he he didn't have to respond to me. He responded. He he's come on the pod as, as many times as I asked. He's never told me no. We talk about music. We talk about hoops. This is a guy that I look to and respect. He he is a I I, I consider him a journeyman. He went from DX to to uh, revolt. Now my guy working with 35 ventures. I see him glowing up over there. <laughs> my, my guy can get the KD interview whenever he want. We got oh, Eddie Bansky Gonzalez. How you doing? How you doing, Bans? I'm good, man. Thank you for that that introduction. You make me seem important, more important than I am. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. If if you pay attention to what's going on in these Twitter streets, you know what's going on out here. <laughs> Just plotting, scheming, plotting, scheming. Exactly. So last time I saw you, you was you was freelancing. Now I know you got the 35 Ventures gig. Are you still working with ESPN? 
Yeah, I, I, I'm uh, doing a little bit of both. I'm okay. on the ESPN social team, and I got cooking up some stuff with 35 and with KD and, and the boardroom and the whole nine. So hell yeah, congratulations! Got, got my got my hands full right now. And I'm, I'm enjoying it though. I'm enjoying it. It's one of those good things. So being that you've had a great year, I I want to say career wise. How has it been with this pandemic, and then just seeing all of the 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 social the social justice change that people are fighting for in the streets? Just give me your your perspective on just how this year has been from that that viewpoint. Well, I know I know like personally, I feel for a lot of people because working in media, people are losing jobs left and right. Left and right, and so yeah. I'm I'm grateful to be in a position where that didn't happen to me, and I I did I did like lose some opportunities when this happened. Um, but fortunately for me, the situations I'm already in, they're still stable and able to be there. It's uh, it's tough to watch, though, from a media sense, watching a lot of friends, watching a lot of colleagues have to deal with that, get laid off, and have to find work in the middle of all this. And uh, So it's it, it's a little rough, but at the same time, you know, it can be a blessing in disguise because a lot of real talented people are looking for work, and, and there's a lot of people who are willing to give them that opportunity. So it, it goes both ways as far as the you know, the climate of the country and all that, you know, it's, it's rough to see. It's, um, you know, not news to us. I just seen yeah. a tweet that was like, uh, you know, black women with natural hair have harder times getting jobs. And it's that. like, I was like, that's been known. You, that. you know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's all, that's, that's not news to us. And you know, I, I go back and forth with, it seems like people are finally starting to hear us with what we say. And, I'm not sure if big changes are happening like we need. And, you know, it's rough. It's rough in that's this country, I guess. Not to get all political and into deep, but, you know, no, it's rough. I, I, I get that. And it's it's 50-50 because I think <clears throat> I'm going to connect two of the things you said. So seeing, like, a lot of the media people that, that, that you care for and that I care for lose jobs, but being that we're in this time where we think they're listening to us now, but it's a lot of pandering from these corporations, so we don't know who's telling the truth, who's yeah. just saying this so they don't get canceled. But, may and, and I, I think I saw you tweet this, because some of these corporate... <clears throat> excuse me, because some of these corporations are feeling this white guilt and feeling like they got to do the right <laughs> thing, I saw you tweet, like, F it. Take the job that they give you. It was it was in re- reference to bar stools and be that mm-hmm. voice and not then you can make the change from the inside. I, f- I thought that was an amazing point because it's like, yeah, they might be hiring me because they're feeling the flack right now, but I'm going to take this job and I'm going to run with it. Yeah, I don't I'm not for people sacrificing their morals or whatever. Like, I know people took it like that. I'm, I'm not saying no, I didn't. I didn't take more. it like, yeah, right, right. No, but I'm just saying, you know, but but these opportunities are so few and far between. And I, I feel like you Especially at a time like this, you know, I, like I said, the white guilt bags, they're out there. There's a lot of white guilt, and I'm watching, you know. Yeah. I'm seeing it happen. You, you take advantage of how best you can, you know. Do do what's best for you in that situation because a lot of – we're not always getting those opportunities. That so is a fact. It's a, you know, it's it's a little awkward to traverse, and, you know, we've never seen anything like this before. With with not just the racial climate in the country, but the pandemic on Demi- top of that, and it's, it's a lot of stuff going on. No, but I always 100%. you know encourage people take the opportunities you can. You know, yeah, as best you can because it's they're not always there to be had. No, I agree with you. So let's uh, transition into basketball, and then I'm gonna save my music question for at the end because I gotta ask you about oh, this because the because the boy <laughs> dropping Instagram vids, yeah. I gotta ask you because because we both share a, a a a kinship for 
<laughs> loving Drake and, and fighting these Pusha T trolls off on Twitter. So, you already know. So we're going we to get to that at the end. But we talked off air about how you didn't think the bubble, you wasn't too apprehensive of the bubble yeah. working. So talk to me about what you think the NBA has done. How does it look from a fan point on TV? I can't imagine being a player because it looks good to us. All right, I'm going to get your take. At least to me, it looks good. But I know it doesn't look like that on the inside playing there. So they have a different perspective than us. But talk to me what you think about how the NBA accomplishes feet. Do you, what do you think about it from the fan perspective? And then if you could put yourself in those shoes, how do you think the players feel playing with no fans? Well, I know anybody that follows me knows I was really skeptical about if they could pull this off and, and yeah. credit to them, they did, you know, I'll eat my crow there. They no positive tests, no nothing. They had the Lou Williams hiccup and a couple other things, but they've done a great job of keeping this safe and, 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 you know, making sure everybody was at their best. And fortunately for us, we got a lot of competitive basketball out of it too. That's a um, the last couple games with, with so many of the seeds clinched, you know, we get guys resting and all that, but, Got some really great games, some really great moments. And this fight for the AC is like four teams just playing for their playoff lives. We're getting playoff games before we get playoff games. So credit to the NBA. I've enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's something that my team did not understand, that it was a playoff atmosphere <laughs> just, just going in. Uh, before we jump into some of the other teams, let's just get this out of the way because this episode, I, I said this was the moratorium, a.k.a. funeral for the Pelicans. And after <laughs> this after this episode, I'm not talking to them until the next season about to start. What do you think happened with them, man? Because, like, honestly, they had talent. And if you watch that Utah game, they should not have lost that Utah game. And then after that, it just seemed like morale was down and the team just, just fell apart to me after that game. But it really was on after the Clippers game where it was like, they don't look like they want to be here. Yeah, I think you just said it. They they didn't have the same intensity that a lot of the teams had. Who did they lose to the first night? They lost to Utah, which Utah. they had. And they had damn near a twenty point lead, and then Utah came back and won by two. And it seemed like right from then, I think they played another close game. The next game, right? Was it no the the, the, ne the next no, game was the blowout. Like yeah, the next game yeah, was the blowout. And it just seemed like. Right then, there was there was a difference in their energy. They they went at it with the Jazz, and then it just never looked the same after that. That sucks yeah. for Brandon Ingram, who's having a great season. Uh, the Zion thing is weird. Nobody can get a straight answer out of that. They need him. They need him on court. But I think, you know, that team is just too flawed, and this is probably how it should have played out. I know in the regular season, they were about to play, I think, the Kings, and they were just a few games out and could have got full grass to the ninth seed and then had a much easier schedule than the Grizzlies. But this team has holes, and yeah. they're they're showing through. I, they have a lot of young talent. I think they're set up, you know, well for the future with with Bi, with uh, Jackson Hayes, obviously with Zion. Uh, you know, think what you will of Lonzo. If if he's in their future plans too, you know, that's that's a talented piece as well. But I think they just weren't as good as some of these other teams, and that's that's what happened. So I think it played out probably how it should have. And I on think top of that. It's a lot of lame duck coats, which seems like. And that's what I was just about to say. Weren't as, you know, and they just didn't have the intensity of a lot of teams. Yeah, and and I and I think we got to get rid of the coach. I think we got to get rid of Favors because Favors looked like he couldn't jump two feet off yeah. the ground. Favors was just a liability on defense. Zion has to learn how to play defense because he, oh, he, he <laughs> defenses him and Luka Doncic for for the people who think are superstars they play zero defense none and Zion's worse than Luka cuz at least Luka can kind of move his feet and stay in front of you Zion just 
When you blow by, that's it. It's over with. Zion looks like like me at the at the gym, but like four <laughs> games in, when my back is like blow, like on fire, and I'm I can't bend over or stand straight up. So I'm like in the middle. He looks like that on the. He's like really bad. Bad. No, he is. And that's and, something that he said. I he I saw today. He told the media he was like, I'm not eating like I used to. Like he was like, I'm I'm making a full 100 percent commitment because I've seen that. I don't like what I put out from myself and I know I can do better. So like, I'm going to live in the off work, working off season. So hopefully that's true. And then from Lonzo, I saw, this is something that I was shocked from. Cause I never seen Lonzo say something like this. He was like, this was my fault why we lost. Cause before this, I, my shot was falling. I didn't get yeah. in the gym. Like I was supposed to during the pandemic. I didn't work out. I was out of rhythm. It won't happen like that next year. And I think I'm going to ask you, I think personally they should keep Lonzo just for the fact of how well he plays with Brandon Ingram and with Zion. Now, granted, he has to work on his finishing because he he has mm-hmm. to be able to finish at the rim and he has to continue to work on his shot. But I think in terms of defense, he's one of the best defensive point guards. He's one of the best playmakers. It's like if this guy can work on two of those holes, he's a solid piece for this team. Yeah, I think the idea of Lonzo as a star, it seems far off now. Yeah. But as like a, a helpful piece, for sure, I, I I think what he what he said was actually really telling. And if you look around, it, it's kind of separated the men from the boys, I guess, in That's the bubble fact. where the professionalism of some of these teams showed up in spades here. And yep. you get a team like the Pelicans, who guys like what Lonzo said, weren't in the gym, weren't handling business, and then just look. They don't look sharp. And, and, that's, and it's the, crazy because J.J. Reddick's on that same team. Yeah, and J.J. Yeah. Reddick looks like the best he's been since Duke. Yep. He, he came ready, you know. And, and then you look at a team like the Thunder. I don't even know what their record is. but And they sat a bunch of guys and stuff. But they just look to be more locked in. They were ready. And, and ready and serious. And they have, like, that veteran leadership. Yep. The Pelicans. The Pelicans, I mean, they should have with Favors with Drew, and J.J. And we don't Drew, have a leader. But – they, they, they don't have like that clear voice or, you know, we're not in the locker room, but it seems that way from, from the outside. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then they're, and then their coach as well. So, I mean, they just seem to not be as locked in as other teams and that's real arbitrary and unprovable, but that's how it seems. Yeah. And that's how it looks from afar. It's like someone who plays hoops, you can just tell when like dudes are just walking down the court, head down. You can tell when you look at the huddles, they're not paying attention to the coach. So it's like, first off, we got to get a coach in there that these guys respect. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, like Gentry can coach quarters. And I, my friend said, uh, one of the guys on our pod said this is like through quarter one through three, he's a good coach. <laughs> the moment yeah. it gets to the fourth quarter, it's like he disappears. So. That's something we're gonna have to figure out with the Pelicans, but I didn't bring you on here to talk about the Pels. I like that's that's over with. I'm gonna talk about I, I, them I, next I, season. I will, I will add this. I think that job is like maybe the most desirable job out here besides Brooklyn. Hell and yeah. I'm I'm a little biased there, but <laughs> hey, I'm good. And I know you biased. I'm fucking that hand. So hell yeah. See, Pels fans, they got some they got some positives out there. Let's talk about some real young talent. Like, how could you not want to? sit down and say, hey, I can figure out what to do with Zion and Brandon Ingram. That's what I'm saying. We got an all-star in B.I. B.I. looks in- incredible. Like, a 22-year-old all-star, right? I'm tired of the KD comparisons because I'm going to ask you this because you, you're you an L.A. guy, well, a Sacramento guy, a Los Angeles guy. You grew up in saw all of Kobe's career. I'm not saying Brandon Ingram is Kobe Bryant. I'm just saying from his footwork to the fadeaways to the way he controls the mid-range, it's not KDS to me. It's more Kobe-esque to me. Am I, am I am I crazy with that comparison? 
So, like, I said that a while back and people flipped. I think there's a mix. I think there is a mix. He has the KD body, but he does a lot of, like, the off-the-dribble pull-up Kobe things and, and some of the turnaround stuff. I see it. I see yeah. it. I do. I, I don't think it's, like, one for one. Who can be one for one with Kobe, right? Yeah, for but sure. There's definitely some of that in his game and some of that stuff coming off of off of screens and off of pin downs and catching, you know, the elbow range and, and going from there. That's Kobe stuff. And it's the mid post. It's KD stuff too, which is funny, but like it, it's a, it's a lot. He's, he's a real, 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 real talented offensive weapon and he can be a force on defense. So just off of length alone. Yeah. And, you know, guys that big aren't supposed to move as smoothly as he does. And he, he does. So, and that's you know, the I do both comparisons and I think they both fit. And then, and the good thing is with this team is, both guys last season, last off season, they were coming off an of injury. Both of them, this off season, they're gonna be healthy, so they can do a lot more. Even though it's a limited off season, and we're gonna start again <clears throat> at Christmas, it's gonna be interesting to see how they do it. Do you real quick before we get into the bubble teams? Do you think the NBA is gonna do another bubble? I know right now the plan is for them to to have fans, but just looking at the way the world is moving, I assume they're gonna have to do another bubble. I just so it's different here where the bubble could be a month for at some guys, right? And then three months for whoever goes to the finals. There's no way these guys are signing up for another bubble. Of the bubble. Yeah. You know, I, I I think there could be some sort of regional type bubbles and they could fly guys around, but my understanding has been for some time they're expecting to be traveling this year. You okay. know, and, 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 and they're going to have to figure out ways to do that and remain safe. But I can't see them doing that for six, seven, eight months of a whole season. That, yeah. I mean, clearly it would work. If they could get guys to sign up for that. But they're going to have to let them bring know, their families or something. They're going to have to figure it out. It's a out. spacing thing, too. Yeah. You know, that's there, there's still eight teams missing here. And yeah. That doesn't sound like a lot, but that's another four courts every night. In, exactly. And probably three, like you know, two more, three more hotels. Yeah, so it's it's a lot. It's a lot to ask to these guys. I think I, after this, I do expect them to figure out some working solution here. That they're, they're probably going to have hiccups, like like Major League Baseball is having. But out of all the leagues, I, mean, I, I expect the NBA to be the one to get it because football had all the time in the world, and they uh, college football doesn't look like it's happening. Two leagues no. are done in the NFL. I when. A report came out the other day from like either TMZ or the Daily News that the Cowboys looking to have fans, and I don't know how the hell that's about to happen. Jerry the said, Jaguars "I'm getting this bread." Yo, the Jaguars are too. I know a couple teams are, and, and a couple teams already announced they're not. That's nuts uh, to me. It's crazy, and you know we we just seen with the what was it the Marlins in Major League like done. I, I think I think what the major what Major League Baseball has done has given a little hope for like a traveling NBA and the NBA has the, the advantage that there's less people that they're yeah, going to travel with period. But, uh, you know, it's, I think it's going to be a work in progress and then all the way until we're through this, but yeah. it sounds like there'll be a season. So that's one thing to look forward to. 100%. Well, let's get into this season. I want to actually start off with the team that you, you mentioned came in locked in because I am really impressed by this team. They have moved up in the rankings. I think they were like sixth and they moved mm-hmm. all the way up to the fourth seed, the, the uh, Oklahoma city thunder, and they're going to be facing the Rockets round one. I truly believe Chris Paul and Shea Gilgis and Steven Adams get that done. I think the Rockets size really affects them 
And I just feel like what Chris Paul has done from a leadership standpoint to get everybody to buy in and to actually run Billy Donovan's offense, and we're seeing Billy Donovan's system actually be run now, I think it's it's interesting because I think this Thunder team has the right amount of vets, the right amount of youth, and I think the guys are stepping up right now, like a Danilo Gallinari. The question is going to be, can Shea Gill just do it in the playoffs? Can Baisley come off the bench and knock down those threes in the playoffs? What's your thoughts on the Thunder in their first-round matchup with the Rockets? I think it's, you know, we say they're locked in. They've alternated wins and losses. They play the Clippers tomorrow. But they are locked in at least a four or five, right? They're yeah, locked they, in that series. Yeah. Or no, the seedings are locked. They're locked in that seat. So, I, I, for one, I wish this series happened with fans. That would be great to watch Russ go back there for a playoff series. Yep. Uh, and then Chris Paul go back to Houston. Yep. So, I mean, that, that sucks. The matchup is a weird one where, you know, the Thunder are going to want to play Steven Adams and the Rockets are obviously going super, super small, but they have some cards. They have some rangy guys. They like to throw out there and feel like they could probably have a chance with James. And then, and then the Russ injury looms over this, you know, if yeah. they jump up three games to one before Russ can even come back, it's over. you know, it's, it seems to be over, but I, I think, to me, I, I I was shocked that so many people were counting them out of the playoffs before the season when they let go of Russ. And not necessarily to even do a Russ and CP comparison, but they just had a bunch of, like, adults in the room. Like, Shea, Shea is young, obviously, but they had Steven Adams. They had Danilo. They had uh, Dennis Schroeder. They had a coach who's been, been there for years and, you know, has an idea of what he wants to do. And it seemed like a bunch of pros where I was like, why are people more confident than somebody like the Kings when these guys have like proven vets who win games in the regular season and keep things steady. And that basically is what happened and what bore itself out is Chris Paul's a steady hand and Steven Adams yep. is a steady hand. And when Danilo is healthy, he's a steady hand. And Shea is really good. Like he might be an all-star one day. He's that good. So it helps to have just adults in the room sometimes. Yeah. No, <laughs> And that's what feels like happened with me. No, and I, and I agree. And this Thunder is probably – I, one of the, my favorite teams to watch in the West. Uh, let's jump to a team that's seventh, who I feel like wishes they could be six so they could make it to the yeah. second round. <laughs> I think if they were six, they would make it to the second round. But the Mavericks and Luka Doncic, I, I, to me, I feel like they are one wing creator away because I think in the playoffs, we're going to see that Luka needs help creating. But this team to me is in prime position to make that leap come if they get that one guy what do you think about yeah. what you've seen from Luka Doncic and the Mavericks I'm with you where they kind of got the worst matchup they can get because there you got Paul George and Kawhi guarding yeah. Luka at all times and that's just yep. a lot to deal with and even and if they he can goes throw mis- Patrick Beverly on him too yeah. sometimes and even if he goes mismatch hunting you know th- these guys will fight through screens they'll make it tough and it, it, it's rough for them um I think they're they're really well equipped to hang with everybody else, basically, and they have one of the better coaches in the league, if if not the best, in Rick Carlisle. Oh, wow. So they're always going to be prepared. They're always going to be working hard. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I think they're either another ball handler away or like a really stout defensive player who can guard wings and knock they, down threes too. Yeah, because they they rely on you know uh, Dorian Finley to to kind of be that. And, and Tim Hardaway. Yeah, and they're doing their best, but you would really like like an all-NBA defensive guy to help Luka and to kind of ease the load there. But they have what 
you know, analytics are one of the best offenses ever. So they're going to, they're going to get their shots up and they're going to make it hard on the clips. I just favor the clips, which Same. is unfortunate for them. If they get the nuggets, you know, I might favor them over the nuggets, but That's I am. they end up with Kawhi and, and, and Paul George trying to take Lucas cookies for two weeks and probably doing a good job with this. So Lucas a beast though. Like he's going to get his numbers. He's going to do what he's going to do. It's just, they got a little bit too much over there. Porzingis has been really good too. Yeah, he has. He's finally looking as close to the Knicks Porzingis that we've seen in a, in a long time. It just, for Lucas' first playoff series, I think it's a tough matchup to go up against those two dudes as great as he is. It's just, that's too much for any one star to handle. Uh, let's talk real quick before we go to the top. Let's talk about uh, what Dame Lillard has been doing Dan Lillard has just been phenomenal. What have you seen from him? As well as, you know, I don't think Skip wanted them, wanted them them beefs, and I and I don't believe Skip to where Dame called him. Skip called Dame, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, Dame is a monster, man. Dame is a monster. I mean, he was doing this in the playoffs last year, and he was doing this during the regular season, and he just he's motivated. And I, I think it was Bill Simmons who made a good point. Like every game mattered for those guys, and they played like it. Every game yeah. didn't matter for every team they play for. So they got an advantage there, but he's out there dropping 50 and 60 back-to-back and hitting big, big-time shots. And, you know, they lost a game where he missed, but they could have won that. So it's it, – he's locked in. Uh, you got to worry about CJ, his injury, and see what's going to happen there. But it looks like he's going to play. That's the one they, that I, they, that needs to show up for them because Melo's been balling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a weird, like, bit of versatility too now that they got Nurkic back. And they got uh, what's the other guy's name? His name Zach Collins. Collins, yeah. yeah. So they can be small, they can be big, they can they can move around a lot of ways. And it's when you got two guys who can really beat you off the dribble like that, that's hard to guard. And you you start moving defenses around enough, and you get the match if you like, you get a seam, and then you just you know you break that whole defense down with one little dribble combination. That's hard to defend for forty eight minutes, and then yep. for two weeks. So. I don't. I don't think they can beat the Lakers. Yeah, that's what I was saying. To. I do think they can get a couple games, just because you know the Lakers kind of struggle a little bit with. I mean, well, everybody's struggling with Dame right now, so you could say that about everybody. Uh, but that's a tough team to guard. You know, they and, and when Dame's locked in like that, he can. He's one of those guys. He can. He can shoot out with anybody. Yep, and I think Gary Trent and Afrine Simmons have come on really well off the bench to provide scoring. To me, it's just. I know when push comes to shove, LeBron's going to get on Dame. There's no way you're going to tell me LeBron's not going to try to do everything in his power to get this done. And I just don't think as great as Dame is, I don't see him beating LeBron and Anthony Davis. I, I really don't. And it's, and you know how I feel about AD and just my 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 <laughs> hatred for him. But I got that dude's talented, man. He's he's yeah. a top five player in the league. LeBron's the best player in the league. I just feel like if Dame doesn't have CJ and Melo doing coming out hard every night, putting up between 15 and 20, they can't, they have no shot at winning. Well, that's the problem with me is like, as much as the Lakers aren't really equipped to guard them, the Blazers have nothing for Anthony Davis and they have nothing for LeBron. Like they might've had a little bit with Ariza, but even then, you know, he's, I think he's older than LeBron. Yeah, he is. He's been playing since like the 2000s. (laughs) Yeah. So he, he, it's, it's, that's the problem for them. That's a bad matchup for them. This is worse than it is for the Lakers. And and I I expect AD to go crazy in that series. All due respect to Zach Collins and Nurkic. That's like, a different. That's, that's a different like monster. He's gonna eat, he's gonna eat 
Hassan Whiteside a lot, right? Oh. Like, He's going to take him out and just foul. blow by him. Yeah. He's going to foul out of every game. <laughs> no, 1,000%. Being yeah, that this is your first year with AD, how has it been being a, a LeBron fan and seeing this guy come in? In my opinion, I think this is the best guy LeBron's played with, and that's no disrespect to D-Wade. That's no disrespect to Kyrie. I just feel like in terms of just raw talent, this guy is, is on another level. How do you feel about how they've come in and how they've played? And do you like the Lakers to win to win it all? Well, my running hot take is that, like, are we sure that Anthony Davis isn't the best player in basketball? Mm. And and then it turns into like, oh, well, what has he done in the playoffs and all sort of stuff? But he's as talented as anybody is in the league. That's and his impact on defense is so much that, like, even though he's not – KD on offense or, you know, whatever, or James Harden on offense, he's still an incredible offensive player. He's dropping 37 points. (laughs) So if he's like one of the best on that end and one of the best on this end, it's it's not far-fetched to say he's the best. Um, So I I think he's got, I wish he wouldn't fall so much. I wish he wouldn't fade away so much. (laughs) I'm hoping there's like another layer of intensity that he unlocks for the playoffs. But I mean, he's he's as talented as anybody in the league, yeah, and and I you, think them fadeaways don't keep gonna stay there. Let me just let oh, you know, <laughs> they are gonna be there. <laughs> Not as a shooter, he falls and he's just like, yo. And you and you <laughs> always were. Every time he falls, your heart stops and it's like, oh, is he okay? <laughs> like you know that guy, your guard, that guy that's guarding you is six five. Like go dunk. Like what are you, <laughs> what are you doing, bro? But yeah. you know they make a run, they win, they win the title. You know, I, I think we're gonna hear a lot of talk conversation about him being the best player in basketball. 100%. Okay, let's go to the other team in L.A. What's your thoughts on the Clippers and Paul George and Kawhi now that Montrez is back, Lou Will is back? It's looking like when they first got into the bubble, things were a little shaky, but uh, for the past, and I know they lost to the Nets, but they're looking like they're finally pulling things together. They went to uh, yesterday against the Nuggets, 124-111. What's your thoughts on the Clips, and are they the favorite right now, I guess, to win it all, or is it still the Lakers? I think it's a toss-up between those two. I think what the Clippers have, they're as deep as any team. Like, it feels like everybody on their bench could be useful in the playoffs. Yep. I think, you know, oddly, the the odd man out might be Zubat, who's the starter. The starter, and then, yep. And then Noah, who's just kind of there for depth. But I think they have the right set of players to guard LeBron – not necessarily guard AD, but they have so many wings who are like about that size and about and really rangy and can knock down a three to the point where you can't really play them off the court on the other end. Yeah, and you got to help out. They, they're just really, really deep. And, uh, you know, with Kawhi, they have a steady enforce. And you've seen what that did for the Raptors last year where it, it's funny you think about Lowry's reputation before last year and his reputation now, like now he's this big game player who you can just count on in the clutch. Like, is that what's about to happen with Paul George? Is that what's going to happen, you know, with some of those guys? Uh, so I, I think, you know, I'd have them one B. I, I yeah. have both of the LA teams above the Bucks, um, but they're, they're just so deep that it's hard, really hard to bet against them. I think that Lakers series is going to be ugly, 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 ugly. And, in this setting, it's just going to be even uglier. It's yeah. like, so it's it's a toss up to me. But it's just trash I mean, talk out there now. Yeah, yeah, they're they're you know 
they're as good as advertised. I know there's a lot of like trying to talk them down and, and kind of, you know, make it like they're not what they look like or whatever, but they're real. That's a really, really good team. No, I, I agree 100. And I think, like you said, they don't necessarily have a matchup for AD. But the thing is, if you look at AD's games against Montrez Harrell, he struggles mm-hmm. because Montrez plays that physical game. And like you said, yep. AD's going to have to bring that physicality with him and not be afraid to go at it. And that's going to be something interesting to see. Can, does Montrez get in AD's head or can AD overcome that and really be this guy that that we know he is? So it's going to be interesting to see. That that series that series gets real like game five when then when Doc and Vogel just go okay I'm not starting McGee and I'm not starting Zubat uh, yeah. Zubat like let's just do it like let's get where we're going and that's when that series gets real to me up until then you know they're gonna exchange balls and see what it is but when Davis and Trez start at center it's like all right now now it's game nice so nice time I to think, go and that that's gonna be the ace I think they broke their holes and. They're going to play chicken a little bit and whoever blinks first. But it's going to happen. Like, it's bound to happen. Like, Zubac will probably be first and then McGee. And, and maybe they start to white or something, but... That's what I was thinking. They might start to white. Yeah. Do you... Uh, is So, I'm guessing, like myself, that's your Western Conference Finals teams. Yeah, I think Houston is a... is a, is a live dog there, but Russ's injury kind of changes that. Like, yeah. I'm not certain they're beating Oklahoma now without Russ. And then if Russ is out longer, he's not 100%. When they get if they play the Lakers in the second round, it just makes it even worse. I which is which which is which sucks because if CJ and Dame are rough for the Lakers, then like <laughs> James and, and yeah. Russ are even worse, you know. So it's uh I, I wish we got him full strength, and I hope we do. I hope he comes back fine, but they've already announced he's going to miss some playoff games. So, but see, the benefit that Portland has there. is they have no, they have a Nurkic. Houston doesn't have yeah. a Nurkic, and AD they don't will even want one though. That's yeah, the funny part, and that's the thing. AD will feast on PJ Tucker and uh, Covington. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Rockets handle that. But like you said, that's what they wanted, so that's what they're playing. Uh, yeah. To me, I feel like the Nuggets coach might be a little crazy for not playing Michael Porter Jr. before and Bull Bull. What's a, I, I, now that I'm watching the Nuggets, I feel like they won't win this year, but I feel like in two years when those two guys come together with Jokic, that's when they'll be tough because Jamal Murray has constantly shown that he's not a second option. So what's your thoughts of the Nuggets it being the final team we'll talk about in the West? You don't like Murray? I like Murray. I, 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 I don't like know if Murray. Like he wins you a title, but... That's I, my I thing. Like- I just, I don't know if he's what was advertised as like, uh, Jokic's uh, guy next to him that's like the second star of this team? I think Porter, he has the potential to like be the guy. Yeah. Like to make Jokic slot. He's just like a ridiculous offensive weapon. I think he, he'll eventually put on muscle as well. He's like, <laughs> I was laughing because he's trying to guard LeBron the other night. And you know, LeBron's just kind of like pushing him around. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's not going to work, young fella. <laughs> uh, but he's just you know, he was like prodigy in high school for yeah, a reason. They and, said and he was the next KD. Now. Yeah, and we see that now. Uh, now that he's healthy and, and and hopefully stays healthy, there's a lot of crazy stories about his back and, and nerve damage his and stuff foot. like that. But yeah, his his drop foot, right? Which, which a lot of people thought in his career. So I hope he can stay healthy. He looks like he's a just like a star in the making. Yeah. So I, I I do wonder what that team does going forward. They have some pieces that are movable. Uh, there's the Jamal Murray piece, like you said, but they're, they're definitely 
set up for a future for sure. They are 100%. Let's jump to the East. Uh, okay, I know the Bucks are the number one seed, but to me, I like the two, three, and four seed more than the Bucks. And I, to be really honest, not necessarily the Raptors, because I truly believe that I know all the, the analytics guys and, and the, some of the guys in the, in the media are saying that the Raptors are okay without a star like Kawhi. They can, uh, they're going to have a uh, play-by-committee to fill in that role like they've been doing all regular season. But to me, when it comes down to, and I refer always back to this series, when Golden State played Cleveland and it's, and it's uh, when Cleveland won and, it's, and they're going by possession by possession in those final minutes and you got to score. If not, you're losing this game. That's why I feel the Raptors are in trouble because, like you said, I don't know if Kyle Lowry's a big game player. Like, I don't know if he's going to make these shots without Kawhi. Yeah, I think that team, much like the Buck, I mean, not, not the Bucks, the Clippers, they're crazy deep, and they have the type, the type of body types and defenders that they need to defend the guys they're going to run into, the Tatums, the Browns, and Giannis. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they won it. They have big game experience. Lowry has shown up. I mean, he's been a monster in the bubble. Uh, I think Siakam is really great. I, I do wonder about, like, your late game offense being like, all right, Kyle Lowry, take us home, or all right, Fred Van Vliet, take us home. But it worked already yeah. once. So, like, you know, they're they're on track to win just as many games without Kawhi as they won with them. I wouldn't be shocked if they came out the East. I, I wouldn't have them as my favorite. I probably still have the Bucks just because they have Giannis and they, they have a system that really, really works. But, like, not to jump to the next topic, but they worry me with you're doing a lot of depending on, like, Brooke Lopez and Eric Bledsoe to make, like, these random threes and Dante DiVincenzo to do something that matters. And there's a lot to ask, you know, as much as I like Giannis, as much as I like Middleton. But I, I wouldn't be shocked that the Raptors did it. They're deep. They're really well coached. And oh, look, I wouldn't be shocked either. I just have them fourth. I have them fourth behind. the. And, and, and when you look at the top four teams, I have them fourth just because that – to me, it's the NBA is a star-driven league, and when you don't have that star, it's like, yeah, and it's gonna I, come to true. get you I at mean, some point. That, that matters a lot, and you've seen this combo with the Warriors before, and other teams. It's like your guys want to play, I, but like ISO is what happens late in games when it matters. You have you know, to do it at some point. The deeper you get into the playoffs, and the more everybody's switching everything, it just turns into ISO. It just yep. turns into like, all right, well, let me get your worst guy over here, and then let me try to beat him. And it turns into that a lot late game. But Siakam has a nice off the dribble game. It's a little, like, shifty and all that. Yeah. But he's decent. And, and Lowry is. Lowry just finds a way to get to the line or get the ball yeah, in the bucket. Yeah. I like Van Vliet, though. I think Van Vliet is the X factor there. Like, he, he's got something to him, man. Like, he, he might not max out as, like, an all-star, but he matters on teams that can oh, win. You for know? sure. So he, I, I like he's a piece a that can He's a piece that can get you over that hump. And, like, we saw, saw last yeah. year when he shut Steph down and was knocking down big jumpers. Fred Fred yeah, is a, I mean, is like a real Kobe, dog. Kobe, Kobe and Shaq needed Derek Fisher to hit big shots every now and then, too. Fact. And he did. And there's nothing, like, it, it's hard to be that guy. Like, everybody can't be that guy. And Fan Vliet has proven he can be. So that's a nice ace to have to sleep when you need it. That's my first basketball memory, seeing uh, Derek Fisher hit that, that, uh, that <laughs> like, damn near half-court three-point shot to, get yeah. to, to win that game for him. I think it was in the finals. I believe so. But that, that's, my, that's my first basketball memory. So I, I get that. <laughs> Let's talk about this is my favorite team in the East. 
it's, it's something about the Miami Heat, man. They have good coaching. I love Adebayo. I, I think this is the first young team that really took on Jimmy's personality. I think Minnesota couldn't handle it. And I think just the Sixers had too much already star power ego over there. I think being that I used to call Miami the six man team where they had a bunch of six men. Now that they have their star and have young people like Bam, like Tyler Hero, like Nunn and like Duncan, they have, he has the shooters around him. He has the right big man around him who can create. I just feel like he has enough pieces. And then Drogic to me is the X factor because he's never been healthy. And now that Drogic is healthy, people mm -hmm. forgot that this guy could ball. I really like the Heat, and I wouldn't be surprised if they beat a team like the Bucks or the Celtics or the Raptors. How do you feel about the Heat? Well, you mentioned it right off top, the coaching. Eric Spolster is one of the best coaches in the league, and we've mentioned that a couple times now, you know, with with with, with other teams as well. And you mentioned that as the reason the, the Pelicans kind of faltered and the Mavericks look good and, you know, on and on. And the same with the Raptors. So, yeah, they have one of the best coaches in the league. So they're going to be prepared. They're going to play hard. Even last year when they lost to the Sixers, they gave him a run, you know. Yeah, they did. They didn't have Jimmy Butler, and Bam wasn't what he is today. So I, I think what works for them best too is they really feel like they can guard Giannis and and really shut him down. And they believe we're, that. we're gonna we're probably gonna find out in round two. We should, but they really feel like they can with Jimmy with Bam and and just the way they defend him in that way. I think it helps to have you know six, seven, eight guys you really feel they're capable of that out there in a big game. And he had that. They had those gunners on the outside with uh, Duncan and with uh, Hero. So they have a really well put together structure there. And if Jimmy could make some shots, he's been terrible shooting the ball. Yeah, yes. But he's a game. He's a big game guy. And I know they feel comfortable with him down the stretch to make it happen somehow. So they're a real, real scary dark horse. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens around two. I hope we get to see it. Yeah, I do think they got a chance. That's a matchup I'm definitely really wanting to see. And you got to give Pat Riley and Spo a lot of credit because they never, unlike Philly, when they lost LeBron and stuff, their motive was never to tank. It was always, we're going to retool and rebuild on the fly. And to say that they've finally gotten to this point to where they're back in the playoffs and they're looking like they could get to a finals, it, you just got to tip your cap to uh, Pat Riley and Spo and what they've created. So shout out to the Heat. What do you think about the Celtics, mm -hmm. man? Because I feel like if Kimball Walker's healthy, there's no team with more talent than them because they can go Kimball, Gordon, Jalen, and Jason. That's four dudes that can just get it at any point. I think yeah. with the Celtics, their problem is who is coming off that bench? Brad Wanamaker, Carson Edwards, and, and Grant Williams. Like, I don't know if you can win a play. I, I don't know if you can win a, get, get to the finals with that as your depth. Well, luckily for them, you know, the Sixers are hurt. And there's even questions about Embiid now. Yeah, well, I saw uh, his ankle. Yeah, and, I, I, and his hand, too. And so it, that's a really talented team. Like you said, they're, they're not much coming off of that bench. If Kemba's healthy, that that makes them takes them to another level. I think the biggest problem is they have nothing inside. As much as I like Dice for what he is, uh, you know, they, they struggle down there, and they're going to see him be for six, seven games. Yep. But if they get through that, they match up well with everybody else, and they're looking at a two-three matchup with the Raptors, who we just talked about, and they they're structured very similarly. A lot of wing guys who who can switch and who good can coach. Shoot. Yeah, and really good coach. So. You know, if if we get Jalen, like next level Jalen, if we get could have got MVP votes Tatum, 
they could make a run. They could make a run. And then let's say it turns into Celtics heat, like crazier things have happened. But the Celtics heat conference finals and those guys playing for a chance at the championship, that's not completely out of bounds to me. Yeah, that's not surprising to me either. That's something that I kind of expect, like if I'm being honest. (laughs) I I probably would like expect the Bucs to get there. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if we were watching the Heat and the Celtics in a month, you know. One hundred percent. Let Let's get to that Bucks team, man. I and you and you touched on it earlier. To me, when it comes to the playoffs, if I'm relying on Robin Lopez threes, Bledsoe threes, and Divincenzo to make something happen, and then and then also when they shut down or not shut down, when they slow down Giannis and and clog the paint, can Chris Middleton get it done as the second option? To me, I, I, I just got to see the Bucs do it before I fully buy in. And I know they've had the best record for, in the East for two years in a row. But when, you, when your star player has a hole in his game that's exploitable, it just shows that you rely on those other guys and those other guys haven't come through in the past. And my, and my co-host on this episode made a, a, a hot take. He felt that if, if uh, Milwaukee doesn't get it done this year, even though Giannis has one more year left on his, on his thing, if they don't get it done this year and they get a second round or a conference finals exit, that's leaning more towards Giannis leaving Milwaukee than staying. How do you feel about that take? And then how do you feel about them making it to the finals? I, I do agree. I mean, I think he's gone unless they win the title. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of this team is built on stuff like what we said, you know, uh, Dante DiVincenzo. Can you get us 12 tonight? Can you get us 15? You know, uh, Brooke Lopez, can you make five threes today? Like is and teams are gonna play them to that. And then there's the elephant in the room, which is what does Giannis do late in games? There's a reason they run a lot of late close game stuff for Middleton because they feel like you know they worry that guys can just walk off the paint late and just take that away from him and give him that space. Like if you're gonna shoot it down to you're you're gonna shoot a three. We'll take whatever happens. We'll get down here and rebound. Like we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll lock you out and make sure you don't get no putback dunk or something crazy like that. Yeah, and like we said, you know, these playoff games, these high stakes games, and further you go on in the playoffs, when you get to the conference finals, when you get to the finals, those late game moments turn into beat our best guy or or track down the worst guy, but beat him one on one because we're just gonna switch everything and we're not gonna let you get any of his other stuff and. What do the bugs do? And then I think that's an Achilles heel. And I think I understand like the other train of thought is okay, but last year they were one shot away from going up 3 0 in the Raptors and they ended up winning title. Yes, but they also failed because Giannis fouled out in that game in overtime. They went to another overtime and they just couldn't get it done late, whereas the Raptors did. And they had they had Kawhi who could do it late, you know, who could you can roll the ball to him and say, yo, we need a basket or we're going to lose and trust that he could find that basket. So that's a glaring flaw. It's even more glaring in playoffs. I hate to like oversimplify it and barbershop that team up, but that's true. Like it's the truth. What yeah. do they do when they need buckets late? They're also narrative wise, gotta give props to LeBron because Giannis is the best player in the East. And we always said the East is easy to run through. Giannis should be if you're that guy, you LeBron did it. Can you do it? And if you don't, I think that that just shows you're not at that level yet. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. the East is better, granted, but it's not, it, I, it's the same thing. Like if we're going to, if we're going to give the, if we're going to 
hold Bron to that standard. We got to hold the same best player in the East because Kawhi did it. Kawhi ran through the East. Can you do it? Yeah, and I just got reminded yesterday somebody retweeted like a tweet from like uh, January for me. But I stand by it now. The four best guys to me are LeBron, Steph, KD, and Kawhi. That's not in order. Whatever order, really. Yeah. And they're that because we've watched them carry playoff series. We've watched them hold the trophy and have parades. So they earned that to me because they did it when it mattered most. There's a lot of guys fighting for five, and probably the one who's going to crack that group is the one the one from Giannis, the one from James Harden, the one from Anthony Davis, who gets the ring, who, yeah. who can get a ring. Because we've watched those guys. Like, I know the running joke, and I tell the running joke a lot, is that Steph, like, falters in the final. But we've watched those guys beat the guy on a team that wins a championship, and that just matters to me. Like, they're the only ones to do it, basically, this decade, besides Dirk and Timmy, who aren't here. Yeah. So – that's the group to me. And if Giannis wants to get into that group, we got to do, do it. it. Yep. And that's why I, and, and that's the main reason why every time it comes to these playoff discussions and my co-hosts are like, why don't you pick the bucks? It's because of that reason. It's like, I got to see them do it before I can believe because he, the holes in his game and the holes in that team to me are too big when it comes to playoff basketball in regular season. Oh, they'll run the table and they're dominate. But when it comes down to, like you said, it's we're switching everything. We're ISO ball. We're clogging the paint. Will you get us a bucket, Giannis? That's what I got to see before I, I truly believe in the Bucks. I want to ask you before we jump to, to the uh, music topic, because the 76ers are riddled with injury, I feel like you got to at this point, it's like it's time to blow this team up. And if they choose to do that, which one, which star are you choosing to stay with? Embiid or Simmons? Uh, I think that. Like the easiest answer is whoever's the healthiest, whoever you feel like is going to be the healthiest long term. Sure. They both have their flaws. Like if if Embiid was in like the white shape, he'd be the best player in basketball, you know. And uh, if, if 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 Ben Simmons could shoot, he he'd might be, be one of the there. best players in basketball too. And it just goes back and forth. I think there's still hope that they mix. I think you know that's not necessarily like Plan C, but you want to explore a new coach first. You want to explore, can we get something for Tobias Harris? Can we get something for Al Horford? Uh, I think they, they probably had a chance last summer to do something with Ben and didn't even seem like they even explored it. Uh, so I, if the market opens up, like, hey, yeah, if we can get another store for Ben, then why not? If we yeah. can trade Embiid for Devin Booker, then maybe we listen. But – that stuff might not even be available for them. If I had to choose, I'd probably choose Embiid because he should be the best player in basketball. But, uh, you know, it's it's not by a lot. Like, having Ben and, and trying to build a team around him to 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 look kind of similar to the Mavericks or something, it's not, like, the worst thing ever. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And that that's kind of the guy I lean. I kind of lean to Simmons with, like you said, a Maverick style or a Milwaukee style, just because mm-hmm. of Embiid's head not fully. And and it's and that's wrong for me to say, but it's like from the and I know he cares about basketball, but it's like he's not in the best shape he could be, and the yeah. health concerns is just like I know Ben's gonna be fully shaped in full shape, playing great defense and creating for my team. It's just he mm-hmm. has to get that jump shot, and I, I'm willing to go snatch Fred Vincent from the Pelicans, get Ben Simmons a jump shot. That's just, <laughs> right, right, that, right. That's just if I'm, if I'm that, that organization. But 
man, okay, uh, give us give us your finals picks. Uh, who you got going to the finals and who you got winning? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hope it's a uh, Lakers and. I'm going to go Bucks. I'm going to play it safe. Um, and if they do that, I, I would actually favor the Lakers just off big game experience, just this weird situation they're in. I actually think they're set up well to defend that team. Um, it, it gives them a place to kind of let some of their defenders hide because the Bucks don't take advantage of that space with Brooke and Robin Lopez. Yep. I, I think there's some matchups there that favor them. They'd have to, you know, figure out the Giannis thing. I We've seen them kind of go with AD late in games. We've seen them put AD on Middleton. We've seen LeBron kind of turn up his intensity. I think they have a setup there that can really do that. So I favor the Lakers to win the championship, but I, I think I'd put the Clippers right there. I, I If either of them come out the West, though, I have them in the finals. Them winning? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree with that 1,000%. Man, okay, so before we get you up out of here, what should <laughs> we expect from, from the boy Drizzy Drake tonight? Is this a song? Is this the album? What, what, what are you expecting from him? Because these leaks have been sounding crazy for months. Uh, yeah, so I know. I haven't heard it, but I know it's coming out. It's a song and a okay. video. Should, should be really dope. Has a has a feature, I think, that surprised a lot of people. Really? Uh, and I hope the album comes out before the end of the month. I wow. heard he's almost done. Hell yeah! Well, that's something that I'm I'm looking forward to. And I know yeah, I know I'm y'all excited. gonna talk about man. When when will y'all talk about a Drake album on that pod you do, man? Because y'all do a good job. Man, uh, next season. And like next my calls isn't a Drake fan, so I it, ah, it's gonna take okay. some wrangling. It's gonna take some wrangling, but uh, we're definitely gonna get it in here. Uh, we skip. A lot of great artists we could have talked about. Could talk about the weekend. Could have you know, on and on and on. We 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 dropped a Justin Bieber album that we didn't do. So it's it's the list goes on and on. So hell yeah! But thank you for coming on the pod, uh, band man. Tell the people where they can find you out on social media and tell them where they can find all your content that you're putting out. I uh, you can find me at Twitter mostly Bansky B A N S K Y. Um, I got some stuff on the way for Thirty Five Ventures. That's pretty much where you'll see my work at the moment. Beyond. ESPN social feeds, uh, but you know that's a little different. So yeah, I'm working on some stuff. Uh, I do long form articles for theboardroom.com every month. Uh, so yeah, I'm a little bit everywhere, but I got a lot. I got a lot under wraps right now that we're gonna be coming out here with. So hell yeah, y'all make sure y'all go follow Bansky on Twitter and to see all that content he, he's dropping. Because when he writes, man, his articles are some of the best out there, and, and some of my I'm favorite. Trying, man. So I'm trying, so- man. Thank you. Oh, thank you. And let's uh, finish up the pod with Bros Who Ball. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the pod called Bros Who Ball. Want to give a quick shout out to Jason, a.k.a. Leo, for coming on the pod. Really enjoyed our conversation. One of my favorite rappers to talk to. Y'all make sure y'all go check out his, his album, Perks of Solitude, out now on SoundCloud. And y'all make sure y'all go follow Leo. Like I said, one of the best rappers. But joining me to the left, we got Adam Schubert. At the bottom, we got Justin. I'll start with you, Shuby. How you doing, brother? Oh man, it's uh, it's actually been pretty great. You know, I, you know, I'm a big Dame Lillard guy, so I've really enjoyed seeing all this for him and that they've been playing so well. Um, but you know, it sucks that the Pelicans are the way that they are. We'll get to that. But you know, I'm just glad that we have basketball, and there was a really exciting golf tournament last weekend. So you know, we'll just see what happens with football. Yeah, look, I'm happy for Dame Dollar. We're going to get to him in a second. And I said that earlier in the show, but I'm still not pulling for them for them dudes. But, Justin, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Kind of, uh, you know, 
kind of sad that the Pelicans aren't in the playoffs or, you know, don't have, don't have a chance to compete because I really felt like they had a good chance, you know. They had definitely good, they had did. They had the players, healthy team. And, but next year, I guess. We shall get, say, yeah, but let's do the Pelicans eulogy. It's time to send them on their way. I got me and Doom earlier part of the funeral. Now it's time to bring in you two guys to speak at the funeral. Justin, what did you think of the Pels? Why do you think they lost? And what did you see from them that just was just – that showed you, like, man, this ain't looking good. I got you, I got you. Yeah, like, you know, I've watched basically every single game. And, you know, when you have a chance to play for the playoffs, uh, especially, you know, they with, with their strength of, uh, strength of schedule, I think we can, we can all agree that, you know, they have the easiest schedule. And a lot of the games, you know, they just didn't look like they, they – I know, of course, as a player you want to win, but when you're watching the game, it just seemed like the energy wasn't there. They didn't and, seem like you know, they wanted to be there. That's what it was. Well, you watch the Blazers play. They, they, like, they're intense. They're getting after it. And I just didn't see that from the Pelicans. Just the energy wasn't there. The energy, I just think, is so key to when you play sports. And yeah, 1,000%. One, uh, and Justin, Especially in this bubble situation because you have to make the energy. Yeah, I respect Justin's answer. Now, should we let me and you let, – let's me and you talk. Bro, look, I said this earlier in the show. David Griffin made it seem like they didn't want to be in the playoffs. And that, that trickled from up top all the way down low. Gentry, the fact, that Gentry surprised. the fact that Gentry called a timeout when Lonzo Ball's doing a wide open layup, just that, that was it for me. That, that was the final straw in yesterday's game. I was just like, yo, and all he did was just this, this. This is all he could do was just put his hands in his face. I'm like, yo, what is going on? And then it's reported by Amina Hassan that the Pelicans aren't looking to make any changes, or at least he doesn't believe they will because of his knowledge of the of the people because he worked closely with them with the Suns. And we just did a pitch it match with Jake, and Jake kind of pitched to me a, a a good coach replacement. I think we should, I think we should get rid of Gentry. How do you feel? Um. Yeah. I mean, I you're feel the guy like he... who's like, don't get rid of the coach unless you have a replacement. Yeah, I, I mean, agree with I, that. I've been looking into the to the replacement options now, and I'm seeing that there it could be out there for a change. Um, it's you know, Gentry was running the group before this new group, and it, it didn't really go anywhere with you know a playoff caliber team. And you know, he what they really showed one year of that was that they could contend in a must-win situation, but in a situation where they were in the must-win, it didn't look like they had any urgency. And so they had I'm, the, I'm the league support. Like, that's my that's my thing. It's like... Well, I'm surprised from players like, you know, B.I. I, Josh Hart seemed like he was out there to play. I'll give Josh Hart his credit. He always seems like he's out there to play. J.J. was out there to play. J.J. was definitely out there. J.J. got in his best shape of his life for nothing. Like, J.J. got into his best shape of his life for nothing. I feel so bad for J.J. Reddick because he looked the best he looks his dude. If I was him, if I was him, I'd try and get out. Like, because, I mean, I don't think they did it for you. Like, they, they, they gave up on you. He said he's going to stick around for next year because he signed to the contract. And then he says, depending on how next year goes, we'll determine whether he'll stay. But his family loves the city of New Orleans. Man. I mean, which he has to say. He's about but, ready to retire. Yeah. But, like, that was J.J.'s best year since Duke, in my opinion. Like, he looked phenomenal. Lonzo came out and said, and I respect Lonzo for coming out to say the fact that he was off 
for those many months not being able to get in the gym really affected his jumper and he's taking responsibility for the fact that he didn't he didn't show up and wasn't prepared so thus hurt the team and he understands that when he's prepared and shows up the team wins and look man I respect him taking responsibility because he can't do what he did at least he acknowledging what he did he cannot do in the future because like the team needs him to be the Lonzo Ball that was there from January to pre to pre-corona like that that those months that's the Lonzo ball the team needs because if not team won't be successful you know I think it comes kind of down to the personality of your players in this situation too laid back yeah too laid back and I mean if you think about it I think a lot of the Pelican stars um even Zion included are are really not dependent on but kind of live off of the the noise the energy oh that too um so and so like I feel like in this bubble situation where you really had to like create your own hype, I just don't know if a lot of them had that bite to that like shows go me they don't have a leader. Of, some of these, but which, which is true because at, at least Drew Holiday has always kind of been the leader. Um, but he ain't doing uh, you know, we got to call a spade a spade at this point. Got to, to to go forward. They need a leader. Drew Holiday came out game one, but it seemed like every other game after that, it was just not the same amount of energy. And I'm sorry, as great as J.J. Redick played, and as much as he's a journeyman, as much as he means to this league, J.J. Redick's not going to get the teams going. He's not. Like, that's not the guy you look to to be vocal. Like, he, J.J. Redick did not expect to have to come to New Orleans and drop 31 for them to have a chance to win. J.J. Redick expected to drop between 15 and 20. And, Justin, you know that's true. If, if you require J.J. Redick to drop between 20 and 30 points, your team's going to fucking lose. Um, excuse my language. I'm sorry. But that's just what it is. Like, yeah, I understand. And J.J. Redick, I think he was the best out there. He and was he's probably the oldest guy on the team. I would say that's that's probably played the most. Man, he has, he has to be the old, oldest guy on on the team. You know, out of the main players. And to expect the most from him—that's ridiculous. Like he was taking charges. He was just doing all the small things. He was making shots. The guy had thirty-one, man. And for for for, for them to still not win, you know, that game, even though the, the Spurs did did play well. But still, like well, they, they still had a chance to make it to the playoffs, and they dropped some games. I feel they, like everything after the Jazz was just them powering. Right out the gate, yeah. I feel right like the, the Jazz gate. was the only game where they tried. Everything else was like pout and like uh, we don't really want to be here. Like that's what it feels like. And if and look, Pelicans players, if you're listening to this, like I'm sorry, it's just how I feel, bro. Like I and I and we rooted for you. Justin thought you were gonna get the eighth seed. Like I was ready. I was ready. I was preaching that this is the new big three and. And the NBA couldn't have given you an easier bet. Oh, bro. Adam Silver's pissed. I truly believe that Adam Silver's comments like, oh, y'all got to go home, was directed at the Pelicans. It was not directed at any other team but them because he changed the rules for them. Like, this is the one time, like, as a New Orleans fan and a Louisiana fan, you always complain about the leagues not caring about you. With the Saints to LSU, you always compare, com- complain about Roger Goodell doesn't like the Saints. Uh, the commission, the uh, the uh, playoff committee doesn't like LSU. The yada yada yada. They always complain about that. This is the one league that could acquiesce the rules for us, and we shit the bed bigger than anybody could shit the bed. <laughs> like that's crazy. Yeah, we, we we finished almost second to last. <laughs> like, like they they drew in a play-in game for us. That has never happened in NBA history, and now the play-in game is gonna be probably between the Suns and the Portland Trailblazers. Good for Devin Booker. We'll get to him in a second. But it's just I like, so. what did y'all? What are y'all doing? Like, 
like oh, as gosh. like as podcast, like I think we can all agree, like you know, Lennon he may be a little bit biased, but I think me and Adam, you know, we we kind of tell it like how it is. We really felt like you know the Pelicans had a great chance, and it really Man. disappointed me to not see them even you know compete. And I, just I tell it how it is, shit. Those dudes, man, gosh, it was just heartbreaking. But y'all are home. We're not talking about teams that are home. Y'all, y'all got sent home. We're gonna talk about who y'all should get coaching later on. And uh, Schubert, there's some names like Kenny Atkinson. What's that guy from Milwaukee that Jake said? Uh, I believe it was Lamb. Yeah, the Devin Lamb, I think his name, the assistant coach from Milwaukee. Either one of those guys. But we'll get into that in a couple other weeks once we have enough time to deep dive the coaches. But let's talk about basketball that's going on right now. Man, the Suns, 7-0. and oh. Shout out to Brooklyn, man. Shout out to Brooklyn being a Suns fan. Devin Booker's looking like a Kobe Bryant of old, like eight number eight Kobe, just coming out, winning games, willing to victory. Justin, what have you seen? From this Suns team that's just like, yo, these dudes are actually out here to play. I mean, they haven't been on TV. That's true. They don't play, they, they don't play any of the – like, the Suns is, like, the highest team in the NBA, and they haven't been on ESPN, TNT. Like, it's so hard to actually catch them, but I've seen them play one one game. Their first – the, the next game is against the Mavericks tomorrow is going to be on TV soon. Okay, that's going to be a good game. Shout out to Luca, who's been – he's crazy good. I just want to say that. But, uh, yeah, Devin Booker, he's on a different level. And, you know, everyone knows Draymond Green. He, he got fined for saying it. But, you know, the Suns, they're, they're, they're looking good. And Devin Booker's playing at a different level. And he's looking like an all-star. So, and he's leading that team. And, you know, as, as a team, they're all playing well because they wouldn't be 7-0 for nothing. You know, it's That's not true. Just, so, as a team, they're doing well. Mikael Bridges has stepped up. Yeah. Rubio stepped up. Sarge has stepped up. Even Aiton has been been making appearances, but it's been Booker, Rubio, Bridges, and a combination of Aiton, Johnson, and, and Sarge. So. The rookie's been playing good, too. Yeah, Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, yeah. Yeah, Cam Johnson, shooter from I'm, North Carolina. I'm definitely impressed. I really feel like – I know that, you know, you want to make the playoffs, but this, this is definitely something that, that stands out to you moving forward. Look, Even, it, all they need is the Grizzlies to lose, and they in. And as long as they win, and the Grizzlies play the Bucks and they play the Mavericks, so – it just depends. We're gonna we're gonna get to, we're gonna see pick our our, our seeds and whatnot. But uh, so yeah. You know, you, who do you give the the credit to in this? You know, were were the Suns just out there in Phoenix being like, "Yo, guys, we're gonna come out here and we're just gonna." Monty Williams, Devin Booker, that's the two people I give it to. The coach got them prepared and got them mentally ready, and the star acquiesced and, and answered the call. Those are the two people you give the most credit to. And that's something we did. A similar situation New Orleans was in with Brandon Ingram and Gentry, and we see how that turned out. So when your star and coach are on the same page, what are we going to say? Like, it's, you got to give all the credit in the world to Monty Williams and Devin Booker. It's them. They're the ones who got everybody's mind right. I'm going to say this. I'll give credit to you have a, you know, I'm not, you know, disagreeing, but I have to give, give credit to everybody. Oh, I want to sure. credit to the entire team. I don't want to sing out anyone because I know Devin Booker, he's a walking 30-piece. Monty Williams, you know, he's a great coach. It's obvious, but, you know, the players still win games. And I get yeah, no, they stepped up to the entire team because that's the incredible accomplishment, to be undefeated in the bubble. Yeah. You know, no one ever thought that the Suns, they would be, this, they would, they would be doing this. It, it's a shock. Yeah, so, no, it is. I thought, like, if it wasn't the Pelicans making it, I thought it was going to either be the Grizzlies, the Spurs, maybe even the Kings, I thought, but not the Suns. The Suns used to be a yeah, joke. The Suns are a joke. 
I don't think any, anyone had the, the Suns doing this. So this is impressive. A lot to the Suns. Yeah, tip our caps to the Suns. Man, what is up with Dame Dollar? Dame Dollar gets in a beef with Skip Bayless, drops 51. Then the next night, after Skip Bayless calls him to apologize, and Dame's like, nah, dog, I'm not messing with that. You faking all this. And then drops 61. Yo, this dude... Has gotten his team into the AFC. Nah, this, this one on him. He got him there. He willed them there. Yeah, that definitely. But it's like it's weird because like when you hear the, I heard the Carmelo Anthony and the uh, Lillard podcast, and Melo and I got it. Wait, you're right. Melo and and Lillard have led that team to the because Melo been balling. Got to give Melo his flowers. Yeah, sure. but it's it's weird because like Skip, but it was like they both had two different stories. You know, Skip said that. That Dame called him. Dame said that Skip called him. So I, don't I know. believe I believe Dame. Skip Dame. called him. Dame did not call Skip. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Dame doesn't seem like the person to call. I feel like Skip, Skip called Dame. Skip definitely called Dame. Dame did not call Skip. No way. Dame is too busy playing basketball and rapping to and be rap. worried about Skip Bayless. <laughs> like, yeah, he ain't worried about Skip. Yeah, no. Skip definitely called Dame, but not nah, Mello. Gotta oh. give Melo his props, bro. Melo has been really showing, like, I should have been in the league. But you know what? I think everything that happened to Melo is the reason why he's playing this good right now. I think Melo had to go through that to get that to this true. point. You, you have a point. It's, it definitely motivated him, motivated, motivated him to show I can still play in the NBA. Yep. And this team is playing at an all-time high level. I love seeing him play. They're well-rounded, and... The like one thing they're going to need is C.J. McCollum to step up. That's the one thing they're going to need. For them to truly beat the Lakers in the round one if they get there, which I believe, if, if as of now, they're the eighth seed at 34 and 39. I don't think the Blazers are going to lose the final game. And I don't, think I don't think the Suns or the Grizzlies will beat them in the play-in. So, I, look, it's up to C.J. Because Dame going to play. Melo showing he going to be there. It's going to be up to CJ to really come through because that's the guy that's been MIA in the bubble. So he's going to have to show well, up. It's going to be have to be CJ and then, you know, Hassan Whiteside and Nurkic are really going to have to, <laughs> to get it going yeah. to, Nurk- for Nurk- what they're going to have to face with, with the Lakers. But I think it's pretty crazy that some people are already calling that out. You know, there's still a lot of basketball left to be played. And, you know, we were just talking about the Suns. And I think the Suns, if they got there, would have every opportunity they to win this to game win. in a one-on-one. They got to win two. That's the thing. They got to yeah. win two. I, don't, I think but, they can win but, one. I don't know. I don't know if you're stopping this 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 damn this damn cat from winning two. Yeah. I, I think Devin Booker can get one. I I I one thousand percent think Booker can get one, but I don't know if Booker getting two over Dame. That's definitely tough. Yeah, just, especially yeah. like right now, he's on a different level. Both are on a like. That's the thing. Booker's playing great, but Dame is playing like. I ain't never seen somebody play like Dame like this since My- Kobe was doing what Kobe was doing in the uh, early two thousands. My thing with Dame is that I feel like in sometimes in the playoffs, and I'm a fan, we've seen the spurts, but like, it never always, you know, is there going to be a night that's important that it doesn't come? So like, that's, you know, what I'm worried about for Portland moving forward. And that's um, why they're going to need CJ and Melo to need, They're going to need a, a near perfect series to beat the Lakers, in my opinion. I can't imagine like Dame not having a good night and Melo and CJ picking up the slack against LeBron. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be a group effort. No, I'm with you on that. Is I'm going to ask both of you, is Dame Lillard the best point guard in the NBA right now? 
yes. right now. Well, yeah. If Steph Curry's not playing, with Steph Curry. That's what I was thinking right too. Now. With Steph, also Steph Curry. He's not playing. Steph Curry not in the bubble. I'm saying Steph. Okay, yeah, definitely. I got Dame, best point guard in the league, easy. What does Dame Lillard have to do in these playoffs to surpass Steph? Or King, or does he not have the ability to? To pass, yeah. I think uh, this playoff, I don't, I don't think anything would have him sort of surpass Steph. That's not best. Steph's legacy and overall ranking. I'm just talking. Steph, Steph's a legend, Hall of Fame bound, top. I mean, top 20 greatest. Steph steps on the court next season. I'm like, he's got it. Like, that's there's what, nothing oh yeah, right that, now. That's what I'm asking. If Dame Lillard beats the Lakers, makes it to the Western Conference Finals, maybe loses to the Clippers just because the Clippers are great. Next season, when Dame Lillard and Steph Curry step on the floor, is Dame Lillard the best point guard? The the Warriors are my pick to win the the title next year. Oh. Already, like, already, because <laughs> I mean, like, get you those dudes back out on the court and give yeah. them Andrew Wiggins and and a top pick. And like, don't let on. don't let them get onto Takumpo, which which people come are on. hoping doesn't happen this summer because that might Seth happen. Curry. Yeah, it doesn't matter if Dame Lillard wins the finals. Like Seth Curry would still be the, the coldest dude step on the floor next season. That's what I'm asking. Okay. Yeah, Curry Curry, Curry has done way too much in his in his uh you know years playing for him to not be the best. You know, Dame. Nah, I think either way it goes, I still think Dame is the second best point guard. I definitely think he surpassed the Kyrie's, the the Chris Pauls, the the those guys. Even though Chris Paul's a legend, I think Chris Paul is finally now out of the top two best point guard conversation in the league. I think Chris Paul is firmly at three. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely at three. He's not as good a shooter. Yeah, no, he's not as good a shooter. Chris Paul. Now, granted, let's talk about this because. Besides the Pelicans, I pretty much predicted this playoff ranking. I told y'all that Jazz was going to fall and the Thunder were going to get up there. The, the Thunder is five, and the Thunder is one of the funnest teams to watch in the NBA, man. The th- what Chris Paul and Shea Gilgis are doing, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Rockets in the first round. Wouldn't be surprised. as If, it's, if it stands right now, we're playing the Rockets, like the Rockets have no size, and that hurts them every night. They lost tonight because of that. They lost on an offensive uh, board. They were down by Steven, two. Steven Adams is going to feast. Yeah, they lost. They the uh, they uh, they were they were down by two with like 15 seconds to go. In Indiana missed a shot and they got the offensive board and they got uh, fouled and the game was over with. So rebound is going to hurt them. One thousand percent. I think I think the Jazz could still. Oh well, no, the Jazz. There's only one game left. If the Jazz is playing tonight, then like. Maybe they'll fall to seventh, but they're not playing tonight. The Mavericks have too many losses, huh? Yeah, the Mavericks have way yeah. too many losses. That's the thing. There's no way the Mavericks can catch up. So they're six. That's that's it. Yeah, it's stuck. The the Jazz yeah. are six. Unless unless the Thunder lose, then maybe the Jazz and Thunder will switch. Lucky, but I don't see that happening. Lucky, lucky Denver. Yeah, Den- Denver is super lucky that they have to go up against the Jazz and not the Mavericks. Because if they had to go up against the Mavericks, Denver was getting their ass smoked. Like that's but- a fact. But I am on the uh, Thunder winning over the Rockets train right now because um, I've been watching the Rockets because they've been on TV, unlike the Suns. And I, I just don't know if the small ball thing is going to work. It just seems like players like Miles My- Turner today just seem to have a really easy Dominance. path. Yeah, man. So, PJ Tucker can't guard somebody that's seven foot. PJ Tucker's 6'5, bro. And, what are you and talking putting, about? And I don't know what Dan Tony's doing putting lineups on the floor that don't include one or the other because, like, it's not going to work. Oh, like, yeah. If you don't have P.J. Tucker or Covington on the floor, it's not a good. Well, I'm, I'm even just saying out of the stars. Like, oh. I, I watched the lineup today where they played without Harden and Westbrook, and th- 
it's not going to cut it. Like the, those guys aren't good enough again against Indiana. Yeah. East team. The, yeah, the Rockets are not the, the the horse we thought they were. I'm really liking what I'm seeing. But, from but the Thunder there. has all these guys that are coming out of nowhere and being like, "Oh, okay, you're playing really well." And you know, Stephen Adams is doing well. And he's Steven always Adams kind of been a playoff contender. You know, so that's what I'm saying, man. Like they're playing the Heat right now. It's 66, 62. The Heat are up, but like the Thunder, the like, Heat are good. Yeah, the Heat, and we'll get to that because the Heat is one of the teams I'm pulling for now. The Thunder, man, with Shea balling, you get Danilo balling. You get Chris Paul doing his thing, leading the team. Baisley's been coming off the bench huge, knocking down threes. Hamido Diallo's been contributing. Then you see uh, Muscala contributing. Like, this team is having, have, like she was said, having these role players come out of nowhere. And ba- it's mainly Baisley and Hamido Diallo who has been coming out and just balling. So, shout out to the Thunder. Y'all are, I think in the West, since now that the Pelicans are out, I think I'm pulling for the Clippers. And I think I'm going to be pulling for the Thunder. I know earlier in the show I said the Mavericks, but, like, I don't, I don't see the Mavericks beating the Clippers. So I think I'm pulling for the Thunder and yeah. the Clippers yeah. moving forward. So Thunder Clippers would be round two. Yeah. That, that's that's going to be a good series. That will be. That will definitely I mean, I don't know if they're going to win that one. I don't know either. But those are two teams I'm pulling for. And if the Lakers do play Portland in the first round, I'm pulling for LeBron for the first time. Oh, wait, no, I'm wrong. It'd be Lakers-Rockets. Yeah, it'd be Lakers. Uh, My bad. Yeah, no, lakers uh. Thunder. I'm pulling for LeBron, oh, then, though, in the first round against against Dame. Oh. Whoa, so, okay, real quick, though. So, if the Thunder play in the second round, and even the Rockets, too, they got to play the Trailblazers if the if the, if they beat the Lakers. Oh, man, they would get an easy walk. The, third, but, like, the Thunder, I mean, Thunder's in a good situation. But there's no way the Rockets beat the Lakers. And, and there's no way, there's no way, the, the I think the Thunder could actually beat the Lakers, but I don't see Portland doing it just because LeBron's greatness, man. And I gotta see you. You gotta show me the giant will fall. I'm not just gonna believe the, the giant's gonna fall. Exactly. I like just, you gotta show me. I gotta. You gotta show me. I gotta believe it. That's why I'm pulling for LeBron, but I'm not pulling for Anthony Davis. LeBron, you could ball out. Anthony Davis. I don't want to say what I want to say because that's offensive. But <laughs> look, Anthony Davis, you could go fall somewhere, brother, because you have sure. no support from this man over here. But. Yeah, man, Luca. Uh, let's talk about another player who's just been balling. Luca Doncic, he is great. Justin, give me my props from back then, bro. Can I get my props now? Yes, you can. Thank you. That's I'll thank see. you. <laughs> he's a great player, and he's gonna be MVP one day. Thank. All right. And, I, and look, I promise you, if Trey Young ever becomes what you what you predicted, I'm gonna give you the same courtesy. What you mean? Me. What you mean? Wait. What I mean? <laughs> Wait, if he becomes, he's not? He's not there yet? <laughs> Justin, he's not, Justin, he's not winning games. My guy is winning oh. games. Oh, okay. okay. I'm saying okay. when your guys start winning games and start proving himself to be that star. Like, right now, he's a good scorer. He's a great scorer right now. I'll give you that. But I want to see, I want to see what, uh, a guy who could lead his team. Now, when he start doing that, then I'll give you props. Give him a better team. All right, well, we're going to see next year because supposedly Cam Reddish is going to I will up. say a little knock on Luca is that the Trailblazers got to him. Oh, well, yeah, bro. That, they got to him. They don't – Luca's biggest He's, thing is they need another person. They need they need another That's guard. not Porzingis. Porzingis yeah. is a three. Porzingis is a Chris Bosh, 1,000%. Yeah. They need a, a Dwayne Wade – Second option, and it's not Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway is a perfect role player. I think Schubert's yeah, time in New York could definitely tell you that Tim Hardaway is not the guy. 
Yeah, yeah no. But it's just that Luca is so good with the ball in his hands. Yeah. Like he can he's just so he he creates offense for the entire team. He can score. And it, it's it's gonna be hard to, to see some well, I guess not because the Rockets do it. You know, James they need a Robin. All dominant. So I guess yes, another another guy, another ball handler would help. And and not just a ball handler. I think they need someone who can create their own shot and they could playmake a little bit. It's not, it's they don't have to be the best playmaker. They just could they could just create space and draw people to them. That's all they need to do and be able to knock down threes and play to see, but to see what they gotta be able to do, gotta be able to play defense because they need someone that could just say, Look, I'm gonna lock up on the other team because it's not Luca. Luca does not play any defense at all. But- and we'll kind of circling back and this kind of takes us away from the bubble just for a second. But like, if we think about free agency, there's not going to be a lot of people that are going to be able to go to Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. They're going to have to hit on somebody. It's going to have to be like with Dirk where they get the right role player veterans to come in and like one last shot at their career. You know what I mean? Like how, how, how Dallas got Jason Kidd and Finley and those, those vets, like they're going to need, they're going to need some vets to come in. Because I don't, like you said, I don't see star players going to Dallas. But the, the idea of playing with Luka is different than playing with Dirk. I yeah, but I'm, I'm just, I just can't also think off the top of my head someone that is, you know, better than Porzingis to come in as a guard mm. to be on the Mavericks. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah, like everyone that you probably think of is probably stuck in their, stuck in their franchise. Yeah. Know. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna have to get some vets to come in. Like they're gonna have to get the right vets to come in to uh to help them. Because Porzingis and Luca is good, but if they get the right combination of vets to come in, it could make a difference if they don't get that. Or you know what could be really interesting, and you know Justin would probably know better than than uh, us because of all the great work he's doing at Trays and Lays with the draft preview. But you know with the uncertainty of guys not being able to have seen what they would do in the NCAA tournament, maybe you might get someone late in the Mavericks pick that could end up being a gem. So we, and we've seen with the redrafts that we've done on this show that there are guys that get missed that fall. Yeah. That end up be, you know, being great. So you never know what could happen in this draft either. Is there any wings in the draft, Justin, any wings or, you know, or right guards now. that, that play good defense that can shoot? that you think have potential? As far as size, I mean, I would say the best guard that I think that would help him was Anthony Edwards, but, you know, he's he's early. He's going to probably get picked up early. But, you know, the Mavericks, you know, they have been on the trade-up to get to get someone. But I, I think he, he, you know, Anthony Edwards from Georgia, he's a good, solid, uh, you know, uh, off guard. He can handle the ball. He can score. So I think he would probably be the best option right now for, to, you know, assist Luka. Hell yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to keep coming back to you for the draft coverage as we continue going on. But a lot of good stuff to – look, let me say this. The NBA's future is secured for sure because I know a lot of people were scared of the post-LeBron era. A lot of people are scared because it could be argued that for the first time since, since Magic, since before Magic, the NBA is losing their quote-unquote face of the league. You go from Magic to Jordan – to Shaq, to Kobe. Kobe. Well, Kobe, Kobe slash Shaq, Kobe. Yeah. Uh, and then to LeBron. Right now, when you transition from LeBron, we don't necessarily know who's going to be the face, but there's a lot of young guys who are stepping up and showing a lot of promise from whether it's Luka to uh, Dame to, 
to freaking uh to uh those guys the Celtics over there in the east to Giannis to like there's a lot of young good player book books doing his thing so hopefully hopefully my guy Zion or BI can step up next season but like I said we're not talking about them boys until after the bubble's over I got to have a, a rest in a in a in a breakaway from the Pelicans and start focusing on the new teams I'm I'm supporting so I can get back invested in the bubble so like I said on the west I'm invested in the Clippers and the Thunder but let's get to the east cuz that's only west teams we need to talk about no need to talk about Lakers or Clippers or Nuggets or Jazz cuz Oh, who y'all think are gonna win the win the East real quick? I mean, not the East, the uh, AC in the West. Who's gonna win the play-in? Are we just all confirmed with the Trailblazers, or do, do yeah. any of y'all yeah. think the Suns are gonna win it? I think the Blazers. I, Blazers. I, the Suns is just the Cinderella story of this. Uh, of this. Uh, I, hope, I hope they make it. They gotta beat the Mavs. Yeah, I hope they make it too. But you know, if, it just depends on if the Mavs, because the Mavs are stuck. Like, if I'm the Mavs, do you play Luca and Porzingis? Because you can't move up, you can't go lower. You're stuck at seven. They might. The Suns could maybe win that because I don't. I don't think Carlisle's gonna play him. I mean, it, it wouldn't make sense if if you can't move up or move. Or you can't move up and you can't, can't move, move down. Up, can't move down, man. What's the point? Of What's Rivers? the point of playing them? Like, that's my thing because they're forty three and thirty one. The Blazers are thirty four and thirty nine. There's no way they can move down. And then moving up, the Jazz are forty three and twenty eight. There's no way they can move up. No need to play your stars, so the Suns might, the Suns might be up in that piece. So, uh, good, 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 good looks to Devin Booker, Monty Williams, and the whole crew. Like Justin said, y'all all have done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Let's talk about my team, baby. The fourth seed, the Heat, the Heat, baby. They're looking great. The Heat are looking good, and and look, as great as TJ Warren's ass has been playing, if they, if it stays like this in that four or five, I don't see the Pacers winning. As great as TJ Warren has been playing, I don't see him beating the Heat. Justin, what do you think about the Pacers in the in the Heat's matchup that's upcoming? Oh man, first off, I want to you know give credit to TJ Warren, but he he also had he also has a pretty serious injury. Oh yeah, he's injured. Oh yeah. shit. So, oh yeah, they're so, done. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty tough. So I definitely have the um, the Heat beating them in that series. So that's all I, I really forgot have. about that. Yeah, there's no need to talk about the Pacers. That they're done. That's over with. Just pretty like much. the yeah. just like they're the playing, Sixers are done. Good today. Oh, okay. I'll give him that. They, they did. won. But to lose Warren and Sabonis and yeah, have Oladipo on half a leg? <laughs> it's true. Oladipo not 100%. He said he was, but he not. He's getting and, better, though. He, he's getting oh, yeah, he's getting better. He, but they're going to be good next year when, when they can fully bring out uh, Brogdon, Oladipo, Warren, Sabonis, and, uh, and Turner. That's when they're, they're going to be great next year as long as those dudes come back healthy. But, yeah, the Heat. The Heat are looking good in that fourth seed. The, the best, uh, yeah, yeah, but like that's the best um, uh, playoff series. Uh, all the series, series in the first round. Yeah, yeah because the time. Magic and Bucks trash, Raptors Nets trash, Celtics Sixers are now trash because Ben Simmons is out for the season. So yeah, can't know who's going. But I mean, now the Sixers have been playing good basketball. Without him, that they that's interesting. Good. Which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, that, that means they're gonna get rid of Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that, don't let Embiid make yo. Don't let Joel Embiid lead the Sixers to the Eastern Conference Finals without Ben Simmons. It's over. Won't with. happen. Ben is gone. <laughs> what won't you mean won't happen? I forgot they got Richardson, Embiid, and Horford. They gotta play the Celtics. Yeah, they're not beating the Celtics. <laughs> they're not beating the Celtics. Justin, I'm gonna ask you, Schubert. You can chime in as well. Twitter has been very interesting because, and 
I really respect this. This guy is like someone who played basketball in the collegiate level, could have went to the NBA. They just didn't like his size or whatever, but he was talented. Kobe Bryant respected his game. He really uh, is a great job at critiquing the game. It's, it's Rashad Phillips, RP3. He interviewed Isaiah Thomas, and Rashad said that he feels that the best player on the Celtics is not Tatum. It's Brown. How do you feel about that? I disagree. I, I'm picking, if, if I have to start, start a team and they give me Jalen Brown or, or, or Jason Tatum, I'm picking Tatum every me day. Me too. Yeah, me too. Jalen Brown, he can shoot, but, you know, now, credit, now Tatum has, hasn't been at his best, but we've seen Tatum, you know, throughout the years. He's been better than Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, he's had flashes, but I'm still picking Tatum. Yeah, I think I think Jalen Brown is on his way to being an all star. I don't think he's there yet. Whereas I think Tatum's an all star right now. Yeah, uh, I think that this is you know Tatum isn't as big a star, but this I is. I mean, you your... think Brown's not as big as a star? No, I'm saying like in, in terms of the comparison I'm about to make. Oh, okay, but uh, but they're just like what I could see being the future of a, a Jordan Pippen pairing of two guys that are right there. With each other being a one-two, Batman and Robin, I could see the franchise building around them the whole way through. They like should. that could be that could be a similar situation to that. Because, like, because Kimba isn't fully there, Jalen Brown has stepped up and filled in that role that we would have wanted Kimba to do. And Jalen Brown has been guarding the best player, putting last against the Mavericks. He put up nineteen and twelve rebounds. Like Jalen Brown's doing all the dirty work and still getting over fifteen. Gordon Hayward. Surely dropped 31 that game. So Gordon Hayward's getting back to his all-star form. Don't please, if the Celtics allow, if, if Kimball Walker comes, catches fire, and could ever get to like, he's, like he was, there's no way I don't see the Celtics going to the finals and even winning the finals. If Gordon Hayward's playing like he is, Tatum's playing like he is, and Brown is, there's no way. There's, there's too have, much talent on that team. They have the roughest road, I guess, unless you think, you know, the, I don't know. I think they would destroy the Pacers. So. Yeah, but I'm just saying... But, you know, because they got to beat the Sixers, then they got to beat the Raptors, and then they got to beat maybe the Bucks. Because I'm saying maybe because what happens with the Heat when they, get, the if they huh. catch super super hot. You know, their game the other night was fairly close. That's my so. thing. I think the Heat are going to beat the Bucks in the second round. I truly, truly, truly believe that with the bottom of my soul. I think the thing that that's the Heat, the Heat's issue is it's Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, and Duncan Robinson's first playoff ever. That's the biggest thing with the Heat. Oh, yeah, I said Hero. Hero, Robinson, and and, uh, none. It's their first playoff ever. That's my biggest thing with them. But if Jimmy Butler, because it shows that this team, unlike his stops in the Timberwolves in, in 76ers, they didn't like the culture Jimmy Butler was trying to set. This team follows Jimmy Butler's culture. They're dogs. They do anything to win, and they play hard constantly, and they play good defense, and the coach echoes that. Like, when you have Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Goran Dragic, Tyler Hero, all balling, and then you have Iguodala to come in and play defense on the best player. You got Olenek coming in off the bench, dropping threes. Even uh, Derek Jones coming in, making an impact, and then Crowder to guard another good player. They're just – they're tough, man. They're, a bu- they're the ragtag team. They have one star and a bunch of young guys and a bunch of vets. That like a bunch of guys who could be stars. You know, this is the time where t- players like uh, you know Tatum and Brown, who we were just talking about, they wouldn't be who they are today if they wouldn't have came out and in that playoff performed series. in that playoff series yeah, and you know, erupted there. on the scene. 
I think I think this is gonna be big for Hero, Nun, Robinson, and uh in uh, Bam Adebayo. I think Bam can solidify himself as an all-star with these playoffs. I think Duncan Robinson can show that he's going to be more than a role-player shooter. I think Hero can show that he's going to be more than a role-player shooter. And then I think none can show that he's a solid starting point guard for this league. It's going to be interesting to see the Heat, man. They are my favorite team. Justin, what are you thinking about the Heat on the East? Do they have a shot to beat the Bucks? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I love the Heat. You know, they know <clears> – <throat> the thing about them is that they, they is that they know who they are. You know, they play defense. They're going to shoot the ball. I, I want to say they're one of the best, if not the best, three, three Shooting team, yeah, they are. Teams in the league. You got Jimmy Butler, and they have a great coach. And I, I just think that all that, you know, clicking at the right time, like Schubert said, you know, that, that Celtics team, when they didn't have uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, they – they made a name for themselves, so why can't it be the Heat? You know, the Bucks are good, but are they really that that good to not yeah. be? Heat? That's you know, my thing. It's not like they're the. It's not like the the Heat are playing the Lakers or the Clippers. They're playing yeah. the Bucks. It's like exactly. you know what I'm saying. Who 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 can definitely? Who are tough? Like one thought. Like let's not let's not yeah. put no disrespect on Giannis's name. But after Giannis, I don't know if they got anybody that like Hero and Robinson and Jimmy Butler could outplay. Middleton, Bledsoe, and DiVincenzo. Like, let's not act like that's not possible. We also have Drogic, too, who can also play. See, I always forget about Drogic because he was always hurt every other year. To, to me, Drogic is the wild card because if you ask me who the second best player on that team is, I know some people would say Bam, but to me it's Drogic. Like, when yeah. Drogic was fully healthy, Drogic was compared to Steve Nash at one point in his career. Oh yeah, Georgia, he definitely makes an impact. He makes the right right plays. He knows he's he's been he can in the shoot, NBA. he can wow. score, he can facilitate. That's what I'm saying, you know, and they don't really mess up too too many times. And they have a good coach who he, who's been there before. So I feel like his strategies are gonna be he'll he'll know, you know, how to coach against the, this Bucks team. So if they're hitting the right shots, if if they if, if they catch fire, you know, they it's could over definitely be going home. Yeah, so no, I'm with you on that. Like, if Giannis, okay, oh, finish up your point, Justin, so I can ask this question. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Okay, so what do y'all think is Giannis's legacy? Not legacy, but how do we view him going forward if he has that second round exit or if he doesn't make it to the finals? If he makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals is, and he loses, is it the same? I mean, he's gone. Like, he's going to, he's not going to stay in Milwaukee. Mm, so you think like, he's done? For, for, I think for Milwaukee, this is like, you know, make it or break it. it. Like if, <laughs> if if you don't get if you don't get to the finals, then that dude's not going. That dude's not staying. Like I think if he gets to the finals, he might consider staying. But like if he loses in the second round or the conference finals, I think he's gone. Oh, I like that because the Warriors the Warriors are recruiting him hard. They on his they on his line every day. That that's a very strong take. I love it too because it's something different. It's but, true though because like. What more can, like, who is going, okay, same thing we said about Luca, but it's 10 times worse. Who is going to play in Milwaukee? Who is honestly going to say, this Giannis guy is that good, but I want to go live in Milwaukee? I don't see nobody in the NBA saying that. And if, Giannis, if, he, if he realizes he can't get it done this year with Middleton, when is Middleton going to get it done? Like, what, what, to me, Middleton's at his ceiling of a player. I don't think he's going to break through that ceiling. So, like, I agree with that take, Schubert. I think this is I mean, the year. It's making a break it for them. As much as an icon that I feel like he's trying to establish himself in the NBA now, I don't think it's ever going to be in Milwaukee. You know, Dallas is pretty warm. 
Mm, Mark and, and look, Mark Cuban, and then they have all the ideas. International team. Yeah, and, and he loves the fact that Luca is a scorer but passes. That's something that he 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 with his creator he wants someone that, that can get involved. Great, great team. Yo, great. that would be nuts. <laughs> International would, squad. Oh my god. American American media people would be so f- upset that that team is just gonna dominate. Those three guys in that team with shooting around them. Porzingis could definitely just sit back and just take open threes. <laughs> he, would, he would love it. <laughs> yes, he'd be a four. He would love it. He'd be a four. Giannis the five. Oh my gosh, if that happens. I, but like, I think it all. I think it all depends on how the Bucks go out. It does. I, really do. I think it depends on how they go out. So you, I, I'm, I'm saying Eastern Conference Finals or second round to the Heat. What do you think? No, he has God. to make it. I think you know it's it's finals or, or bust. Bust, yeah. He has to go to the finals. It's not second. It's not Eastern. No, you have to. Because I don't think he wants to get that that Harden yeah, reputation with him because he he. Uh, funny enough, because, he's been competing with Harden for the past couple of years for the MVP. And Harden, the main reason why he hasn't been winning is because people say when, when he gets in the playoffs, he flops. Giannis still doesn't have that stain of when he gets in the playoffs, he flops. And I don't think well, he wants that. Well, here's the main reason. For the first time in Giannis's whole entire career, he is the guy in the East. Yeah. And there's no LeBron. There's no Ky- Kawhi. There's no Kawhi. Yeah. It's on you. And if you, and if you don't make it there, That's what they I'm let saying. you down. They let you down. Nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. There's nobody else. There's no one else in the East, man. You make a great Because, like, as, as great as the Celtics team is and the Heat's team is, they have no one on that team that's better than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Nobody. Exactly. And LeBron did it. So, you know. <laughs> LeBron definitely did saying, it. If they're giving him the MVP award, he should be able to take his team to the finals. Yeah. Did how many times? Yeah, so, no, and LeBron did it with two different teams, with two different exactly. talent level of teams, too. Exactly. So it's really no excuse. His team is the best team in the East right now, record-wise. So it's like, you know, you it's like I said. You got a good up. coach. You got the shooters around you. You got to yeah. do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you have a second guy in Middleton. The team is built, I think, it's built perfect around him. Oh, yeah, no, it's built around him for sure. There's nobody like – there's. it's built for him to – facilitate, break down the offense, dish it to shooters if they double team, dish it to shooters or go to the rim and score. That's what that offense is. It's fast pace. You control the tempo. If you don't want to create right away, you want to get it out the post, we'll get Bledsoe to give it to you and give it to you where you want if you're not bringing it up the floor. If not, get it, get the double team, dish it to the shooters. And like Schubert said, it's on him. If he don't, if he don't get it, you let him down and your team let you down. That's a fact. I love that take. Yeah, I think I think he's asking going. If, if yeah, I, and I see that. Ooh, all right, all right. No need to talk about the Raptors or anything else because the Raptors. We'll see what they what they bring come playoffs. But yeah, man, that's all we got this week. Uh, Justin, tell the people they can find you on social media. Yeah, my ad name is Justin Matisse twenty two. Uh, you, you uh, everyone can find me on all social media platforms except for TikTok. I still don't get on that. But TikTok is banned though, right? It's getting banned. Not yet. It's not, not, not yet. still got okay. like 20-something days. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, yeah, you guys can find it's, me. On- it's one of those things. It, TikTok is one of those things where, you know, the people in authority, it's like your parents, and they say, oh, you know, you take away your TV privileges, and you're just, like, still watching TV. Yeah. It's just... Okay. Bro, it's, it's literally that, because Trump is... Never mind. We're not going to get into that right now, because everybody <laughs> knows why he's salty. Yeah. That's a different conversation. Justin, again, y'all follow yeah. Justin, at, at Justin yeah. Batiste 22. Yeah, I'm on all social media platforms, and you guys should uh, uh, check out my blog. Uh, Trades Trades Trades. Um, 
Yep, y'all definitely check out Justin's blog for his playoff coverage as well as his draft coverage because we will be leaning heavily to Justin on the draft this year because, like Schubert says, we didn't get to see March Madness, so we don't know who coming out. So, all right, Schubert, tell the people they can find you at. We got something big Monday. Oh, yeah, we got a big pitch it match on Monday. First, you can find me at hschubert14 on Twitter and Instagram. But yes, the Bros Who Binge coming with a big episode, our first episode on video. On YouTube, and, yep. And um, we got a huge pitch and match between myself and Jake Madison. As, Lynch, as Lyndon mentioned, we did earlier before we recorded this. So I can say that it's a really great match. And I think you guys are going to be really excited to, to hear the pitches. Look, arguably the best pitch and match ever in the history of the game. You know how the NBA has the crossover, the hook shot, the sky hook. Well, they developed a signature move in this game. That's how good this game was. Pitch It now has a signature move. I'm not going to say the name of the move because I don't want to give away who won. But, man, this match was incredible. Both competitors really did their thing. If you like Pitch It or you love competitive trivia or you love just any competition-style show, this is a competition for the ages, baby. Monday, check it out. But you can follow me at LinBWT. Follow the bros you think at bros you think. Uh, be sure, we dropped a lot of content this week, man. Be sure to check out the most recent episode of Bros Who Binge if you haven't checked that out yet. Be sure to check out my review of Exogenesis out now on YouTube. Be sure to check out me and Chris's review of the Dragon Ball Super Moro arc. That's out now on YouTube, as well as the most recent Run It Back. By the time you guys hear that, that'll be out on YouTube. A lot of content dropped this week. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're putting out content, man. We got the video shit going, and we're just dropping content. So we're trying to be the best network out, and we wouldn't be that without you guys, the listeners. Thank you to everybody who supports us. Thank you to Jay Sand for coming on the pod. And if I, if I decide to put Bansky on this week's episode, thank you to my guy, Eddie Bansky Gonzalez. If not, I'm going to have him on for next week. We'll f- I got to figure that out, though, because the interview's happens after Thursday, so that's something I gotta figure out. But if you listen to this now on Thursday, he, he's on next week. So but that's all he's the time yours. that's that's all the time we have for this week's pod for Justin for Schubert for Brooklyn for Doom for Jay Sand and for Bansky if he's on the pod. My name is Lyndon. You guys have a great one. We will talk to you guys next Thursday. Be sure to look out for all the content we got been dropping in between. But until then peace. Yeah. Uh. Shit. 
Some days I wake up in the morning feeling fucking worthless Like is it worth it? I really don't know my fucking purpose Know I got a purpose on this earth but haven't quite unearthed it I probably got it deep inside somewhere below the surface The Lord gave me my calling but I don't think I heard it Had my shit on do not disturb so he ain't disturbing Can't put my trust in nobody cause y'all be surface Been trying to be optimistic but that shit ain't working That's cause I'm in seclusion, insecure with